You are watching the vodka stream. Oh, what is happening, everybody? It is Friday. How's everybody doing out there? Thank you for joining. Oh, do we have a good one tonight for sure? It'll be a good one. I mean, especially with the, that recent article that came out and something else just kind of came out too when it came to uh, Marvel that we'll discuss tonight, of course. But uh, thank you guys for joining. You guys are awesome. TGI freaking F. Cheers. Got a little vodka here. I'm not going to do my normal like Q&A thing because obviously I got a guest tonight. And uh, very anxious, uh, very anxious to talk to him, get his input on everything that's going on. Of course, when it comes to Marvel Studios, as well as other things too. We won't just talk about Marvel; we'll talk about other nerdly like stuff and whatever. So, cheers, guys! Mm. Ah, got the vodka. Got the vodka. All right. Let's see who we got here tonight. All right. We got Ryan. What is happening? Good to see you. We got Super Gorillas Vlogs. Yes. Appreciate it, man. We got Nate. What's going on? Can't wait to hear all the thoughts on the MCU explosion that happened this week. Also listen to uh, you know, Brandon Davis's uh, podcast, uh, Phase Zero podcast, of course. Listen to it. It's awesome. All right. We got Keely Chow right here. Good to see you. We got Darkness Under the Wind. Great to see you, too. Hey, Mama Film Junkies here. Good to see you, Mom. Always great to see you in the uh, in the chat. Uh, what's going on, Brandon? We got Phil right here. We got Miss Lisa Jackson. Yeah, can't complain, you know. I mean, you know, as long as I could just do this, right? I mean, obviously, uh, daytime work is kicking my butt, kicking my ass a little bit. But, you know, it's not too bad. Not too bad, but... Uh, yeah, as long as I'm just doing Hey, Jason McKenzie, always, always uh, helping out the pirate ship. Thank you, sir. So cheers to you. Heading oh. for the $50 uh, super chat right there. Always much appreciated. Always much appreciated for sure. Friday, that's what I'm talking about. What's going on, Max? What up? How are you doing? I'm doing good. Good. Glad to... Uh, here you're doing good. And yeah, you guys can, uh, you know, like uh, just ask quick questions real quick. I mean, I'll do like a little you know, quick thing, but uh, uh, we'll get to, uh, we'll get Brandon in here in just a little bit and uh, start talking about some, some change, some change, some change, some change. All right. Yes. The echo trailer. That's another thing that we'll, <laughs> we'll be probably discussing, of course, because that did get released today as long, uh, with the new poster. And you know what? I mean, I'm not gonna lie. That's that was a after hearing that 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 show was sounding like it was kind of in trouble, similar to the Daredevil show. Yeah, they really uh, whoever cut that trailer definitely uh, definitely grabbed me because I wasn't sure what what to expect when it came to the Echo trailer. But man, was that just something like whoa, what? <laughs> like that thing? I was like that. Uh, yeah, that that definitely ain't a, a family. A family show that they're uh, putting on right there. What's going on, Stephanie T? Happy freaking Friday. Eating party. <laughs> yeah. I know. I broke that one down uh, Wednesday. Sorry I didn't do a members-only stream like I do every Wednesday, but it just, uh, yeah, like I said, daytime work was just kicking my ass. What's going on, Cortez? 
the packed week gen v i know i'm trying to catch up on gen v um i I think i'm like three episodes in uh and then of course invincible came out and then we got loki i still haven't watched the new uh new episode of loki which of course i know it's uh fantastic because that's that's definitely what's working when it comes to the mcu uh and then of course you yeah, had the return of Vince, invincible so i gotta catch up there's got things i gotta catch up on for sure so what's going on shane yeah go rangers i mean hey that's who i was rooting for when it came to the world series just because they have bruce bochi that is of course you guys know if you uh, follow baseball he was the uh the giants manager for many years and won three world series with the giants 2010 uh yeah 2010 12 14 am i got that right <laughs> i'm a fan of the team or is it eight i don't know i know it was like every two years i'm like blanking on it but right now but so it just kind of shows you right there and that's why i was like anytime you know when the rangers moved on to the world series and then when they won the world series i tagged the giants i mean just being petty just being a petty fan but i was like look what you guys did giants organization you ousted out bochi he retires comes back two years later i think two years later or four years later um and wins the team that he joins a world series meanwhile the giants just you know they fired the uh, the the manager that replace bochi and now we got a new manager coming in and it's like oh boy oh boy jeez blade movie has enough yeah yeah we'll talk about that too hey we got clayface right here yeah hey leroy <laughs> how the hell are you uh not quite my middle name and not quite how i spell my last name but hey i get what you're saying there yeah all right doing pretty good all right Let's see. Yeah, Echo looks incredible. Looking pretty good. Oh, yeah. Well, there's also that Godzilla poster that showed up today, too, with the uh, the new Godzilla movie that's going to be coming out. Looking forward to that as well. So, yeah. And, well, yeah, I, I'm, I'm only one episode behind when it comes to Loki. I haven't watched the this week's episode, and I will. I will. I'll catch it. I'll watch it this weekend for sure. Just haven't had time to uh, catch it quite yet. I, I should have watched it last night. I don't know why I didn't. I think I was just... Little too beat. So, hoy hoy, what's going on, Mr. Alex Lobo? And then, of course, we got uh, Antonio right here. And we got a legend right here. All right. Glad to see you guys are here. Appreciate that. Like I said, cheers. Cheers. Oh, wow. Sorry. I was just looking at Twitter right now. There's a Spider Verse live in concert at the Pantages in Hollywood. Wow. That'd be cool to see. I didn't know that was happening, but uh, yeah. All right, let me set my true tweets, and then um, and then of course I'm bringing my guest here has joined the stream. All right, where is it at? Oh, hold on a sec. Let me should get my links ready. Yeah, sure, sure. Okay. All right, do that. Post it right there. All right, guys, let's go ahead and bring in my guest. He was he's been here before, so he's returning, which is awesome, and I'm glad to have him, especially this week. Mr. Brandon Davis, how's it going, sir? <laughs> it's good, man. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. I can't complain. Can't complain. Happy I, Friday. Happy Friday. Your statues that you have behind you. I'm so jealous. 
so jealous. Those are just beautiful statues that you have behind you. Thank you, dude. I, this is probably my favorite of course. thing ever. Uh, <laughs> and this is probably number two. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, man, I, these are, the, the, I got to see this one actually while they were still finishing it. No and shit. Then, I got to go to our sideshow and I saw like the version that wasn't finished being painted yet. And I was like, I got to have that one day. Yeah. And then like a year and a half later. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I was like, I, I caught one of your, uh, your podcast and I saw that behind you and I was like, ah, one of these days, maybe I'll have that behind me. Oh man. So beautiful. So I'm beautiful. rooting for you. They make I me know. happy. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. But uh, of course, Brandon Davis from comicbook.com, Phase Zero Podcast. How is the podcast going, by the way? It's good, man. It's been interesting. I mean, the, the recently we've started doing a couple extra episodes a week because of Loki. And um, we're like, it's been interesting because not only has there been a lot of MCU news lately, but also <laughs> Loki has been really good. And we've been able to book some really cool guests and just have put a bit more. I think effort and oomph into the show and a, even more enthusiasm than we have been. We're seeing great freaking, it's been cool, man, because the numbers, the MCU as a whole slipped a bit. So I, I don't know yeah. how to apply to our podcast too, but right now we're like, we're going up every week and it's really fun. It's really motivating to see like the positivity. And I, I mean, we're always just going to be honest. So if something's not good, we're going to tell it like it is in the comment section. We'll tell us if we don't. Uh, so Loki being good certainly helps. It builds a community, and I'm. I, I tell I tell you what, when it comes to Loki, I mean, I I, I try to keep up as uh, weekly. I haven't watched the latest episode, but uh, when it when when season two came back, and then I finally caught up on. I think I was only two. It was only two episodes in. I mean, I tweeted out. I'm like, this is what's working. It's it's top tier. This is the storytelling and the way that they're telling the story. I'm like, I I'm so shocked. I'm like, how how much how how they've handled the character so perfectly i guess you could say because when we first met him let's face it it's not the guy that uh, it's not the character that we know now for sure oh yeah i mean i just and i i've enjoyed at least to some degree most of the disney plus stuff mm -hmm. it's definitely not been as good as i've wanted it to be but loki hasn't missed man loki's been the That's one that it's like why can't you guys do this with all of these <laughs> That's what everybody's kind of asking for right here. And, uh, you know, yeah, we were, we're going to definitely dive into uh, some of that. But I, I did want to I did want to ask, like, just talking about just, you know, movies and stuff like that um, before we start diving into all the, the madness. So what what's uh, what's on Brandon Davis's uh, top list, uh, at least for 2023 when it comes to movies right now? None of them are comic book movies. Not Good, comic right? Book. That's that's kind of why I wanted to ask you the question because we talk comic books like fucking crazy. Yeah. And yet, when it comes to this year, I mean, it's it's it, yeah. it's there's a shift that's going on right now, man. If you go to top five, I'll have two in there. But if you just do top three, I don't have any. The Creator, yeah. Oppenheimer, um, and what was number three? I, I remember what number three was. I just forgot what my number three was. But then, it, what, what was my number three? Dude, don't you that happens? <laughs> Dude, I literally was like, wait a second. I had a top three. It was so easy. But then I have Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and Spider-Verse, mm -hmm. but I don't even remember what... Uh, Mission Impossible? Mission no. Impossible. No, I thought Mission Impossible was incredibly well made, but the story of Mission Impossible was so damn cheesy. Like, it's just Ooh. undeniable. That AI storyline, <laughs> like that nightclub scene fully lost me. <laughs> but everything like it. But that said, I, I loved the movie still, but it, I yeah. recognize it was pretty cheesy. 
You know, it is kind of funny because like when I walked out of Mission Impossible, I was like, man, that was what I wanted and stuff like that. But then when I started and I gave my first reaction, I reviewed it and then just sitting with it. I haven't watched it again since. But yeah, I started kind of thinking about like hmm, the way that they offed, you know, Rebecca Ferguson's character. Spoiler alert. It's been out for a bit, but on Blu-ray now, it's fair. Yeah, yeah, it's fair. The way that they offed her. And then, of course, yeah, the AI stuff was it had its cool moments. But then, you know, like the airplane or the airplane, the airport scene was fantastic but yeah i i i agree with you where the week it it did get it, it in the in like the second act when all that stuff's happening in the nightclub scene it kind of just goes like a little like eh, okay and then it goes back up again of yes, course absolutely. train and everything but yeah there definitely is a second act where it just kind of all right yeah it dips down a little bit but Haley yeah was fantastic Jesus Christ, did I, I, I mean, I already was crushing on her, but I just, I, was, I <laughs> love like after, I mean, I, I mean, you crush on her from, you know, all the, uh, the agent Carter stuff and everything, but man, in that movie, I was like, I think I'm in love. <laughs> yeah. That was one of those where I was even get a little nervous to walk into that interview room. I was like, she's so fantastic. Yeah. What if I turn red? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can only imagine what it's like interviewing some of these people, like, like, that's what do you weird. do to prepare yourself? Because I mean, I've interviewed through, you know, this kind of medium and some, you know, not a lot of people, of course, not like uh, what you're doing over there, uh, a comic book, but what, 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 how do you prepare for something like that? Or how do you psych yourself out? Are you doing like pushups? Are you, doing, <laughs> are you jumping up and down doing jumping jacks? I mean, what are you doing before you uh, walk into these rooms? Uh, it's, it's, been an interesting kind of learning curve because i had to mess up a few interviews early on of course. Of course. uh unfortunately i was i feel like i was so lucky to get my job back i started in 2015 like that version of me would not get hired by comic book now because comic <laughs> book has grown so much yeah uh and they were like pretty much brand new like i was one of the first people they hired and what like pretty much the first on camera talent they ever had and somehow they're still stuck with me but i kind of so get ready for me first you go watch the movie obviously but then i try not to over prepare because i'll psych myself out so it's like i watch all this stuff i have a base knowledge i feel like i'm pretty confident in that i know my audience and i follow a few like fan accounts and stuff to see what people are talking about i research what's going on on our website what has kind of moved the needle the most what people want to hear about i go on youtube i look up what's a really good clip that people are talking about how do i kind of find a way to talk about that whether there's some viral moment i could key into uh, and I also just try to find unique ways to also make it kind of personal. Yeah. As personal as you can get in four minutes. Like I'm not about to make See, it. So, yeah. That's the thing. I mean, the one time I did, uh, it was during obviously the pandemic I did, uh, I got invited to a junket for mortal Kombat, and I interviewed, I can't remember their real names, but who played Kano and Sonya. So I was trying to do that whole thing. And, and yeah, like I said, your time is limited. Mm -hmm. So then I was like, yeah, I was like, all right, I got to do, I got to, I got to, there's got to be a joke. Got to do something. And yeah. I just basically asked, I forgot his name. We played Kano. I was like, how do you, how does it feel to play like, uh, you know, the, the, the universe's biggest douche. And I just, <laughs> I just said it. And like, he laughed and I, and, and she, she oh, God, I forgot her name too, but it's like, she just kind of went, Oh, like, like I remember when I was yeah. editing the clip, I saw her face go, Oh, did he just say that? I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's true. Sometimes you got to roll the dice, dude, I, you know? You have to be unique because you got, I mean, what, what I notice when I see these junkets and what I like about you is like, you actually do 
do you, you ask a different question um, that nobody else is asking? And I could tell that you shoot for like, hey, they're getting asked the same questions over and over and over again. So you really got to make it fun. And when you do something like that, I mean, it, it helps. It, it helps them because then they're like, oh, wow, I wasn't expecting yeah. that. No, I appreciate that. I also like I, I look at interviews from like my colleagues, like Kevin McCarthy and Jake Hamilton and Perry Nemiroff. I think those yeah. three and Kirsten Acuna at Insider, those four people ask really thoughtful questions like their minds connect dots that I wish mine could. Uh, right. And I'll kind of like chug a bunch of coffee and watch a couple interviews they've done with completely different people than the people I'm about to interview. And it just kind of gets the wheels turning a bit. And then I'll also on top of the coffee, drink a bunch of pre-workout if I really want the interviews to be there high energy. And then I go in there fueled up on C4 and coffee beans. And it's like, well, how can we sweat through this interview? Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it, that's pretty much what it comes out. I was trying to make it personal. It's, I, this is such a cold way to look at it. I don't even know if I should say this out loud, but this is such oh, a cold good. way to look at it. But it's like, it's like, it's so transactional. It's yeah. almost like you have to go in and push the right buttons and get out what you need. And that's not the way like I try to look at it because I want to go in and be a person. And I think the best interviews are the ones where it is personal. But at the same time, I had I had one really bad interview right early in my career. And I had a boss at the time who was like, hey, man, you got to obviously let this go. But like learn from it, too. You got to walk in there. You're not there to be friends, even though you want to be friendly. You got to remember, like, only ever take the interview or like some jokes and things as far as the other person that you're interviewing does, because it's not about me. I'll never want to make the interview about me. No. That's just not my job. I'm not, you know, Jimmy Fallon or James Corden or Jimmy Kimmel or one of these guys who has their own show where people come to see them. People don't watch the stuff to see me. Like, no. I, you know, I, I know the biggest way to get views on my interview is to get a good interaction, to put the talent over, to find something interesting, some piece of new information. And that's going to be it. So I'm always seeing what is the new thing that I can get them to talk. Like I did an interview today with the guy who wrote Loki, Eric Martin. I had eight minutes with him. I wrote down 11 questions and I was running through it with one of my colleagues. And I was like, man, like seven of these questions are questions. I think he's going to be like, I don't, I can't say that. I can't say this. I don't want, you know, I don't, you know, just things that are like too specific, too unanswered. And so I was like, I got to rework these. I got to find ways to rephrase some of this to make it answerable and hopefully also a little tease that'll give us a good, you know, headline. Cause yes, I know everybody hates the word clickbait and I don't think it's clickbait as long as there's substance to it, no. but you need the headline too. You do need the headline. You can't have, I mean, obviously there's many, you know, yeah, of course there's like many like publications out there that have like these like headlines that are just totally bullshit and everything like that. But if you get a, I mean, if it, it is an art, like you have to, I mean, I know a lot of people say this is clickbait, but at the same time, you got to be like, no, I mean, this is still what is. Yeah, and clickbait and, exists. Like, absolutely. but you like you, uh, the, when I think people hear that I need to go in there and get a headline and they're thinking like, this guy's trying to bait somebody. He's trying to create a, a God. Like, no, absolutely not. I'm trying to find the thing that hasn't been said before. The interesting mm -hmm. angle on this, because that's my job is to go in there, create the moment, get the piece of information that creates a, creates a headline that gets your attention. Because there's so many people doing this. There's when you go to a junket, man. Well, nowadays it's a little slimmer because post COVID they invite a few less people. But mm -hmm. in 2019, when you'd go to a junket, there would be, I mean, I, I mean, for a, a studio movie, there's probably 50 outlets that are just more, if not more, that are just going in and out of the room every four minutes. Someone else is doing an interview. How do you find something unique? You need to find your angle. And that's kind of the biggest thing is finding the unique spin, the personal spin, the thing your audience wants to hear. And then people get mad at me. They're like, why do you ask about Marvel? And I'm like, well, if you clicked on the question where I didn't ask about Marvel, I wouldn't. 
<laughs> that's the thing There's, they're always going to be upset trust me i know that and that's kind of on me too i gotta get a better question then if you didn't yeah, click on it but... yeah but i mean you're never gonna please everybody that's the yeah. thing no, you no, know? I'm fired up yeah i know right <laughs> i got you fired up let's go man. um no but uh i remember uh i interviewed joe manganello Oh, that's cool. um, this was like eh, two years ago or something like that. It was for like, you know, we were, you know, it was obviously a charity thing for this was around the time when the Snyder Cut came out and everything. And I got tasked to to interview Joe. And I'm like, this guy is intimidating. Oh, boy. So and I was like, <laughs> all right, what's the one thing that I know that we would have a connection with? And I knew he was a big Metallica fan. I'm a big Metallica fan. So just right off the bat, we I started just talking about Metallica just to break the ice. You know, and it totally just like, all right, cool. We just, that was it. We we were going back and forth about Metallica for like five minutes or maybe less. I don't know. But it just kind of like got everything at ease. Yeah. At ease. And then like, uh, and then I think uh, before it even wrapped up, I was like, what would death, what would be uh, Death Strokes or what would be, uh, you know, Slade's favorite Metallica song? And I already knew the answer because I was like, there's, the, and he said, Disposable Here is on the Master of Puppets soundtrack, soundtrack uh, album. And it's, um, you know, it's about fallen soldiers and everything like that. I'm like, that's going to be what he says. And sure enough, he did. And I was like, there it is. I knew it. And it was just ended up being a good interview. But yeah, it was a little intimidating right off the bat so you oh, just yeah. yeah like you said you just got to find that little angle just yep. that little angle you know up, and i think man. you've done i think you've done a good job with it too i i especially like it when you take the pictures you know with the especially <laughs> like reading the comic book of who you know those i mean how did you come up with that idea i mean that that was it's i love those pictures the first time i did it was with zachary levi uh after shazam i got to host a screening of shazam and i asked the warner brothers rep i was like do you think after we do the little q a he take a picture with me in the comic book and she was like yeah yeah absolutely they were pushing that movie to the moon back then oh, so they were they were doing they were super game for whatever uh and so i just i i actually had a friend who got uh, i didn't have a comic with me i just had the idea and she scooped up the comic for me which is so clutch uh, and it ended up being a Justice League comic, which had Shazam and Black Adam on the cover because I wanted to get that so I could write the caption just talking about ideas for Shazam 2. Uh, and I did. And I ultimately ended up putting my hand over the damn cover. Oh, so that was the last yeah. I did the same thing with the Infinity Gauntlet book with the Russo brothers. And those were the first two. Like a month later, yeah. I did it with the, the Russos at uh, CinemaCon. And then after that, I was like, I got to not put my damn hand over the cover. Uh, oh. And so now it's like, it's. I mean, most every actor except one has been down for it. Uh, uh, who's the one? Oh, uh, <laughs> dude, uh, it was that was that was shitty. That sucked. Uh, <laughs> but everybody else has, has been super cool. See now, I want to know. I know you're not going to say it, but oh, uh, like hey, what are you what are you drinking right now? Drink a little bit more, maybe. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man i'm now i'm gonna be wondering no, i appreciate that, that though that was something i that's like my favorite thing i get to do because it does feel like the one thing that is kind of my thing if that makes sense like i feel like i get to post something that people kind of expect from me when the people who follow me and don't just follow like comic book and the yeah. podcast and everything like my person people who are like taking the time to follow and engage my i'm like hell yeah i get to actually do something that feels like kind of my thing that's probably my favorite thing that has come of this whole thing yeah i know it totally is i mean when i when i saw you starting to do that i'm like that's that's awesome that you have you, you when you interview these actors either on the red carpet or whatever the hell and you just do that little you know hey we're let's take a picture and let's have the comic book and like we're like looking at it you know and i was like that's 
creative. It's I, I really love those pictures. I appreciate really love those pictures. But uh, um, uh, what I, uh, before we get into the MCU stuff, I did want to talk a little bit about the uh, the DCU stuff. Ooh, let's talk and, about uh, it. Yeah, let's talk about it a little bit because I mean, obviously, I mean, the last time you were on here and we discussed, I mean, this was that was like right in the heart of the uh, Snyder Cut stuff, uh-huh. and we didn't know what the hell was going to be happening with dc or anything i mean this was like you know two two and a half years ago so it was like we we just were just excited like hey we get this four-hour version of a justice league movie which is fantastic and then you know i mean a lot of us have accepted like okay and then now zach's over at rebel moon great we're looking forward to that i know you uh have you know you've seen some things when it comes to rebel moon that maybe <laughs> not some other people have um too what? so I, yeah, tell me you talking. You did this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you know. I just, I know. Oof, cannot wait for that. But oh, dude, the, I, I, dude, yeah. If you want to talk about some Rebel Moon, I mean, go for it, man. Did they release <laughs> the Red Band trailer online, dude? That's the thing. I've heard. I mean, I, I've, I've even talked about it on the channel. It, it's not online, right? It's not online. They only oh, have the PG thirteen. But I know that there is a red band trailer. I've yeah, yeah, I've you know, you know, because you know, I know some people over the screen rant and stuff like that that might have been there. Yeah, they are. there's a red band trailer out there, folks. Just in case you didn't know this. It's like oh, really so, red band too. Yes. I mean, think <laughs> about it. I've 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 heard I've been told the uh uh you know in uh what what is shown in those trailers or in that trailer for sure i'm ho- i mean i think they'll probably save it for when they announce when the director's cut or the snyder cut of it comes out mm-hmm. i'm guessing but who knows when that's gonna be right now they're just pushing like hey we got this right here that's coming i mean obviously we're probably gonna get a trailer for a week from now at the uh what's the uh, event that's happening the what the next flicks and event that's happening uh, what do they call that i i, the, I forgot what it's called yeah that's next a couple of events like yeah so i know like they're supposed to be i think on the 12th i'm sure they'll have something there they'll I have mean, another right now, zach is the star i mean like oh, yeah. it's, it's they're obviously always going to push zach snyder as like a name with a movie a lot of a lot oh, of directors right. in recent years have been starting to get pushed out for publicity through marketing and just different things like that, but it's Zack Snyder. Like you, they they know you. That's a name you cash in on as Netflix, as a marketing team, as a publicity team. You put Zack out there, and right now that's the only person they can put out there. True. So I'm I'm sure there will be more from Zack too on that. It's smart, and then not to mention it was smart on Zack's behalf. Just the, the fact that he slapped his name on the Justice League movie. It's like Dude. now he's just like a. I mean the Snyder. You now when the Snyder cut uh phenomenon was happening it's just like the fact that that's so pop culture now now he he like he branded his name so it's like yeah netflix you better you know throw his name out there as much as possible to sell this movie and i'm and i read today that it might get a theatrical i'm that's it's really interesting because i said oh oh, oh, you almost said something i don't i was under the impression that he didn't really care that he didn't want a theatrical version. I know about this. Yeah. So I don't know. That was surprising news today that that, that might, which it would be awesome if it did. I can't imagine he would fight against it. He no, may he just be not. playing ball with Netflix and saying like, I, Netflix has given me the chance to do whatever I want. So I will fully say, I go, like, let's do whatever Netflix wants. See, yes, yes, totally yes, possible. Brandon. Yes, I mean, that's the thing is like, 
I, you know, yes, I know it was like, uh, there's this big thing and it's been revealed. There's been quotes out there where Zach has said like, ah, you know, it's, it's made for streaming. It's this, that stream. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, but Zach's always been a big screen guy. And I think it's just the, like you nailed it right there. And I've even said it too. It's like Netflix gave him free range to do what he wanted to do with this movie. You know, I mean, the, the fact of the matter is he's, this is a passion project. He's been wanting to do this for a long time. And he wanted to do it in his way and they allowed him to do it in, this, mm-hmm. in his way where he's going to get two cuts of his movie. Like literally there's a Snyder cut built into like this out of the gate. Yeah. Right out of the gate. And they're, they're so they're like, they're totally like, all right, we're 100% with this. So, but I mean, I think at the time we're like, yeah, we're not going to do theatrical. So you got to kind of sell it like that. And I think he's just like, all right, I'll play, I'll play, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll play ball. And I think that's, that's what he's doing, and it's nothing against Zach. I mean, no, I, no, I, I think it. Yeah, everybody's had a boss in their life. If you act like saying, exactly. "Yeah, I'm making a streaming movie for the damn streaming service that's paying you millions of dollars," for, I don't know how much he got paid. I assume it was quite a bit, but sure. also giving you even more millions of dollars to make your movie that you like. This is those are not cheap movies, dude. Those, Rebel Moon was not cheap, so it's okay. I think it's okay for him to say, "Listen, I I made this knowing I was going to streaming." Go, but if even if deep down he's like, I want you to see on the big screen, I bet inevitably at some point we probably will. I think so. I think so. And then just reading that today, I'm like, all right, please, hopefully. So we'll see what happens when it comes to that. But yeah, I mean, obviously, um, I mean, Zach was on here, it was before the full circle event. And, you know, I mean, it was kind of funny because, you know, I did bring up James Gunn and, you know, and how he was like kind of feeling about that. And, you know, it was just kind of interesting because obviously they're they know each other. They've worked together. Um, you even said like James is a buddy. And, uh, you know, it's just, kind of, you know, especially with everything that's happening. I mean, I'm so happy for Zach being over at Netflix, creating new things. And then we have James Gunn, who's now handling the DCU, which, you know, maybe it wasn't like my first choice, but at the same time, I was going kind of going like, well, he's seen how the Marvel machine works. He's been a part of that, a big part of that. Like, you know, especially when it was revealed that, you know, he kind of helped do, you know, with the Infinity Stones, crafting, starting that story and helping that story. Uh, paving the way for that story and Kevin Feige handing him scripts and saying like, Hey, can you read this? Give me notes and everything. Um, I think it was like, okay. So, I mean, gun coming over to the DCU, we know that he has unique knowledge when it comes to the source material. So I was kind of like, okay, let's see what the guy, let's see what the guy can do. You know, I think people are immediately thinking of like, a lot of his older stuff and mm. even Peacemaker and the Suicide Squad and even Guardian stuff where there's like the turd jokes about Drax and Peacemaker is making the jokes Peacemaker makes. I don't think James Gunn thinks Superman needs to do that. No. I think James Gunn has a pretty good understanding of characters uh, and I've yet to see him miss in the Marvel Universe. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm kind of at a wait and find out. I, I'm not going to lie. When Henry Cavill came back, I was pretty damn excited. Black Adam, I thought was, I enjoyed Black Adam more than most people, I think. I don't think it was any kind of incredible film by any means, but I thought it was fun. I thought The Rock was good as Black Adam because it pretty much allowed him to just do the things he's actually good at as an actor since he abandoned roles like Pain and Gain, like which I think was his best performance. But now that he wants to be a tough guy, Black Adam let him be a tough guy, like the, the ultimate tough guy. Oh, that was cool. I enjoyed it. But then when you get Henry Cavill back, I really bought in, man. I was like, dude, 
maybe they really have a direction here. And I know, I know they had plans. Like, and I know what the plans were. And they sounded sick. Like, they (laughs) sounded really cool. Uh, And so... It was like I like I like James Gunn. I think he's going to do a good job. I think there's there, we don't have any reason to doubt what he's going to do with the DC universe. At least in my opinion, Peacemaker is probably my favorite streaming show of any of the comic book. I was surprised by Peacemaker when I heard. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, like, who the fuck thought that that was going to be something? Because when I heard like, oh yeah, they're going to make a Peacemaker series, I'm like, really? I'm like, that was like, right. I mean, that character sucks. Like, I mean, I I, I liked how like it was portrayed. But how are they going to revolve like around that? And then when I watch the series, I'm like, uh, I kind of like that a lot. Like, what the hell? Yeah, Jesus biggest Christ. surprise, biggest it surprise was. in the past few years uh, in terms mm-hmm. of comic book streaming. Uh, I, but I think that's just like Peacemaker needed that tone, that violent, yeah. edgy, ridiculous, R-rated humor, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, it's James Gunn has a refreshing way to do it, where it's like, especially at the time, people are like, oh, you can't make comedies anymore. It's like, yeah, look, he's doing it. He's he's proving you can make edgy comedies. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think after Black Adam, I was pretty excited because I was like, man, I, they were had sequels, they had spin off, they had all kinds of stuff coming, yes. and then it got wiped wiped away. I bought, I finally went out and bought a damn Henry Cavill Superman Hot Toys because I was like, <laughs> I could start a DC collection because they might actually keep going. And then it's like a week after it came, he was out. Oh, look at that! There's my little McFarlane that I have right. And up all here. that said, I'm complaining because I finally felt like I bought in. I felt a little tricked. Uh, <laughs> But uh, it's not the first time DC and Warner Brothers have made us feel that. I mean, it was such an interesting time because, I mean, that was like, yeah, it was almost exact. It was like a year ago when, I mean, it was all announced. It was all, I mean, obviously, I remember, I think, didn't you ask The Rock at at Comic-Con last year? Like, who's the Superman? And was that you that asked that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I asked him about um, Superman Henry Cavill. And I know they're friends, so I knew he'd talk about it. Uh, and so he uh, he said that Henry Cavill is this generation Superman in that interview. And mm, I was like, that's right. sweet, cool. And then they kind of gave it away that he was in the movie by the time it even came out. He was doing the press tour talking all about Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, and that obviously was they knew it would help sell tickets, but they were going to make Man of Steel, too. Yeah. And well, we just, know. But listen, I, I am of the belief. I'm so glad we got Zack Snyder's Justice League. I think that's a phenomenal film. Definitely a little too long. But it's a phenomenal <laughs> film. I thought it was, dude. I think that Flash moment, one of the best oh, moments yeah. in comic movie history. I mm-hmm. love Zach's visual style. I think it was great. Uh, I think that the story of the DCEU is just going to be unmet potential. That's going to be its legacy, and that sucks because there were so many good actors in it. There were great plot points that Zach had laid out that we're ne- at this point. I think probably never going to see. I can't imagine they're going to go back to it. But yeah. the question I have is like, what if Superman Legacy flops? Which yeah. I have no reason to believe it will. But then do we just start again with meddling and saying, hey, let's change course? Yeah, that's that's that is the ultimate question. And you know, and uh a lot riding on James Gunn's shoulder. I mean, like the fact that he, I mean, it, during the pandemic, his hair went from like you know, you know, brown to like white. And then now it's like, man, what's gonna happen in two years? When, like, have hair. He said, yeah, he's going to be bald. He's going to have to cast himself as Lex Luthor. (laughs) Exactly. He's going to be wearing ball caps like Feige, you know, it's just like covering it right there. And I'm like, there's a lot riding on it. But I, what the thing that I like when he's answered questions from, from people asking questions on social media or whatever, it's just, uh, well, first I like the fact that he said like when he got brought over, when, when they brought him over to DC, 
he they wanted him to do Superman. He's like, nah, I don't even know, you know, and he turned it down and he was like Suicide Squad. Obviously, that's more of his bag, obviously. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, when it went after things were like, you know, going and going. And then all of a sudden he said he like kind of just like, oh, wait a minute. I think I know how I could do it and bring in it. I mean, I mean, let's face it, Superman one of the hardest characters to, to, to bring on the big screen. We've seen, I mean, over the years, seems like Batman, they're just like, do it, do it, do it, do it. And let's see. And, and there's not really a, I mean, yeah, you could say Batman and Robin's the worst iteration of Batman. Sure. But there's something about it where I could still, if it's on TV, I could be like, yeah. <laughs> there's a bat credit card. They did that. They did that, you know, and, and laugh. <laughs> I can laugh at all the, you know, the the stupid shit that they put in there. To me, when I watch Batman and Robin, I'm like, this is an updated 66 Batman show. This is what this is. They updated yeah, it's campy, you know? It's, yeah. Yeah. I can still enjoy it. Uh, but when it comes to Superman, it just seems like they've, they've, it seems like they've been able to nail Superman in TV more than in, in films. TV yeah. seems like they they've nailed like I I'm a I'm a fan of Lois and Clark. I remember that was appointment viewing for me like every Sunday night. I revisited it when it came to when it was on HBO Max. Uh, I never really got into Smallville. We're in a Smallville uh, guy. I'm not a Smallville guy. I I couldn't. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm going to jump into it now that I'm older. But when it, when it came out, I was like, I can't accept this. What? No, this is not. This, eh, what? Lex Luthor and him? No, no. no. They got they got so far. They started having Bizarro on that show at one point. Yes. They, they liked it. Like they, they did brought some... in like all. I, I remember like hearing they all. Oh, yeah, they brought in Aquaman and they brought in yeah. like a. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, really? They did that? But then like I always hear from people like, oh yeah, but it's so good. Like you gotta watch it. And I'm like, certain seasons, yeah, of course. But I was like, I couldn't accept it, but it had such a, a a big fan base and it had, I don't know how many seasons. It went on for a bit. And then, of course, you have Superman and Lois, which, of course, was announced that they're going to be ending it after next season. And that's a great show. He's great. It just, yeah, it just seems like for like they always seem to nail Superman. I mean, Superman, the animated series, obviously, is just fantastic. I mean, obviously, animation. Uh, you know, I do uh, stream every Sunday with Scott, and we, we're going through all the, the animated stuff. And just revisiting that animated series, it's like, oh, man, they really just nail it uh, when it comes to the character. But, you know, film has always been a uh, – it's always been hard because it's like, well, obviously, we had Superman Returns. And, you know, there's things in there that are great, but then the overall – overall, it's like mm – -hmm. Yeah. the airplane sequence yeah good job and then everything else all right you just rehashed donner you know yeah. and then snyder comes in and goes well let's do something different and then i'm like that's what i'm talking about right there but then of course it's divisive yeah like you know i mean it's such a hard character so i'm just i am really anxious to see what gun is cooking up when it comes to the character I really I expect guns to be quite different from what we've seen before. Yeah. I'm kind of expecting like a cartoonish DC universe in not in like a comedic we're making light of everything way, but I'm expecting him to really just embrace that these are comic book characters. Yeah, like these I, I really think and and I think Superman, it's Superman is a tough character to handle because he's so powerful and he's like I mean I think Zach did it really well because he relied on relationships to make him feel human, and I think that's another thing you have to do and it seems. Gun might already be doing that based on the cast he's building around him. He's going to have relationships with other superheroes already. So, uh, and he's got to have weaknesses. So, 
That's what I was like, and that's what I keep on saying when I when I talk about it is the fact that we already we're not going to get an origin story, which is great. We, we've already we've already seen that. We've already heard that. This is already an established Superman, and there's already other heroes that he's going to be interacting with. So we have. So I'm like, you know, when everybody is always going like, not my Superman, you know, which was what a lot of you know, everybody's always about either the Christopher Reeve or you know, of course Henry Cavill. Those are the two like you know that are on a pedestal and as much as I love those two iterations, I'm like, okay, you guys wanted something different. It sounds like this is something different when you already have an established Superman with other heroes within the world. So I'm like already right there. You're grabbing me. And I'm like, good. Yeah. I like that. You yeah. have a green lantern. You have a, you know, uh, metaf- what's his name? Metaphor. I forgot his name. Yeah, there we go. Him. And then of course you have hot girl already. And <laughs> terrific. Yes, Mr. Terrific. I mean, they're already going to be like in like these characters that nobody knows too, really. And that's another thing Gunn does well. Yes. Another thing. I mean, he's launching his thing with Creature Commandos. (laughs) Bro, I got Creature Commandos over there. You know how much I was able to get for like $7? Like, (laughs) it's, it's, it is ballsy. It is ballsy. And a lot of people are like, why is he doing this with such obscure characters? But I'm like, well, why not? I mean, when it came to Guardians of the Galaxy, nobody knew. Who the fuck they were when when we nobody saw who Peacemaker that, was? Yeah, Come nobody on. knew who Peacemaker, who Peacemaker was, was. And somehow, like when it came to, I mean, now Peacemaker's in fucking Fortnite or yeah, I, I sniped like, him earlier today on the OG yeah. map. <laughs> it's like so. It's like all right. So when it comes to James Gunn, I'm like he he has you know a little bit of an ability to take like these characters that nobody knows and bring them into the zeitgeist of like, hey, this is Absolutely. look at this guy. So that's where I'm kind of going. All right, if he's handling Superman, yes, it's. But like you said, it's like if it flops, what do they do next? And I don't think it'll flop. I'm just wondering, like how. And a lot of people, of course, always say the you got to get to that billion dollar, you know, mark. But at the same time, I'm like, well, now in this day and age, I think you just got to make a profit. Isn't the only billion dollar comic book movie? I guess there's there would be two in the, since like COVID, which are uh, Shang Chi, not Shang Chi, Spider Man. And Batman, right? Isn't it? The, yeah. Those are the only two. Com- and I could be wrong, but off the top of my head, those are the only two. Well, I there's think Joker, of. but that's oh, a bad But that was pre-COVID, right? That was pre-COVID, yeah. Honestly, well, the- you could say pre-COVID, you could say pre-Endgame. I, I feel like, the like the, the, I just think it's undeniable that there is a bit of superhero fatigue because, and I think that you could blame the quantity of output from Marvel in part for that. But everybody up their comic book properties. Amazon is in the game now with yeah. multiple shows like it, there, there are superhero things everywhere so you got to be raising the bar uh but it's it now that there's so many i think that it's people are they're not they don't feel like the same event they used to it's not just a guarantee they're not mm-hmm. like okay well you like the marvels is not about to make a billion dollars and the no. the rule of thumb was okay if we make a sequel it's gonna make roughly what it made what what the movie before it made if the movie before it was well received so we'll, we'll, we'll probably be in that ballpark it's not coming anywhere near a billion dollars, I don't think. Yeah. It's a, I looked up tickets to the Marvels because uh, I'm not going out to the junket. So no. I was like, I want to go see this opening weekend. Uh, I'll be home. I'll be in town. Two days ago, tickets have been on sale for like two weeks already. The movie comes out next week. There's a 450-seat IMAX theater here where I have bought tickets for Multiverse of Madness, Endgame, Spider-Man, Shang-Chi, Black Widow, all these movies. I went and saw them in theaters. And usually if you don't buy those tickets day one, you're sitting up like, you know, that Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Uh, but 
I, and dude, the the most tickets I saw for one of these screenings sold in a 400 seat theater from all I looked at every screening Thursday and Friday at this theater was 18 seats. And I don't think that's just the Marvels. I think I think everybody's ready to hate the Marvels. There is a yeah. line of people undeniably ready to say the Marvel sucks even before oh, they see it. But yeah, I they already have their reviews written. Yeah. Yeah. There's a line of people who want to see the movie fail. There's no denying it. Personally, I don't think the trailers for the Marvels are even that great. I I'm I, I like I like the I like Carol. I like uh Kamala. I'm ex, I'm excited for the movie because it's a Marvel movie. But I don't think the trailers have really blown people away. So I think it's a number of things. Fatigue, strikes, there's nobody to promote the movies. Uh, I think that cast, they would get a whole bunch of toxicity from online, no matter what they said. They could literally just be like, we're excited for the movie. And people will be like, well, you suck. So why? How dare you be excited for the movie you worked on? We're we're three women making a movie and we really hope women get to see our movie. Oh, you, why do you hate men? Like, shut up. So there's no denying that that exists. And anybody who tries to act like that doesn't exist is fooling themselves. I know. That's also like, that's a fact. That's another thing this movie has to fight. Why you gotta be so woke? I hate that word. So I hate that shit. Just because it's not white dudes in a movie, that means you're woke. You think that's why the MCU is having problems? Because they added women and black people? No. No, I that's promise not- you. The last time that the MCU did that, both movies made billions of dollars in oh, 2018 wait, yeah. and 2019. Remember that one? Uh, those two, I should say? No, but I mean, it, it, I remember even talking about this when when it came to, like, obviously we were hoping that the strikes were going to end by now, but sadly it just seems like it's just not going to happen. But um i thought man can you imagine those three like doing the press junkets and how much fun they could have had with promotion it's like the fact that the marvels is not going to get that because you have three different personalities and you know i'm i'm the i'm i i I really enjoyed miss marvel when it came to that series i thought it was unique i thought it was very cinematic and i Mm -hmm. thought it was pretty damn well done and I was like, and I really liked the character. And I'm like, that's why, you know, I didn't really like Captain Marvel that much. I'll be honest. I didn't really like, I was like, eh, it just didn't really work for me. Um, so when it comes to this one, I'm like, ah, I'm here for Kamala for sure, because Straight I just really enjoyed Miss Marvel. And I'm, and you know, I, I, you know, like, like you said, when I've seen the clips and the, uh, the trailers, I have not been that impressed. I'm still going to be there. I'm still going to watch it. Still going to review it and give my honest opinion. But yeah, it just seems like it's just kind of crazy how this month we get sequel to a billion dollar movie. And then next month we also get a sequel to a billion dollar movie. And they're both not going to do, they're going to do a, like a, like a 25%. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. I mean, uh, both, uh, it's hard to predict because the Marvels is expected to make like 80 million opening. And I'm like, okay, if it does hit 80 million. How how much does it make in its run? Because Quantumania, yeah. I don't remember Quantumania opened to, but it ended up finishing at like four fifty. Yeah. That's not good. No. Ant Man and the Wasp made a lot more money. Uh, what Aquaman? The first one made like one point two billion or something. Something like that. Yeah, one point three billion. I don't see that even clearing seven fifty. Nope. No, I, probably I, wouldn't I, get that far. I yeah. don't think it's coming anywhere near seven fifty. Yeah, but also that's another one that. that the press tour for that would be they got a lot of stuff that it's like, well, someone's going to go ask some hard questions before they open it up. Like I imagine that would be one where they'd open it up to like variety or, you know, some of the trades before they even let the rest of the press in so that they, the, the, the hard questions could be answered before everyone comes in and asks their versions of them. See, that's the bad part. I mean, this is, I mean, 
especially with recent stuff, because obviously only James Wan can talk about that movie. I feel bad for James Wan. Dude, he's like the nicest guy in the world, too. Yeah, you've met him, right? a very talented filmmaker. Yes. I love him. I mean, like, Jesus, I've been there from the beginning. Saw, I mean... I mean, the fact that he, I love that him and Lee Winall were like, hey, let's make a horror movie. How do we make it cheap? Well, let's just have most of it take place in a fucking rundown bathroom. There you go. And they just made one of my all-time favorite fucking horror movies. And James, I've been a fan of James Wan. I've watched every one of his movies, like the Conjuring franchise. Uh, I like Malignant, even though like, I remember it was like for a while, everybody was shitting on it. Like, oh, he's got one of the worst movies coming out. I watched it and went, what are you talking about? That guy nailed 80s camp horror big time. And oh, then it was hilarious. Dude, and then it still dude. managed to do a great twist and still managed to do what that. Gabriel. Ah. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> that that scene in the fucking like precinct where it's just fucking everybody oh, up. Like the camera spinning around. Yes, because that's that's James Wan's ultimate shot. Is like yeah. he does that that rotating shot where like action is happening. I'm like. What are you even talking about, guys? Like this yeah. movie is fucking just great, and and it sucks because he's gonna have to like when the junkets start for Aquaman two, and if the obviously if the writer strike is not gonna be there, it's like he's gonna have to like answer more about the questions of Amber Heard, what happened behind the scenes, and blah blah blah. And I'm like, God, I feel so bad for him right now. I feel yeah, so he's bad. just the only one who can answer these questions, and it's just like, bro, I didn't sign up for this. Nope. I just wanted to make a movie. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, he made, I mean, I think, I honestly think that James Wan's going to be like, I don't want to be in the big franchises anymore after this, you know, because I mean, he did Fast Fury 7 and then look what happened during that. I mean, obviously that was a totally different scenario. Paul Walker um, passed away. um, And then of course he had a change the movie uh, a bit and that had to be a struggle in and of itself. Great job he did too. He did. I cried. I fucking cried. The when I, when I watched movie, that, man, oh. it's different. So, yeah, it works. And then, and then, of course, we get Fate of the Furious and they get chased by a submarine. All right. Yeah, we don't talk about yeah. seven in that franchise. That's really. the thing. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> but for some reason, that fucking franchise will still get me to watch their goddamn movie. I mean, it's just like, I feel like I have to. I watched, I bought a ticket to Fast X and I was like, <laughs> son of a. <laughs> dude i i remember just sitting there going oh my god you got this that and then all of a sudden the way that it ends i'm like god damn it i mean thankfully i mean speaking of jason momoa he was the best thing about he looked like he was having a blast dude he looked like he was having a good time yeah and that's what was their infinity war though and it wasn't (laughs) they really thought that ending was like their infinity war no, yeah, it wasn't that. It wasn't that for sure. But, um, but yeah, I know that if it wasn't for Jason Momoa, I, I would probably be like, eh, I don't, I'm done, I'm done. But, uh, but you know, cliffhanger, and then yeah, still Jason Momoa is going to be part of that. I'm like, okay, all right, you guys still got me, even though, Jesus Christ, the uh, you know what's been happening with this franchise, it's just yeah. so much that. But anyways, uh, but yeah, it's just kind of interesting that we're gonna have two sequels. The two billion dollar franchise, uh, you know, two billion dollar movies, and it's just, it just doesn't seem like the hype is really there. I will give credit to the people who are uh, who are cutting the Aquaman two TV spots; they are pretty damn good. I hope the movie's good, man. Like, 
I mean, I, I have no idea if the movie's going to be good. I think everybody just expects the movie to be bad because of the circus of drama that has surrounded it. Yeah. But I, 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 I don't really know that it indicates the quality. I mean, I, I haven't heard anything either way, to be honest with you. I haven't heard if it's good or bad. Usually by now I've talked to somebody who's seen one of these films. This one I haven't. Uh, I just like, I'm going to, I'm going to watch it. So I hope it's good. That's yeah. how I feel about pretty much all these films. And every once in a while, I'd be like, there's no way that's good. But this one is just like, I don't know, man. The first one was, I enjoyed the first Aquaman. It was fun. Right. It was a little too long. It was a little too long, I thought. It was a little indulgent. But also, like, it was fun. It was crazy, dude. Visuals. The visuals in these insane. movies are insane. How that didn't get nominated for Academy Award, I don't even yeah. know. Especially at a time where, like, VFX workers are being overworked and not even being given time to finish their special effects. Like, this movie actually looks pretty damn good visually yeah I, yeah I actually was talking to one of the VFX supervisors on that when that was happening and then just seeing the trailer stuff like that we were talking I'm like geez I mean yeah they I mean they really pulled it off I mean to pull off that world I thought they did a good job a great job uh when it comes to that so at least I mean I'm hoping that we're gonna get that you know obviously we're gonna get the visuals that we got in the first I just worry about just are we going to notice the reshoots, you know, because there was the reshoots and that's, you know, we've seen that with Marvel movies where you can just spot the reshoots. I mean, we saw a big time, obviously, when Justice League came out, th those things were sticking out like they were shot by, you know, a 13 year old kid and fucking, you know, with a film class or whatever the hell, just like with a movie camera. But uh, yeah, I just hope they don't stick out too much where it's like, eh, you know, and I've, I've heard some things just from, you know, people that I know where it's just like, oh, yeah, you know, it's it's I, the delays. And I don't know. It's just it just seems like uh, I worry about it, but I just want a good movie. That is one fair concern. It seems like they've reshot so much of this film. Yeah, they've had multiple Batmans and it seems like there's a chance <laughs> neither of them are going to be in it. No, they're not. Like, you know, what did you think of the Flash? I thought oh. okay. <laughs> Flash pisses me off. I'm not going to lie oh. to you. Okay. okay. Because I saw it at CinemaCon two months That's before. That's right, you did. That's right. Yeah. And they introduced the movie by saying, "This movie's not done. This is a very, this is a very unfinished version of the film." So I watched it, and I thought those VFX were going to be improved on. Oh. <laughs> so with that in mind, I was like, you know what? That story actually worked for me. The emotional payoff at the end with his mom and the can of tomatoes and all that stuff. I was like, that actually was pretty solid. Thought Ezra kind of overacted a bit. Uh, but did a pretty good job as Barry and the other Barry. I thought the, I assume spoilers are fair game. I thought the, the, yeah. the, the one, the major death of the returning character, I guess, for, yeah. not fully, mm -hmm. was so unceremonious, almost in the same way Black Widow's was in Infinity War. Okay. Uh, because it was like, oh, well, they're time traveling. They're doing the whole point of this is to bring everybody back. So he'll be back. But they never came back. So I thought, but uh, there, like, I have my criticisms of it. I thought it was just like a sl average, slightly above average movie. I thought it was like good, but I, I, when I saw it, I thought that the effects were going to be fixed. Like I <laughs> thought that it was unfinished, and it turns out I don't even know what was unfinished about the cut that I saw. But really? They, they like really emphasized this is an unfinished version, and I saw those babies that looked like like water falling through the sky, and I was like, okay, well that's going to obviously look better. This looks be like better, PlayStation yeah. Two. And then they didn't change any of that, apparently. And if yeah. they did, it did it. They didn't change it by much. Yeah, I think the theory was like the the yeah. Well, they even said like the the speed force. I mean, it's, I mean the 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 baby scene, which 
I mean, to be honest, I thought the baby scene was like fine as a scene, but yeah, I can understand like, you know, when you watch the, uh, the, the faces like a little weird, but I, uh, but I know people were like, why the hell would they have a scene like that? I'm like, I think that's a great scene. I thought that was oh, something yeah. unique. No, that scene, like stuff. that scene, the cod, the purpose of that scene works for me. Yes. Like saving babies. You need scenes with heroes saving people. Yes. That makes them heroes. I agree. I think you need that kind of stuff. It just needs to look good. Yeah. And I know the thing was like, well, it's the Speed Force. It, it's kind of Barry's perspective in the Speed Force. And I'm like, all yeah. right, well, then so was She-Hulk. Because they like, <laughs> you know, it's just it's just unfinished VFX in my opinion. And I think WB, David Zaslav came in and was like, listen, we're hitting the reboot anyway. No more money to this film. Yeah, that's, that's what I think. I don't have, I, that's not it. That's not like someone told me that. No that's inside just, information. Yeah, I promise that's not wink, a story. Wink, wink. Sorry. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, no, 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 I get that though. I, I, I actually agree with that. They're, they probably could have really um, shaped up. I mean, like when it came to the, um, the chrono bowl scenes, I was like, all right, so I can, I can give a little bit more, you know, with the way that a lot of people were shitting on that, I was like, yeah, but I mean, it's not like it was, it kind of, I, I kind of looked at it as, like what, well, like especially like in Man of Steel when you saw like uh, Jarrell uh, explaining to uh, to his son like what's happening. You see like the obviously uh, in the ship they're like they have the technology that makes these three D models, and I was like, okay, so it's like because you actually could see like there's like dust that forms the bowl, and it's like speed force dust, and so maybe not everything's gonna look like realistic. Okay, cool. That's fine. I can totally accept that. But I, I get why people complain. And I think when it came to the way that Muschietti chose like certain lenses, the way that things were shot, I think that also added like a, a different kind of, um, I don't know. It was just, it made things not look as great too. Like maybe like some things looked really cool. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not the guy to explain like lenses. Uh, sure. No, I feel the same. I don't yeah. speak film school. But I was talking to like, yeah, I was talking to like, you know, Mr. Stephen Colbert from, you know, screenwriter. He's big on, he knows. And we were talking about this. He's oh yeah. He chose this kind of style of lens to shoot. And I'm like, yeah. After watching it a few times, I mean, I still really, I still enjoy the movie, but yeah. I could see like what, like certain choices that blended in with certain other choices might have not have worked the way that they thought it was going to work and like you said when it came to you know keaton and his death you know that that happened i'm like yeah i could see that i mean I, it was a cool sequence but yeah at the same time it was like oh okay yeah all right so he's that's that's how that ended right there i was yeah. kind of like you know it was I mean, yeah yeah i enjoyed the movie much more than i didn't like i have yeah. criticisms of it sure but i thought the movie was fun i thought like i enjoyed it. i thought it had a pretty oh, good heart a pretty yeah. good, like but uh it was definitely it definitely also had its flaws <laughs> yeah it does. Yeah. It definitely does. But uh, yeah, let's talk about um, that Variety article that came out. Where do we start? I think we kind of already started, you know, especially when talking about the VFX houses, which was mentioned in that article. Like when it came to that article, like what was your initial take when you read through that thing? Uh, first, my first reaction was like, oh, holy shit. Like, I was like, wow, this is great. But then I, as I kind of thought about it more, it was like, well, this none of this is like too shocking, really. Yeah. We've known Blade has been going through it. If you've been paying attention, you've known they're trying to figure it out. There's a reason, obviously, why that film hasn't started production, despite having a release date of today, actually, originally. Uh, so was Dune was also supposed to come out. Yeah. Uh, also, that's sad. But anyways. <laughs> uh, they could, man, it could have been like Barbenheimer. It would have been Bloon or... Yeah. Blade. 
you know? Well, yeah, Blaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that could have been good. Uh, yeah, but so the Blade stuff, though, I, some of it I found interesting. I found it interesting that they considered relegating Marshall Ali to the fourth lead, the fourth that cast member. And yeah, when I read that, I out, could not believe it. I could not. One believe of, it. Yeah, one of the writers came out and said that he never saw a draft like that. But I don't think that writer has been on the project for a minute, so who knows? I think also a lot of the stuff like the Avengers coming back as a conversation. Um, replacing majors with doom or just replacing majors and figuring that out. Uh, all those like things like that. I feel like with almost every Marvel project, they probably talk about character. Like, oh, should we bring this character back? Should we introduce this character? Should we do this? Should we do that? Like at some point, almost everything is probably considered in some form or fashion. But uh, I, then again, who knows? Maybe there is actual weight to the fact that they're considering bringing Downey and Johansson back already. Maybe there is some like something actually really important about the fact that they're talking about pivoting to Doctor Doom instead of Kang. But um, well, I mean, when it came to bringing them back, I mean, a lot of people are like, well, Secret Wars, right? Secret Wars. Yeah, that's why I feel like that was already the plan. Yeah, it feels like, I mean, and I was like, okay, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. But it, it it sounds like when it came to this article, like they wanted to bring them back to make multiple movies again. And it's like, oh, we got to like, you know, but but at the same time, it's like, well, uh, maybe not that because it just seems like I don't think either one of them wants to commit to like, oh, yeah, I'm going to sign on for a, an eight picture deal or something like that. I don't think they would want to do that. I mean, obviously, if the, the money's right, the money's right. But at the same time, it's no. like, you know, is Marvel Studios going to just like dish out like 20 million, 25, 30 million per, oh. you know, they're not going to do that because right now it's just like everything's not, you know, everything's so. So if you're just going to throw money at the whole situation and try to bring some people back, I, that's not the way to go. Secret Wars, that's one thing. It just seems like. I mean, to me, what I keep on saying uh, when I talk about this is like, it just seems like, yeah, the uh, the marbles is kind of like a throwaway. It's like, we'll see what happens. That's why it's an hour and 44 minutes. Cut it down. Get it out there. Hopefully people enjoy it. See how much money it makes. And then it seems like Deadpool, you know, Deadpool was going to be like the... Uh, something that that Kevin Feige is going. Yes, we got to get to Deadpool. We got to like look what's happening in Deadpool. But then, of course, that they didn't finish it, and now you know. I mean, they, they it's not gonna. They they moved the release date, so it was like, damn it. And then he's looking at Secret Wars, like that's also the one. And then maybe after that, <laughs> who knows? I don't know. I, I don't think the Marvels. I don't think the Marvels is a throwaway. I think the Marvels is coming at a tough time for them to like yeah. put okay. butts in seats. I think right. there's also stuff in the Marvels that's going to surprise people pretty well. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's some stuff coming in that movie that, uh, if what I've heard is true, is going to be moving this whole story forward pretty surprisingly. Yeah. And so it's going to be interesting. I've to heard see, those things too. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if those end up selling tickets. Like I have no idea if the movie's good. I hope the movie's good. I don't know what the review score is going to be. I don't know what people are going to be saying about it. I hope people like it. Uh, if it's good, obviously that'll help sell tickets. But I also think if it gets like it's just an average review score, will the things that are bigger MCU components uh, ultimately then move a few more people to it, or does the, has the power of the MCU actually worn off at this point because of, by because they've had too much content and a lot of it hasn't been. Uh, as good as people say they were in the Infinity Saga. People forget the Infinity Saga had some misses too. That's true. Iron Man 2 is a movie. Thor The Dark World is a movie. 
Yeah, it did. Yeah, exactly. You incredible go back Hulk. to those ones. Yeah. Eh, you go back That's to okay. Incredible I mean, they're not Incredible Hulk's not as bad. Honestly, no. even Iron Man 3 was not well received when it came out. We all look back at that movie like, oh, this great. Honestly, it's grown on me over time. But when Dude. the movie first came out, especially comic fans turned their back on it. Dude. It made us lot of money. I like me some Shane Black, man. I sure, like me yeah. some Shane Black. Yeah, I like his dialogue and and the fact that he was like, you know what? I'm going to like have Tony not be in the suit as much. And we're going to have this interaction with this kid. And I thought their chemistry was great. And I'm like, you just watch that movie as a Shane Black Christmas movie. You all know he loves his Christmas movies. If you think of Lethal Weapon, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, uh, those types of movies. And if you haven't seen Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, do yourself a favor. Oh, my God. That, I love that movie so much. Robert Downey also and Val Kilmer. Um, that's probably one of my favorite Chain Black movies. But he's just uh, he's really good with dialogue. And that's what yeah. I always talk about when I defend Iron Man 3. I'm like, eh, I just I, I, I like it because it's it's different from the other MCU movies because there's just the dialogue. It's the Shane mm -hmm. Black dialogue that I really enjoy about yeah. that movie. But you're right. There has not been fully you know and and even like when it comes to a lot of things that are happening i think again the pandemic really just shook up a lot of things and it shook when, up their plans but it also yeah. shook up audiences yeah oh like, big time we consume things differently dude i just honestly i hardly even feel excited for much anymore it there's because there's so much though also i yeah. i think the streaming era sucks i think it, the streaming was a mistake and the studios are feeling that and that's why they're not agreeing to pay 800 million dollars even though it's only two percent of their revenue on streaming because they're already in over their heads and they're realizing that cutting the cord meant cutting the commercial ads where you can't have 17 million people watching the walking yeah. dead anymore you can't have that many viewers getting you that those super bowl ratings unless you are the super bowl now only sports are getting an uptick in ad revenue everything else is seeing ad revenue drop off streaming numbers people are canceling their services there's too many options there's too much media and it's hard to, for anything to feel like an event anymore like it used to yeah it almost seems like the last oh uh, well i mean i guess you could say barbenheimer was a an event which was, absolutely absolutely it was very interesting how, i mean that's the thing is like it just seems like something like that is not going to be it's going to be hard to like find that again. And I think before that, the last like big event was what Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. I mean, 20, at the end of 21, I'd say. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I mean, it just, it just seems like now when it comes to like um, these big event move, I mean, but at the same time, audiences are craving uh, different things. Like when it comes to, I mean, when Barbenheimer came out, you two polar opposite movies. I mean, oh, how they, 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 they complimented each other like crazy though. It's crazy how that is. Yeah. And it's, and you better believe that the studios are trying to figure out what's the next Barbenheimer. And it's like, I don't know how they can even try. To... I'm shocked uh, Universal didn't want an extra Swift weekend. <laughs> extra Swift. Oh, God. <laughs> well, I mean, that's one way to do it. They, I'm sure they've thought about every, and like, how can we like do this again? Because people were just. Well, going... I Freddy's made $80 million, though. Dude, I mean, that's the thing. Horror is killing it right now. Yo, I mean, Five Nights at Freddy's fandoms showed up. That fan, those fans showed up. That movie's not great. But yeah. I didn't say it. I didn't say it wasn't me. It wasn't me. The movie's, <laughs> it's, it's whatever. But I never I'm played so the game. I didn't go send, see it. So. They're going to send Foxy over here. Or oh, watch whatever. out. Cupcakes going <laughs> to no, my face off. But see, that's 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 what's interesting. It was like it was funny because uh, what yesterday the uh, the new um, uh, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes trailer came out. Yeah, it looks good. It looks good, but I mean, but I, I when I retweeted it, I was like, you know, I asked people like, what are your thoughts? 
And then I even said, I'm There's like, no Bad Reeves. Uh, <laughs> well, that's the thing. That's where I was kind of going like, it doesn't see like, like it looks good, but yeah, it just does seem like it's missing that the, the way that Matt Reeves like shot those last two movies. And, but I'm still going to see it. I'm still excited for it. But then I had somebody actually go like, well, bad timing for, cause people are not liking franchises anymore. I'm like, well, I think they're not liking certain franchises right now. I mean, I think you're thinking about franchises that have been around for the past decade, but now we got this year. It's like Barbie, Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, there's uh, like what we were just talking about, Freddy's. Yeah, uh, there's you know Fast X. There's a Fast Furious franchise. I was Mission Impossible did so poorly at the box office. I think it got pulled up by Barbenheimer. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. a couple factors. One is Barbenheimer. They should have moved up. They could have moved up a couple weeks and given themselves a three-week runway. There was nothing in the before mission came out, but also calling it part one was stupid. Yeah, and I think they realized that because apparently they might be changing that. Which, but that's a, it seems like a little too late. Like you called yeah, it part one, definitely. Yeah, I, I thought that title was like way too long. It's like you might as well just added the seven in there and something else like yeah. Mission Impossible Seven: Dead Reckoning Part One. It's like that's a little too long. You could have just called it one thing. Call it because when you watch the ending of that movie, it's not like it ends on a cliffhanger. It just kind of goes like feel like a part one. No, it's like it's like it it just ends like oh the story's still going to continue, but it's not going to be continuing on like oh it's something like what is happening uh, with the next movie and all that stuff. You know, in the other movie that the only criticism I have of this movie is Spider Verse is it feels like a part one. It's Spider Verse because that is the single most creative thing I've ever watched. That Dude. movie is incredibly well made, except for the fact that the story just ends. Like it is a cliffhanger, but that story, like just when it finally really reaches its peak, it never gives you a resolution at all. It just ends. That's my only criticism of that film. Of that <laughs> criticism of that film, though. Dude, oh, I remember wow. watching watching that and just kind of going like, "Oh wait," I'm like, "Wait," I, I looked at my watch and I went. straight up i was like no way like how dare you You guys are really gonna and then i was like and you know you kind of see where it's like going and you're like oh fuck and you're like you're really gonna do this to me you're really gonna do this to us and i mean but i i know i'm i but didn't how how, didn't that get pushed to the oh they were out of their minds when they thought that other one was coming out six months later when they announced that there was no way uh strikes or no strikes it just wasn't happening so now it's kind of, it's just in it's just removed from the release schedule right now. It doesn't even have a date. It's going to be 2025 probably. Probably. Probably for well, a while. Like listen, just make the best movie. Just Dude, that's what I say because especially when it comes to a movie like that, I mean, that, yeah. that 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 whole Spidey sequence where all the Spider-Men are like going after him. Yep. When they say it took like fucking I don't know how long it took him. I remember like the one of the animators said like it took like months just mm-hmm. to months and months. Just to, they outsourced to, to a fourteen-year-old, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> right. That's. I think it's awesome. They had that Lego scene in there, though. That's that, that. That's that is so cool. I don't know how old that kid is now, but good for him and and being able to do that. Uh, so yeah, so I just that's and that's another thing. Marvel Studios and the Marvel Cinematic Universe to bring this full circle back to how this conversation started has lost is that quality control for like that first time viewing in a lot of instances. Not only like some of the shows like She-Hulk not have great VFX, but you look at some things like Miss Marvel or WandaVision and they're going in, they're changing things after the fact, which I think WandaVision was noted in the Variety Report. But like Miss Marvel, they changed the color of the Statue of Liberty months after the episode released because they had it green in the show, but it was set after Spider-Man No Way Home and it was supposed to be copper colored. 
Yeah. So it's like, well, what, what are we, how are you guys missing those kind of things that used to be really well connected and executed and thoroughly thought through in the past? And those little touches, they're not the most important thing. The characters are the most important thing and their arcs and their relationships. And then the larger universe becomes a big factor there. But those little things cumulatively add up. I think to become yeah. a factor on their own right. And I think that that's another thing they've been missing because they've just been doing too much to even be able to pay attention to that, that all of those things. Yeah. 100%. But yeah, when it comes to blade and everything, I'm like, because obviously when it comes to Wesley Snipes, Snipes, uh, blade movies. Yeah. I mean, I think like the first one's fantastic. It's re- it's, it's, it was something that was special and everything like that. And then Del Toro took over and I thought he did a, a great job. And then of course, David Goyer gave it a shot. And I always say that blade Trinity was just Ryan Reynolds audition for Deadpool. <laughs> oh, like- dude, but yeah, absolutely. And then it became a Deadpool joke in the end. Yeah, pretty much. So, I mean, that's the thing It's like, Ryan Reynolds is always trying to get into that superhero space. And I love the fact that he could just still make fun. He can make fun of, uh, uh, you know, the fact of previous stuff that he's done. So, you know, that's, yeah. that's cool. But no, I uh, think that, that's when a lot of these actors are at their best, like whether it's Ryan Reynolds or even the rock, like central intelligence, when he, oh, yeah. and even John Cena, when they kind of mock their own reputations and embrace Channing Tatum does it well too. Some mm-hmm. of these actors, like they make fun of themselves a bit. I think that that's always a nice, uh, a thing that fans appreciate and audiences get a kick out of. Yeah. Um, what else was in there? There was, uh, I mean, obviously the show stuff. I mean, what did you think about secret invasion? The first two episodes were great. Yeah. Started off great, right? Started off so strong. And then it just, it just got messy, man. Yeah. It just got messy. And it really, that finale, like it was a cool moment. If I'm being nice to have Gaia revealed as like, nick fury and have those powers but then as soon as you actually think about what that is and what that would mean for the mcu it's like did you guys think on this one (laughs) are you sure yeah it's It's just it had it had good qualities it had a great tone olivia coleman was fantastic samuel jackson obviously always delivers amelia clark i really like her the character of gaia I feel like could have been more interesting if they didn't power her up that way. Yeah, that was the fact that they killed Talos in that series, also unceremoniously. Yeah. Was like what the, the the Nick Fury and Talos relationship was the best thing it had going. Their exchanges were the best, some of the best scenes. Good yeah, dialogue, yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to like the show a lot. I ended up just coming away from it like this was the most average at best thing ever. I, I don't they, like. The, the, it started great it ended messy and that's kind of the takeaway from it for me so when, like when it comes to like the future of the mcu what do you think what do you think i mean i've always said that they should just before they bring in the x-men and fantastic four they maybe should just reboot everything what are your thoughts like when it Man, comes they to ain't that? never doing a full reboot I can't you don't think they'll that. ever do a full reboot no. after secret wars i think things will look different but yeah. i don't think it's going to be a thing where it's like we're starting from zero we're, everybody's new. I think they're going to have some people who continue, some people who don't. I think you'll probably have another Iron Man, though. Like, I think that Disney is not going to let Iron Man sit on a shelf. That's the it, thing. There's just no way. But that, but it is so, so kind of a reboot, but the same way like that Marvel Comics has ever done a reboot. Had, like, they're not doing a new 52 type thing like DC has done. They're not about to just set it, reset everything, I don't think, in the MCU. I think it'll be like after a comics event things look different 
because they always bring it's comics they bring people back yeah. from the dead all the time and it's still the continuation of the canon whatever uh yeah, comics canon gets terribly confusing but I do think that there are. There's no way they're going to leave characters like Iron Man just on the shelf. Black Widow, like Captain, uh, they have a Captain America, but also Steve Rogers is another character though that's hugely marketable. And Disney, at the end of the day, is is in this for business. You know, they, they they got to sell yeah. tickets. They got to sell toys. That's the thing. It was like that's why I always said like if you're going to bring the X Men and Fantastic Four and finally it's like eh. I was always like start with a clean slate because then you can have a Tony Stark, you can have a Steve Rogers, you can have yeah. everybody there. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, but are they actually going to do that? I don't see them actually fully doing that. It just X Men right. I think will be a re- like I don't think we're going to have carryovers from the X Men franchise. Yeah. But so I don't think they're going to really start doing X Men stuff until after Secret Wars. I don't think we'll really actually get into X Men. I think we're going to get into mutants, so we're going to see Fox characters, and we're going to see other stuff that's already existed, and maybe even a few X Men who haven't already existed. But I don't think we're going to have like a Professor X and the School for Gifted Youngsters and an X Men roster and a team wearing their uniforms together. And I could be wrong, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think the X Men are going to be a big. Uh, they're going to be carrying a lot of weight after secret wars but also i think that they're going to start combining that with other you know legacy characters from the mcu in new forms like a new iron man that just and i kind of want that to be honest i love the character of iron man and i know downey's not going to play him forever and i know that story's over do i want to see him come back for secret wars hell yes i do dude i want to see secret wars have shades of avengers vs. x-men a comic book that could be improved upon very easily as well i would love to the thought of seeing the cast of like X-Men and X2 with the cast of the Avengers. What dude, sign me up. Where do I buy my ticket? Because I'll book the theater for every night of the weekend. I want to see that happen. Will they do it? Who knows? But that's my dream for secret wars. And then also bring in some of the Hickman storylines, have some of the universe, but, and also what, like earth eight, three, eight is out there. If that doesn't have consequences, there's just so much, so many unanswered questions that it's like, well, are you even going to answer these questions before we even think you're going to reboot this in possibly five or six years? Or reboot ish this. There's a, <laughs> a lot going on over there. But the good news, though, I have no doubt it's a good. The number one thing that gives me confidence in that I don't think Marvel's going to get to what it was with Endgame unless they bring everyone back. I don't think we're going to have another moment like that unless like everyone who ever played a Marvel character is back or as close to that as possible for Secret Wars. But uh, I remember what I was going to say. I, oh, I don't think they'll get back to that just permanently. But this franchise is never going away. And they know, they clearly see that there are problems. They yeah. see that audiences are getting smaller. They see there there's a 39% drop in Loki viewership from the premiere to premiere, which I'm not sure if that was completely accurate because it was like a three-day metric possibly against a five or a seven. I don't know. Uh, that was kind of written in a weird way in that report. But uh, either way, there's no denying the event nature of these, the the box office numbers, the, the Guardians of the Galaxy 3 not making a billion is pretty crazy if you think about it. If if they would have told yourself that in 2019, you would have been pretty surprised that that movie's going to come out. And, and Black Panther was going to get a sequel, obviously, without Chadwick Boseman. That, that was a factor, something they couldn't control. Um, the Marvels, though, selling 18 tickets out of 400 seats, that's surprising to me. Uh, it would have been surprising to me at this point. It's not too surprising, but I think that they know what needs to be done. They're clearly taking the steps. And I think it's going to be Kevin Feige probably fighting battles against some executives who demanded it's too much content. And they're going to say, listen, dude, three movies, one or two shows a year. That's what's best for business. And hopefully they slow things down and up less 
quantity, more quality. And I think that, that Marvel could not get to Infinity War and Endgame very easily or possibly ever, but they could certainly be a powerhouse for a while. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, one of the things the article even said was like, you know, Kevin Feige is now spread way too thin now. Oh, it's yes. like so much stuff. And I'm like, and I'm like, all right. Yeah, that's part of the problem because now he can't overlook as much things as he used to. Yeah. If they would have taken their time with this the way they took their time with the Infinity Saga, I have mm. no doubt that Phase 4 would have ended with Avengers Secret Invasion. And there would have been seeds for that planted throughout all of Phase 4. And it would have taken three or four years instead of two hours with the same amount of content we got in 10 years. So it's just the, those the connective tissues, those all those things. You couldn't film an Avengers movie to end Phase 4 because every cast member was already filming another project. <laughs> <laughs> like they were all still filming projects while like you couldn't even get them together. So hopefully they slow it down and, and make it cohesive and make it really fun. A lot of the stuff that Marvel's doing, I still enjoy a lot of it. I mean, it's, 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 I, there's a lot of good stuff they're still doing. Loki's on fire. Echo trailer was great. Uh, the Marvels has really good stuff in it. And I hope the movie itself is really good. And then 2024 is a clean slate. You start with Echo, which hopefully is as good as its trailer and Deadpool three. I Deadpool three is going to be good. I have no oh, yeah. doubt. I have reason to believe. Deadpool 3 is going to be There's really no good. way that that movie is not going to be good. And I can't even wait for the marketing. I mean, because it just seems like... Rat press tour. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm the way that no. they announced it. I mean, for fuck's sake. I mean, Jesus <laughs> I, Christ. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm doing this job through Secret Wars, and then I'm out. No one's ever going to see me again. <laughs> That's kind of... So that, I get to, I'll get to enjoy the DC Universe in its first chapter. I'll get mm -hmm. to see Secret Wars through the end. Hopefully get to interview Downey at one point. And then Ooh. I can just completely disappear. Nobody <laughs> online can ever yell at me again. And I can just be peacefully uh, living my life. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Rob Keys wanted to like say hi to you. Uh -oh. I don't know if you know who Rob? Mr. Hey. Superman. I don't know if you guys, have you guys met before? No. You no, never. Met? Not oh, once yeah. ever. We were, Not we really. were actually trapped in London recently <laughs> yeah. for about 22 hours together. Yeah. Felt like three weeks. We've though. met many times. We've met many, many times. I did. I mean, it's bringing it way back for you, Dave. But uh, BD oh. and I met for the first time on his very first set visit, which was Justice, Justice League. League. Oh. You know how that turned out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, geez. Yeah. What a set visit like it was. It was cool at the time. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> Mostly. It was a bit of a mess, but it was cool. Rob, I like your jacket. Thanks, buddy. I'm representing the. Uh, I figured you you were going to be bashing Marvel, so I thought I represent the one thing that's good right now. <laughs> Dude, no, I'm not. I'm not. I I, uh, I I I was just saying. I think Marvel's got a few big wins in the past week. I think they're going to have yeah. a couple more in the next week, and they are identifying the problems. And I don't think they're going anywhere. I I'm fully with you. No, I I was just joking. I did listen to what you were saying, and and I've seen your tweets. You're 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 on the money, and I, and I agree. Um. I forgive me, Dave. I didn't see what you guys were talking about earlier, but have you guys discussed like the meta business layer of this all where like it keeps coming up in my podcast where and I've been talking about it since before Disney acquired Fox, but you know, had Disney not acquired Fox and if Sony was left to their own thing, we would not be in the same situation right now. You would have, mm, because, you would have Fox producing three films a year and at least two yeah. of them would be wins on average. The quality of those movies would probably be higher Given the last like six movies they did, it'd be probably higher than what you got from phase four of Marvel. I mm. think you look at Logan and Deadpool and First Class and Days of Future Past. There's not many Marvel movies as of late that compare to that. Um, and sure. they were looking for a reset. I right? mean, the bangers have been Spider-Man and Shang-Chi. Yeah, Shang-Chi is the, the standout it, new character. Guardians 3 was great too, though. I mean, those are That's the three. 
it was also mentioned today. Of, I, think, like, I think it was mentioned. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I, it was also mentioned today too. I think Screen Rant actually posted it that uh, they were saying that, that that they were pumping out so much content that they were able to take you know do experiments like with the Eternals and Shang Chi, and it was like I was like, okay, I understand that, but I'm like, but everybody like really really liked Shang Chi. I mean, mixed with Eternals, but where's that Shang Chi like fucking sequel already? Jesus Christ, yeah, dude, that's that's just just goes to show what I feel like is just they they tried to put out too much stuff, yeah, and also they announced too much stuff, which is very uncharacteristic for Marvel. Yeah, usually uh, DC is doing that shit, dude. DC Hall Age, Rob, we've been in Hall Age so many times oh, where they man. flash every logo possible on that screen, and you're like, "Oh, we're getting this movie, we're getting that movie," and then you yeah. never get them. You, you think seeing Channing Tatum as Gambit on stage was bad? Like five years in a row, I saw like Green Lantern Corps, Cyborg movie, all this stuff that never Straight happened. Up. Flashpoint, oh. Flashpoint, Flashpoint, like oh five years gosh, in a row. Yeah. Different director and writer every time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Well, I gotta pop out of here. Yeah, he's gotta, he's gotta leave right Thank now. Thank you so much for having me on, dude. This was so yeah, much fun, sure. dude. Yeah, always fun. You're always I love welcome how you back. Became Iron Man over here. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. I know, right? My head's like right on. I like that. See, the value of that statue just went up exponentially. Exactly. Holding a vodka bottle. Oh, but, uh, thank Rob, you, Brandon. Uh, you guys, uh, comicbook.com, uh, phase zero podcast. Make sure you check it out. Brandon, been always a, always a pleasure talking to you, man. Thank you, dude. Also, can I just, can I plug one thing? The most okay. random thing ever? Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm doing a, a, a wrestling event. If you're in the Nashville area, can you post some, yeah, some videos. I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm, <laughs> I'm part of a wrestling event. I'm hosting a wrestling event, but who knows? I might get involved uh, on November 19th in Na- in the Nashville area. So uh, if you're here, look look up FXE Wrestling or uh, look at my socials and come on out. I, I'll buy your ticket. I don't care. Just Ooh. come hang out. There you uh, go. It, Anybody in the Nashville area? Yeah, if you're Hells happy yeah. to be in. If you have, if you're, if you're, if you have the tremendous, uh, I won't insult Nashville. I live, I live here, and it's, it's, it's cool. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Brandon. Appreciate it, man. All right. Thank you, Dave. Good, good to see you, Rob. Yeah, you too, man. Yeah. We'll, we'll catch up later. Right. Yeah. See ya. All right. Wanted to bring man, in. Thank Rob God that, that guy's gone. Right. <laughs> I know, right? Comicbook.com. That yeah, guy. Done Get out of here. But we also got, we got, we got Mr. Chainsaw reacts, and then we got Phil showing up right now for the. Uh, I know that panel. guy. Yeah, yeah, we know that guy. Yeah, I was you know like, I was like, yeah, I was I hoping Brandon could stay on for a little bit longer, but I know he had like things to do. He's like, yeah, I could stay on for a little bit, so he had to pop out. But yeah. I wanted to like make sure that Rob got a chance. I was like, hey, you know, two websites. Hey, look at that, watch out. But <laughs> you know, I always like to do that. But uh, thank you uh, guys for joining. How are we doing tonight? Huh? Tired. Yeah, <laughs> I'm exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a Friday. Yeah, I can, I can agree it's with you from there. It's, it's, been, yeah, a, it it's been an exhausting Friday. Yeah, it is Friday. Um, yeah, talking to Brandon, I wanted to get his like input, of course, on all the uh, the craziness that's happening over there at uh, Marvel Studios, and uh, you know with that article coming out. It's like, yeah, yeah, it was kind of uh, kind of interesting, kind of interesting. I mean, like Rob. I mean, obviously, you know with screen rat you guys had to like handle a lot of that info that came out yeah, yeah. there's a lot of interesting like beats all in one um yeah report you know what i mean we could literally do a yeah. list of like 12 things they talked about but that i'm gonna be like doing like four or five shorts just from my video of doing that it was of like, course ah. yeah Gotta, but you know what though i will say a lot of it's not surprising i mean we, we saw like look at the vfx part of it so we know they unionized that's been a problem forever behind right, the scenes we, right. we know we know 
the Disney Plus of it all for the shareholders when they over announced and went heavy in streaming without having a plan for how to use these characters. That's that's the real thing they're missing right now. Like when you saw mid phase one into phase two, when you met a character, you you knew what was happening next. They would have a sequel and then an Avengers appearance. Now, when you see Moon Knight or Kate Bishop or Black Knight teased in Eternals, like I are we ever going to see them again? Like and when and why? It's just this scattershot approach with no follow ups for any individual character it means no character gets an arc and we go from introduction to event and that means that's not that's not long-term storytelling anymore how do you get attached to something like that how do you keep up with something like that when you do it with 20 different characters it's it's and you just lose the quality of it all that's the killer and, and then the that fact was, that they're yeah. talking about possibly changing kang to doom or something like that oh, i think that's you- that, that, I think you tweeted something about that, right? Like, you were like, "You're like, well, that's gonna that that's cool, but at the same time, you're it's, like, it's gonna the, cost the, the characters are gonna suffer. Like individual no, no, stories. No, no. Are that that would absolutely, I would say, stop the MCU. Start again if they did that. Um, it would cause a lot of friction. It, it's too important. Yeah. I, I think Doom. I said this on Twitter. You were referring to it. Yeah. Doom is like a 10, 15, 20 year character. I think yeah. you introduce him, you tell his story through Fantastic Four stories, and then you eventually get to the point where he's the ultimate villain of Battleworld or some Secret Wars 2 follow up. And then he has his hero arc where he gets his face fixed and he's the new Iron Man, like in the comics. And then you can do so much with him. But if you just introduce him as like crazy big bad villain and then he's there for the Avengers, then you've wasted, you've, you've shot your shot. That's it. Doom's yeah. over. That's, that's a waste. So yeah. um, he's too important for that. And so. Kevin Feige would be stupid to do that after yeah. finally now getting the character to then not use him properly. It'd yeah, be pretty foolish. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, really Doctor, Doctor Doom is like one of the most biggest staple Marvel villains in their catalog at the moment, especially after Thanos and what they're going through with Kang right now. Yeah, it would be incredibly foolish to just bring him in all just a waste. God damn neighbors. <laughs> I, I, I think with, with the Spider-Man of it all, having like a long-term plan for the Osborns and a long-term plan for Doom and now with the X-Men and FF coming in, long-term plans. Bring him in, like quote-unquote, youngish. I hate to talk about the age of characters and actors, but that, that's the truth of it. Right. You need them for 15 years. These, these are four or five phases of movies, not do it all now. You know what I mean? So they have to plan it, which is a whole other conversation i think everyone talks about secret wars being a reset and this and that but i think the end of that is like you have your new version of the original avengers right i, th- I think yeah. you have a new tony stark at some point because think of it That's in the, the future fan, yeah oh did he well i'm glad he's saying oh, yeah, that because yeah. if you have your top tier x-men in the future you have some civil war three or avx or anything involving x-men and avengers you can't have your fourth string of avengers with your top tier x-men and fantastic four you need rogers and you need stark along with the larger avengers team um, you can't start with all those guys gone. They're not historical figures. They are there with the X-Men at some point. They have to be. So long-term, 10 years from now, that, that should be the play, right? You have you have Doom, Fantastic Four. You have the main X-Men. You have a big Avengers roster. Maybe it's two Avengers rosters, like the Hickman comics or something. Um, so that reset is going to be pretty essential. No, for sure. I mean, that's oh, the thing. It's like, it almost seems like, like with everything that's happening right now, I always say like, oh, Feige's just looking. The end of the road is that secret wars. I got to get to that secret wars. But uh, I mean, I mean, how are we feeling about the marvels that are going to be coming out? I mean, that's where we're, you know, obviously there's going to be some things in there that, you know, we won't say anything, things that are like out there and heard. But let's face it, it's going to it's going to shock people within the people who are in the know. I don't think it's going to I don't when it comes to general audience. I don't know if they're actually going to care about certain things. Maybe. I don't know. 
pretty tough to say. I mean, I know I saw one of Brennan's clips from, I think it was, might've been the phase zero show where they, they were talking about one of the clips from the Marvels and they emphasized the fact that in the marketing of that specific clip or that trailer, that there's something that says, you don't know what's coming next. And then for a split second, it like stops on the X for that, <laughs> for that instance. And, and a lot of, a lot of speculation is that maybe right. some or one member of the X-Men might or might not show up. But okay, yeah, so then you have know. to answer oh, yeah, a lot of questions. Yeah. Is it a multiverse X Men member? Is it an X Men that we've never heard of that's just in the MCU now that there's no explanation? Just boom, X Men character, like yeah. you know, like that's to me that's ridiculous. I really, I think the X is being emphasized because she's Miss Marvel has been confirmed. Kamala has been confirmed as the first mutant in the yeah. MCU. Right. I think that's right. the emphasis is that she's going to maybe reveal that she's a mutant. Maybe they're actually going to say it. Maybe that's the emphasis. Like, oh, the X. We know what that means. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, but I, if it's an X-Men character, I'm like, no, don't do this. No, we don't need this guy. There's already too much going on. Uh. Uh, well, I mean, we'll see, I guess, when it fully uh, comes out and everything's all revealed and everything like that. But, it, no. but you know, when it comes to this article that did come out, I mean, it... it the Blade movie has been one of those things where it's like, how the, f- I mean, again, you just take, yeah, you just take that line. I mean, that's why I used that line in like the video I did. It was like, you know, it's like some of you motherfuckers are up, or, uh, ice uh, skating ice uphill. uphill. It's like, it, it just seems like, how are you not, I mean, you have a two time Academy Award winning actor playing your lead role. How have you not had this movie already out there? And it, like I, I Mahershal Ali must be like, why the fuck did I sign up for this? Because it's like now it, it, that was 2019, 2019 that he got four announced ago, yeah. four freaking years ago. And it's who knows when the hell we're actually going to see this movie. Funny enough, that movie was actually supposed to come out today. That's what Brent, at, 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 at one point it was. Yeah. Yeah. It was doing part two. Oh, oh yeah. man. I was talking with a coworker about that. I was like, you know, I hope you have a great weekend. He was like, yeah, you too. And I was like, yeah, we'd probably have a better weekend if we could watch Dune part two. And he was like, ah, yeah. Well, wow. yeah. yeah. Like, like Rob, what are you thinking about when, when it comes to the MCU blade? I mean, Oh boy. Uh, I, I think it's hilarious that the end result of what they came up with is like, we're going to kind of start fresh with a hundred million dollar budget. And get yeah, in a writer. Yeah, get yeah. in a writer who wrote an R-rated superhero epic in Logan, right? Michael Green wrote yeah. that, and it's like, well, no shit, guys. This is what going back to the, the DCEU era of announcing every spinoff possible, like films like Deathstroke. All you have to do is give them sixty million dollars and let it be R-rated, and let the filmmaker do whatever they want and shoot it yeah. raw. Forget the VFX, fix it in post mentality. Just all you have to do is Blade is. First of all, and it's a tough thing to ask for, but if it's not better than Blade 1 with Wesley Snipes, you have to cancel it. You cannot come out with a film that's not as good as that. And in order to beat that and to be the best action movie the MCU has delivered, and it has to do that, it has to have better action than The Winter Soldier, right? Because uh, Marvel's not the greatest at hand-to-hand practical combat sequences. No. No. You need a great script and bring in a visual choreo master. Let I mean, you guys are going to say every, Zack Snyder mentality. Everyone will say that. Yes, that's kind of it. Or yeah. 87 North or 87 11 Productions. Get Chad or David's team. to One yeah, of those guys to do it. Just get, thinking that same thing. Like Chad Stileski would be ideal 100%, or something like that. And it has yeah. to be rated R. And you can do that with a $100 million yes. budget. Um, yes. But you do that with less. Maybe. Totally. You can do it. You can do it for less. But Marvel inflates everything because the way they handle just productions. <laughs> yep. And there's going to be 75 producers on it, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yep. – 
<laughs> yeah, it's just exec producer of the movie, right? And it's yeah. uh but it's the counter, like think of the Marvels you're just talking about, that cost a quarter billion at this point. Jesus like, Christ. That's the shortest Marvel production. And from the marketing, which is not getting positive feedback, and from the word of mouth online, and I'll give a little plug for screaming here. We work with Diesel Labs, it's a company that does analytics on all social media, including the comments on videos like this and TikTok, and they, they measure engagement basically online. And this, the Marvels, which should be the big movie of the month, is getting less tracking than the new Hunger Games film. Which wow. Is me, which is shocking to me. That's more That's wild. According to data, the, the Hunger Games has more hype and positivity and, and reception than the Marvels, which is, is an is epic fail. Wild. Um, yeah. yeah. So I follow up to a billion dollar movie, right? It, you know, yeah. so. That well, that's what we were talking about too. Like when I was talking about with Brandon, it was like we have a billion uh, follow up to a billion dollar movie coming out this month, and then next month, same thing. It's like we got an Aquaman, you know, sequel coming out too, and it's like it just seems like wow. What? What? Remember when we used to be hyped for this shit? What? What's? What's happened? Like what's? Yeah, going on? And, and, and you know what? Everyone says superhero fatigue, superhero fatigue, but it's not that. It's bad movie fatigue. Like if you're not like, there's too many great products now, I and mean, this is more towards streaming right now, given the climate rain with strikes and delays and such but up until loki on disney plus i think and i've said this to you before multiple shows dave it's i think disney plus has really let us down on star wars and marvel content in the first couple of years of course with andor being one of the best things disney plus has ever done it's changing and loki uh, to me is the best marvel production on disney plus so far oh yeah but up until sure. then these shows and I, I always classify them as six out of ten shows seven out of ten shows and these are like the big budget disney plus releases these are their flagship releases then you compare to the top three or four shows on Netflix, HBO, or any streaming service, and it's, it doesn't even hold a T. There's no prestige content on Disney Plus until and or, and you can make an argument Loki's getting there too. But um, yeah, that's not superhero fatigue. If you had amazing shows, it wouldn't be an issue. The problem is a lot of it's just forgettable or not, not quality enough. If it's not the best show on TV, I don't care. It has to be yeah. in that echelon to warrant a quarter billion dollar film budget. You know what I mean? So... Uh, billion dollars, and you look at those VFX, and you go, "Wow!" Oh my and it God. seems like a small film from the marketing. It's like yeah. you have these few set pieces on Earth and this weird, like alien ships or whatever. And then the yeah. villain, I don't really know anything about. It's not. I don't know. What the it, it, well, it seems about, like so. a, D, a Disney Plus show. I mean, that's the thing. It's like yeah. it, it looks like it's like. Uh, was this meant for? You know, I mean, a lot of people have even said that. Like, just put it on Disney Plus, but it's like. You look at some of the clips, you look at the trailer, and you go, this does not feel like a the, cinematic movie. The, the problem know? with the, the Disney Plus of it all is like the ratings are on Yeah, exactly. Because you look at the Loki season two premiere, which got yeah. amazing praise. It was like 30% drop from season one, yeah, which yeah. is a shocker. And then you look at the lead up to, to on the Marvel side, the lead up to the Marvels, it was Secret Invasion, which yeah. was terrible, and everybody hated it, and nobody watched it. So how can, you know, Disney Plus is not the answer for anything. Um so yeah the studio is definitely yeah. a wake-up call yeah. when it comes to streaming and it's like oh yeah we could just put everything right here and and it's just it's not well i mean uh, smart for them to be like hey let's make armored wars uh a feature uh, film yeah. yeah because it's like yeah because if if they were to make that a series it probably would get the secret because secret invasion maybe if you like condensed it to a two hour and and 15 minute movie or something like that maybe they could have done something even though that ending was pretty damn horrible um but maybe they could have just like you know really done something with it if it was just that you know same with like obi-wan obi-wan i mean that they have that obi-wan cut that that uh you know somebody cut it down and it's like yeah you cut down all the filler to 
extend it to like this series. And I think like uh, that's kind of been a, a little bit of a wake up call. Like, OK, we can't just like take these stories and try to turn it into a seven, eight episode, you know, story, because then we're going to have all this filler and people are just going to talk about one certain episode. This episode was amazing. And then all of a sudden it's like all the other stuff. It's like, eh, yeah, well, yeah, forgetting. I think it's it's the whole thing about Disney, I think, rushed to get a streaming service out there. Yes. When I yeah. don't think they were ready. And I think no. you're right. The whole idea of taking a story and stretching it to six episodes when their mentality for years was movie. Yeah. It's a movie. We're setting up movies. We're not doing TV. We're and that that's being handled by ABC, Netflix. It's, it's going other places. We're not touching that. And the fact is, too, it was revealed that they really don't have showrunners for a yeah. lot of their shows up to now. They're realizing, oh, crap, we need a showrunner. I, show I did not like know that they were just yeah. kind of just winging it like ah, okay you're okay you're just gonna run it okay like they didn't know like because they didn't make tv so and i feel like it's because disney plus came on then bob paycheck showed up and he's like okay you're gonna you're gonna push out shows and marvel's like we don't have the resources i don't care i don't care who you get go get someone to run just the show it. yeah i think that's the, th the issue yeah they are being forced because disney plus needs content not marvel's problem you forced a streaming service out and you weren't prepared for it. Name <laughs> it came one out with time. like what the Mandalorian. That's all it started with. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, and then they're like, "Oh, we gotta get, we gotta get our flagship stuff," like you're saying. And it, yeah. Name one. Name one time Bob Iger said something negative about Marvel Studios prior to this year. You can't. No. <laughs> right? Because he 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 was always superbly, profoundly proud of what Marvel Studios had done up until this point. And now. I don't remember. It might have been after Ant Man Quantum Mania. It might have been a little bit after that or before that. But he was like, "Yeah, you know, Marvel Studios doing TV stuff has diluted and lost the brand a little bit." And now he, he you know, also should make a point to say we also got to blame my other the guy who replaced me that I had to take over because right. he was also as their boss forcing them to rush out productions. Very true. So very, very yeah, true. it's it's a double edged sword situation because yeah. you don't want to hurt the people that are making you the product. Right. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. It's all like everybody was, I mean, the pandemic really just, I mean, we were all streaming was always going to be the future, but I think like the pandemic just like, you know, yanked it like, you know, five years from now, just like right into the present. And so then like, you know, Netflix, everybody was just like, Hey, we got to fill out the library, new stuff, new stuff, go, 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 throw money, throw money, throw money. And then all of a sudden the cash flow was like, Oh shit. You know, the cash flow is not as great as it once was. And we're just pumping out a bunch of, you know, shit like as as quickly as possible. And then, you know, one of the things in the article, too, which we've heard about m m numerous times is the VFX houses being pressed to, like, get things out as quickly, you know, work in these ridiculous hours. And then, you know, when they put something out, all of a sudden it is, you know, it looks like shit. It can look like shit. It's like, yeah. But again, we got Loki at least. That's what I that's what's so crazy about this. Rob, explain it to me. Like, how is that Loki so good? And then everything else is like I, I'll tell you why. Because part of it is that it's the only season two of any of these shows from Marvel. Mm, and they yeah. kept all the team leads, all the crew leads went from Atlanta to London for this productions. And like oh, wow. if you there's this funny story where like uh Tom Hiddleston, who's also a producer on this, I believe, uh, he did yes. like this workshop for everyone in the crew in the first time around, like because he knows everything about the character, and he had this vision for everything, and he kind of got everyone in on what this character should be and could be. And then like for season two, they didn't have to do that because all the people were back. They just know that. And plus, if you look at the design of the show, like it's a lot of 
for lack of a better, it's, it's more simple by design. The story is crazy. We're doing time travel, multiverse stuff, but the but production the of it is, it's, yeah, it's very practical sets, True. beautiful production design. Yes. It's, it's, it's your ensemble and they are working. It's the closest thing to severance, which Apple does. It's like, you have your crew and they Ooh. bounce between the in and out of the world. And it's like, but they're just, it's the, this is your, these are your players and they're on stage and they're doing their thing and they have talent and writing and a crew that already knows it. And they just, they're allowed to do their thing. And when, when I screened the first four episodes, which is like a month and a half ago now, I was like, wow, Marvel needs Loki more than Loki needs Marvel. Cause this thing, Ooh. they just do their own thing and keep telling these great stories. You know what I mean? But now they're, if you saw episode five, they're definitely turning, I mean, Loki's going to be a Kingmaker type player going forward. So, um, Kind of I just exciting. wonder, like, like, like. I mean, obviously, like, everybody's loving Loki, and you know, when we're talking about, like, and I'm, I see people like, who's going to lead Secret Wars? Everybody's like, can Loki do it? It's like, it's just kind of crazy how I love the character development of Loki, and Tom Hiddleston, of course, is just fantastic. I mean, uh, no one can do a hair whip like him. I mean, anytime that he does that, my God, that guy just does a hair whip like no other without water. I mean, usually like you whip your hair up like that when, it, when you're in water, when you're coming out of the water, but that dude just knows how to do a hair whip. Um, but anyways, no, I'm just saying like, it's just, he was always, I mean, he was always like a likable villain previously. And now all of a sudden he's like the good guy. And you're rooting for him. And then you're just kind of going like, we're, it's just crazy how that character has been developed throughout yeah. you know, the past decade. And they've done such a great job with him, you know, with this, yeah, this, this series is just, I haven't watched the latest episode. I'm like dying to, of course. Oh, but, okay. You know, you should. Yeah. I haven't watched the latest really one. That's, yes, uh, <laughs> you gotta watch it the way that ends it changes kind mm -hmm. of you know mm -hmm. um, oh, i'm sure uh, i'm sure <laughs> yes i know yeah. See? but it just kind of makes you wonder like how much like how 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 much are they going to stretch stretch his character and how much is he going to be in like the future stuff i mean because obviously with the multiverse everything i mean this is kind of like you know they're like in the center of that kind of in you know in a way so i think okay, Dave, like i got a question Oh, sorry. Okay. I was just going to ask Dave if, if you, I have just a real quick question. It kind of ties into the fifth episode, and I'm not trying to spoil anything, but have you ever seen the movie Escape from Alcatraz? Yes, I have. Okay. Ah. There, is some, there is something that happens in this episode that you will appreciate. I'll just say okay, that. Okay, good. I love that movie. Escape it's from Alcatraz. You're talking about the Clint Eastwood movie. movie, right? Yes. Clint Eastwood yes. and Fred Ward. Yeah. Yes. Great oh, yeah. movie. Love that movie. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So um, I don't know. I'm thinking mannequin head or fake. Pe okay. Anyway, so I'm not going to ask. I'm not going to ask questions. Anyways. Uh, what were we gonna say, Rob? <laughs> oh, yeah, to your point about like what they can do with Loki long term, I, yeah. I think characters like Loki and, and Thor or Odin's son, uh, I think they keep them around forever. I, I think Thor, you can age up and he just becomes the king in the future, and I think Loki, you could do a similar type thing as well. I keep them, you know what I mean? You can continue yeah. the Thor franchise with Odin taking, I say, uh, Thor becoming Odin essentially, some version of that in the future. Um, no I, same way I thought Tony Stark was going to stick around. I thought he was going to be a mentor to Ironheart. I thought he was going to do something with the Doctor Strange stuff. You know what I mean? But uh, it's still possible at one point, you know? Yeah. Do you actually think like when they were talking about bringing, you know, Downey and Scarlett Johansson back? I mean, obviously people suspected that they would come back for Secret Wars. Yeah. But 
I mean, it seems like that article was like making it sound like they wanted to bring him back fully to like sign like a fucking eight pitcher deal or something like that. No, that's never going to happen. But they are going to yeah. be back for Secret Wars. Everyone, everyone, every yeah. version of everyone for every movie ever is going to be back. And then 100%. it's going to it's going to wipe this clean. It's going to restart the slate. They're going to pick and choose who they want. It'll be a new Wolverine. But guess what? You keep Hugh as old man Logan. You know what I mean? They'll be your main Hawkeye. But you still have old man Clint. It's you can pick and choose. That's exactly what the comics did. There's like multiple Wolverines in the comics for a reason. You're old and modern plus X23. So right. um, you can do all of that. You have to choose the best of everything and start fresh. So that's the end game. There will be an Iron Man. There will be a Cap. There will be a Thor. There will be X-Men. There'll be this, 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 this. And it'll be the prime variant of everything going forward. And if you have old actors, they can still be there as a different version of that character. So mm, uh, yeah. I like yeah. that's how you bring back that's how that gives you everything you need to restart and more right so okay yeah. i have a question for rob actually regarding that how do okay. you feel they would handle spider-man going forward do you think tom holland will stick around for another three films or do you think by film five or even the sixth potential would he pass the torch to miles morales that's a good question it's it is it is the tom holland of it all more than anything else right, right? um i appreciate he wants his time off i appreciate he's trying to like stretches talent muscles you know what i mean with, with his projects he's choosing he's not choosing projects for fame or money right now he's choosing he's picking and, and he pieces out in social media i love that about him um but to answer your question i do think he sticks around long term i think he mentors a version of miles morales um, yeah i think right he is you. he is the tony stark in 10 years uh yeah. you know whatever it is parker industries you know what i mean so yeah absolutely um, yeah i That'd think that it's the it's the it's, if they did everything right and foggy got his way Every one of these character arcs is like the Harry Potter thing where it's like eight movies, Ooh, but, okay. but yeah. more because these aren't just kids going through school. This is kids becoming adults, becoming old people in the MCU. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's the blueprint anyways, what they want to happen, of course. Now, the Think, big factor in yeah. all that is like whether or not Marvel and Sony can play nice for that long. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's a good. One. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> after no way, yeah. after no way home. I think it's possible. I, I mean, certainly hope not so. Every, not every movie Spider Man is going to make almost two billion, but that just goes to show that them working together it made them a lot of money. So yeah, and people want to see what happens with this version of Peter, who's now on his own. He's got a classic suit. He's back to being traditional Please. Spider Man. You Talk know, about the longest origin story, but yeah, hey, but people, but people are excited because it's something new that they haven't seen from his version yet. So give us that. And of course, in the Spider-Man 2 game, we have that suit. We can actually see what it looks like. True. So I think people would be definitely thrilled. And I think Sony would be stupid to pull it out to stop you know any in future involvement because that's just going to continue to keep going. And plus, once we get to say King Dynasty Secret Wars, they're going to bring those Spider-Man back. They're going to they're going to do all that craziness again. So yeah, you keep that connected. Yeah, know? Sony needs it because like that's not a studio that's very profitable on its own. Um, mm. Sony yep. Pictures and Sony as a company in general. Um, but both sides are hurting themselves. Like Sony is really weird to me. It's very wild that they're making all these like spinoff solo films and and yeah, yeah. Well, you're not Fair. looking forward to Madam Web. What are you talking about? I don't Craven really the Hunter. That one. I'm, I'm actually I'm excited <laughs> to see Craven, but I, I understand it's not going to be <laughs> like. <laughs> critically you know uh, acclaimed by any chance and i i had fun with venom and, and morbius is ridiculous but it, i mean that's the thing is like the, the venom films have been like you know you know they're fun they're, yeah, yeah they are yeah. morbius but, i mean like morbius was like it's just when i watch it i just see like i see like how chopped up it was and it's, yeah. just, it's hard to get past that it, it had potential to be something pretty interesting but it just you could see how they chopped up that thing like ugh. 
it's Man. it's true. And both studios got to get out of their own way. So Sony with stuff like that, and also like we have three Peter Parkers right now who everybody loves. Yep. You could do each one of them have a movie every three four years, and you essentially have a Spider Man flagship every summer. It, with yeah. whether it's Toby and or Tom, I'm in. And Dude. they're not doing the, the answer for both studios right now is like we have nothing except maybe Spider Man for Tom Holland. It is happening, but you know what I mean. It's like. That's weird from both studios. And then on the Marvel side of it all, um, it is annoying as hell to see them hijacking their own film. So Spider-Man 3, which ended up becoming an event film and multiverse of it all, making tons of money, as you say. But that was not supposed to be that. That was supposed to be a Spider-Man-focused film with someone like Craven in it. it, yep. it we still haven't gotten the Spider-Man film. And, of course, like you said, they tease it up for the, for the next time. But Marvel got in the way of the plans for that. And kind of like I like No Way Home, but I think it could have been a great Spider-Man film. And it ended up being a fun event film, but not exactly the best film. And certainly one with a lot of plot holes I don't like. So Yeah, there's definitely a lot of yeah, it, it had potential, like like especially with the original pitches and everything like that. If you look up that, it's like it had potential to be like another, you know, Raimi Spider-Man 2, I guess you could say. Like it could have yeah. been something to definitely. that. Which they haven't that. done yet. So no, they have not. They have not reached. I mean, let's face it, when it comes to live action, live action. Spider-Man 2 is just like it's, it's that bar, it's that dark night bar that you know that Batman has to like achieve, I guess you could say. I mean, obviously, you can make the uh, the argument that you know Spider-Verse movies are you know have exceeded that or whatever they, but you know, that's animation, it's they have more there's like like when it comes to Spidey action, you could do so much more, and that's why the you know, obviously the stories are always, you know, very well written for both of those movies and can't wait for beyond. But when it comes to live action, man, I mean I tell you, you know, Spider-Man 2, you watch that. I remember revisiting that, you know, not too long ago and just being like, Yeah, I mean, Raimi was just look at look what he did right here. I mean, it was just like and then of course Spider-Man three comes out and you're like, Fuck. Which is again, <laughs> Sony meddling. Yes. Yeah, yes. he didn't want Venom in there. He wanted Vulture. He had a whole different plan. Uh, but even despite that, and I hated that movie when it came out, when you <laughs> go back and revisit it. There are like a lot of shots or sequences that are still have that Raimi magic, where it's oh, a lot do. of practical oh, shots, yeah. really great acting, even though it's goofy dialogue at times. It's like they are still missing that in the MCU. So um, even the amazing Spidey films have some amazing sequences that oh, yeah. we haven't seen Dude. in the MCU. So. Yeah, Amazing Spider-Man 2 has, I mean, you watch some of the, I mean, especially the Gwen sequence and like, I mean, literally the spider web reaches out to her. I mean, slow motion, like that whole sequence, reflection in the eyes, him diving down to try to save her. And then when he shoots the web, I mean, th that that scene where you actually see the web do this, like turns into a hand, a yeah. hand reaching out, I'm like. I mean, yeah, the story's a little, you know, all over the place. And they were, you know, they cut things out of there, too, that we know of now, obviously. you know, Sony got in their own way again. Sony doing the Sony thing that they Sinister do. Sinister Six, Mary Jane gone. What's happening? Oh, oh. God. <laughs> it, it, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. But when it comes to Spidey sequences, I would say even Amazing Spider-Man 2 probably has some of the best. I mean, yeah. especially with the electrode, with all the uh, the, the power, cool like sequence. power things. And he's like going through and it's slow. It does a Zack Snyder, like fast and the slow kind of thing. It's like, come on. But even the Peter Parker stuff. Remember that lobby? Yes. You see it all, all the time, the clips of it on, on social media. But like when he's in the lobby helping Gwen get past the security camera, yeah. he's like tripping the guy, shooting the web, doing this yeah. thing. It's a beautiful, like practical shot. And it's like. Bring that magic back, you know? Yeah, I'm sure they will. We're, yeah. we're, I'm not dogging on Spider-Man. Spider-Man's <laughs> pretty high quality compared to most of the things we're talking about. So True. Yeah, um, I mean, when all right, I, we got Paul joining in right now. Hey, guys. Hey, on. Paul. 
How's it going, guys? Uh, we're just talking some Spider-Man and some MCU craziness, you know, obviously. How you doing, yeah. man? I'm doing good, doing good. I've been listening to the video kind of on and off and everything. Uh, I heard I heard, I heard, some of the BD interview, and I heard a lot of what you guys were talking about. A lot of it I agree with. A lot of it's just kind of uh, – it's, it's a whole mix of different things between, uh, you know – Marvel trying to uh, maintain control to some degree, overflooding of the market, all these other different types of things. I I want to say though, I feel, I feel as far as Spider Man goes, not counting um, the Sony side projects, not 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 the Spider Verse stuff, but mostly the Venom and the the Craven and whatever else. Madam Web. Yeah, I don't I don't know what that is, but <laughs> but <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do want to say, and and I I, I do agree. As, as much as I don't care for the Amazing Spider-Man movies, I think there was uh, cinematic quality there, yeah. as opposed to some of the later uh, MCU movies that have been coming out. Um, that being said, I remember when the ending of Amazing Spider-Man Two happened, and like I had I didn't even go to see the movie. I think I pirated it when it first came out. Like I just was not in the mood to, to see it. And but that regardless, I was just not on board with that version. But the point being is that at the time, I remember that the the video games were really bad. The the movie wasn't really doing it for me. Uh, the comics had gotten really bad to a degree. Like, Spider-Man for me was kind of at, like, a low point. And, like, I, I'm one of those that enjoys the Holland movies quite a bit, as much as the MCU is kind of a smorgasbord mess to a degree, like where they, you know, like where No Way Home was supposed to be one movie and then became another movie, right? But at the same time, I'm I'm at this point now where... I've had two Spider-Verse movies, I've had three Tom Holland films, and we've now had two um, Spider-Man video games, oh, well, not counting the Miles Morales one, which have all been adequate, like, you know, eight, eight, eight out of 10s or nine out of 10s, depending on, like, you know, which game we're talking about. And I gotta say, like, as a Spider-Man fan, I feel, I feel I'm, in, I'm in a better place than I was, you know, say, like, 2000, 2014-ish, you know? Hmm. Uh, and even but to, like, add to that real quick, Hickman yeah. bringing back Ultimate Spider-Man and doing something different with it, having exactly. Peter be older when he becomes Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. 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 Yes. Mm. Yep. Comics, yes. Yep. And the comics themselves have jumped back. 616, I don't know about that version of Peter Parker, but all the you other versions to. of Miles and Peter in some form are trying to do something different at least. So, yeah. So, even on that level, like, I feel like Spider-Man has bounced back quite, quite a bit. But as to the nature of the MCU and everything else. I mean, you guys have kind of covered a lot of it already. I don't want to, I don't want to say too much and like be kind of like repetitive here, but yeah, I would say that it's come down to the fact that instead of focusing, I mean, uh, was it, it was either Chainsaw or Rob had said it earlier, but the, the main focus was that when it came to the TV stuff, especially the idea of the quality kind of went out the window for some reason, which I was kind of surprised by because my take on it being how Marvel was at the time, like, like, say at the end of Endgame, was like, okay, we've been doing movies for 10 years and we always have a limited uh, window to tell this story or tell this character or whatever the case is. But anyone will tell you when you have a long form st you know, storytelling with television, it gives you so much more groundwork to cover so much more about the character or their supporting cast, which is always a good deal with the superheroes and stuff. And the first three shows, WandaVision, the uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and Loki, was a great start. Yeah. And, um, and, they, and even though one may have been a little bit different in quality to the other one, each one was a different thing. 
and and it was a different type of quality. And so at that point, I felt people were kind of on board with the Disney Plus stuff. And and then it was more about arguing about, well, well, what does this show do for you? What does this show do for you? I think most people agreed that Loki was the best one, but it was this, it, it, like the quality was still kind of there. And then it just like steamrolled and we and we like lost the narrative. And then by the time we get the Secret Invasion, it's, you know, it, it's kind of almost completely lost. But then we get Loki season two and that Echo trailer and I'm kind of back on board. So it's like, mm-hmm. but still right now we're in this, we're in this phase where it's, um, where it's the, 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 the scales have tipped because you, I think you and Brendan were talking earlier where like, yeah, the Infinity Saga, not all of them were winners, but it was more of like a 70, 30, you know, you had like 70% of it pretty good or really great. And then 30%, which was kind of, yeah, kind of bad, mediocre or shitty. And then like, but now it's kind of like, it's like, it's like half and half and almost kind of like where there's more, there's more bad stuff than there is good stuff. And so now it's, now everyone's gotten tired and now that, now the fatigue is setting in because like, you know, that's how it's going. It's that pandemic, man. That also didn't help. I was, I was about to say, because yeah, those, uh, those first three shows were heavily like, like, you know, had issues because are they Oh, he froze. Oh, I froze. Sorry. Sorry. Internet goes out. Yeah. So like those shows were like those shows were in production when when the pandemic hit. So they were like you know they were like in a panic, but they had plenty of time to work on the pre-production or writing when they were shut down if they wanted to make changes. So you know, and I think those shows, those first couple shows, did better because they had more time. But then the other shows, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just um I'll I'll, I'll say this. I, I enjoyed Werewolf by Night, even though that was a yeah. special presentation. I think mm-hmm. that was a I think that was a special show. I think that was something interesting. Um but a lot of the other shows, well, I'm gonna put I'm gonna leave Secret Invasion kinda out of it because that just kind of like toppled. But Secret Invasion is actually a good example regardless because it signifies the problem with a lot of the other shows, which is it starts strong and then for some reason it ends very, very weak. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Because uh, the Marvels, Miss Marvel was a huge example of that. The first three episodes, granted, it's goofy and it's kind of dumb, but that's kind of really enjoyed point. it. That's the point. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's Camilla. That's what her. That's what her whole life is. She's just a kid trying to make her way. It's like, okay, I got this. I, I get what I get. They're going for here, and then like, and then the villains show up, and and then <laughs> and then they just and then it's just disaster for after yeah. that point. And, <laughs> I've had the villain problem that's always been plaguing the MCU. I would say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. see, that was that was the thing too. Is like again, I am not a hardcore Miss Marvel uh, uh, fanatic, or I haven't read a lot of her comics. But she doesn't even necessarily have a villain. Her whole point is that she yeah. deals with the rough, other. Yeah. yeah. She well, she deals with the other the other heroes, and then I think at some point, I think Civil War two in the comics, she deals with like having to deal yeah. with Carol Danvers and like how she reflects on her hero and who she yeah, likes. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, but that's at least more interesting than random villain. I don't have any idea who she is, and I have a I have a running joke with a friend of mine because we've watched a lot of the Marvel stuff together, where like she I think the villain grabs someone at one point and basically is like, no, we need to take Camilla now, basically like during that wedding sequence. So I have a joke with a friend of mine where like the villain will grab someone and say, no time, meaning like 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 there's no budget, there's no time to do any of this, and we're just gonna fast forward to whatever, and that's. But honestly, though, that kind of sums up a lot of like 
these other these other things that kind of follow in tandem with with the other shows where it just feels like we're just kind of we're just kind of fast forwarding to the the thing or or the or the CGI battle that we had to previs before this and you know so See, that's the bad part when it comes to like oh we got to have a CGI battle I mean Jesus Christ that secret invasion yeah. and when I, I remember I saw the clip of you know what's her name you know flexing her uh I was like, I remember seeing that, like, and like people were posting that like crazy before I actually watched the episode. I'm like, that can't be real. (laughs) Like, there's no way that that can be real. And it was so real. I was like, oh my god, they really just did. Ah, man, it was just, and especially like, like you said, Rob is like that started off strong, but then it just, it just for some reason it was just like it, it needed to be a movie. They needed to condense that into a movie for sure. And I have a different ending. <laughs> that's for sure. Well, also, what's the? That's another problem. Is like they they gotta have a clearer vision on what the what the story is. It was very clear in the Infinity Saga what we're doing, right? What we're yeah. building towards. Yeah. Yep. Right now, we're in the mess of the multiverse, and no one really loves the multiverse. It's a byproduct of how they kind of dealt with the Thanos threat, of course, messing with time, and there are consequences, and they have to come do, of course. But like this multiverse story is not really benefited that much and you look at dr strange which is the movie about that and it it was such a limited view of it and it didn't really take advantage it was limited but i loved it i just love my i love the ramyisms that's the that's the the ramy of it all but it's to me we had we met a reed richards in that movie and to me it's one of the most forgettable mcu films it really was yeah Yeah. that's shocking to me the thing the Mm. thing with that or the thing with because i i defend multiverse of madness but for me the the crux of that movie i'm I'm talking just in terms of the movie not necessarily the mcu structure but for that movie it's more about dr strange and his relationship with other people and having to give someone else the knife that's really what the whole point of the movie is yes the problem is is that it's marketed as the multiverse of madness and i've talked with dave and phil about this countless times on other streams like it just should have been given a different title because that title alone hurts the movie in the long run when really it's just about Dr. Strange going on a journey, helping out a kid and learning to trust others rather than just himself because he's so smart and so gifted in, in the, in the arts and everything. But um, the problem I think, because back to your point about, you know, Kang and about the overall viewpoint is that for us comic book guys, like Thanos was easy to figure out. Once we saw the end of Avengers one, we knew, Oh, infinity gauntlet that's what we're getting to it won't be exactly infinity gauntlet probably but that's like that's the end that's the end game so to speak we didn't know it was gonna be called end game but that was like that was our that was our general idea kang doesn't have that kang has the council of kangs kang is a villain that shows up in avengers and he shows up in fantastic four kang is a threat and he is a he's a he's a I would say a, a, a B villain that we're now making into an A villain with the movies. And, and we're, we're, we're focusing how much more he can, how much more damage he can truly do. And it is a fascinating concept, but we really don't know like what Kang's end goal is, is going to be or what he really wants, what are his actual, uh, you know, wants and desires. Thanos even to a degree. And I think we can all agree on this. Thanos was teased a lot but all of his all of his background was done within infinity war pretty much and even then we didn't we assumed from the comic books it would be him trying to you know uh convince death about things but in reality this version of thanos is about population control or you know you know for the for the sake of like you know uh saving saving the universe rather than like doing it to appease some sort of you know deity and uh but yeah i mean 
that's why I think so many rumors and so many things are happening with the Doom talks because Doom, while he doesn't necessarily have like an Infinity Gauntlet storyline, Doom is almost like he's just so well known. He's so much more well known as a villain. You could see him becoming the main villain of Secret Wars or Battle World or whatever. Not only because that's in what is what is actually in the comic, the original Secret Wars, it makes more sense for him to be there than say maybe Kang. But again, right. Kang Dynasty is supposed to be right before that. So I, I, I see it being more realistic that uh, if something is to go sideways with Jonathan Majors, he's going to be replaced by a Kang variant. They still do Kang Dynasty, and then they go right to Doom. But they make it so that Doom is this, you know, otherworldly thing. And maybe we, we find out more about him through the Fantastic Four films, maybe before then or maybe a little bit after, depending on how they want to, they want to handle that. I think you tested my main point there about the vision of it all. We, we yeah. your, your explanation is all about the multiverse and Kangs, but you didn't once mention scrolls. That's right. my, my, my point is we have just introduced yeah. a million shape-shifting right. invaders to our earth. Why are we doing that now? <laughs> it's right, like, exactly. Scrolls well, and Kree are not a thing ask, right now. So <laughs> ask the Eternals. Who gives yeah. a shit about the giant? No one cares. <laughs> it's, it's in the absurd. middle of the fucking ocean and no one's talked about it. I, I know it's it's mind-numbing. So this is <laughs> my problem with planning. We're we're missing the the plans right now right. with these characters, right? I think you're right by the quantum mania, or at least well, the idea about the uh, the Kang variant, because Quantum Mania, you have that scene with all the Kangs, right? But you can easily say, well, there was there's Kangs that we just didn't see because there's obviously they don't show every single Kang that's there. That yeah. don't that doesn't look like Jonathan Majors if they were to do that. Oh, they and, will. That's probably well, what they're going to do. Yeah. So if they yeah. do that and have a Kang variant that isn't Jonathan Majors, if they decide to move away from Jonathan, then literally they could say, oh, this Kang that isn't really talked about, he becomes more powerful than all of them. He's yeah. the king. He's the and, ma- and maybe that about, king right? has the ability to transform all of them to look like version of him. So then that yeah. fixes your issue. And then I don't know. It, like it's, he gets asked, he, he goes, well, wait a minute. We have three different Spider-Men. <laughs> yeah. Look, I, well, I, that, that could be true. There could be a multiverse king that shows up and yeah. that's a different ver- person. You know, right. they, they probably don't even need to address it though. They're just if they chose yeah, to recast, they, it's just yeah. a recast. It's just yep. yeah. Well, they would they would understand yeah. why they did it if if you know because yeah. obviously the controversy that's happening with Jonathan Majors right now. So right, it yeah, would be it, probably pretty simple. But it sucks because he's a good actor. He's a really good actor. He was yeah. Yeah. the best thing in Quantum Mania. I mean, as much as I love Paul Rudd, let's face it, all the Ant Man stuff and everything, and just it just. But then you got a sense of like Jonathan Majors taking on this character and i was like oh yeah he definitely was the best thing that came out of that thing but it was just mm-hmm. like now we might not see him as king again and he's great in loki you know jesus christ i mean he was great uh what was the character which character that he played Victor Victor Timely. Timely. yes yes there you go and yeah i mean he he's a fantastic actor and it sucks that we might not see him play the character again hey or even see him in movies again jeez who knows you know yeah Whole yeah, is nothing short of a big shame. Seriously. That's yeah. it. And and yeah. trial aside, I think a lot of the other issues are just how he is on allegedly on set. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. you hear I mean, about that stuff too. And and you got YCAA dropped to him, and you listen to what his college uh, uh, other people said about him there. It's like, oh, okay, so there's yeah. something else going on. <laughs> yeah, allegedly, there's, yeah. A, there's an alleged, alleged record there. Yeah, allegedly. reportedly. <laughs> Basically, from I mean, again, I don't know all of the details, so if I skip over something, feel free to correct me. But yeah, basically, what they're dealing with is either they're either dealing with a guy that's a a, a major pre Madonna 
that's kind of a shitty to his uh, co-stars or co-workers, which they could probably work with knowing Disney and how they kind of like tread that line. That's manageable probably to them to a degree. But then you have a guy who's a woman beater and that is that's like that's probably going to be can't their line, obviously. Yeah, no. they can't do that. So but right Allegedly. now, that's yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. 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 Yeah. Allegedly. That's, yeah. But that's 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 the line right now. And they got to see like where everything falls, essentially. And then they're then they're going to go from there. So, yeah, it doesn't I mean, really fit yeah. the Disney brand. You can't have something like that on press tour. And if you can't market your lead of an Avengers film, it's game over. You have to right. replace. There's no question. I mean, they fired yeah. James Gunn for less, so it really yeah. should be a no <laughs> It break. didn't tell yeah. Kevin Feige. They just did it. They didn't even like let the people right. who like hired him know. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it's like, you know, this if this trial goes south, it's just going to make it's going to be an even worse look for them. And they're going to at that point, you'd have to think they'd be like, yeah, no, we need to just cut this tie. And that's oh, why yeah, that's why they haven't made any decisions. Yeah, that's why they have made decisions. <laughs> right. Because right. we saw what occurred, even though you can agree or disagree with the extent of it. The whole Johnny Depp situation, he got he won his case, but they already axed him out years ago. But in this case, like they don't want to jump the gun, literally James Gunn. They don't want to jump the gun. <laughs> they broke up that high school. Yeah, that was so fucking <laughs> bad. That was, that was a great so TikTok. So ridiculous, oh, man. That was yeah. that was something. I believe. What the heck yeah. did I miss? You didn't. You didn't hear. You didn't see that video. Jonathan Majors, or is this Johnny Depp? Yeah, Johnny Depp. Yeah, Johnny Depp. Yeah. This oh, there's Majors, a there's a there's a there's a video out there where like these two girls are fighting on a high in high high school campus or whatever the hell, and Jonathan Majors comes in and breaks it all up. But it it's looks so like bad. it looks like it was staged by Vought. It's so bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's so because, bad. Because really. like yeah, the camera, oh. like the person holding the phone hardly moves, and also it like it looks like just steps into frame. Yeah, like yeah. Can we hold on? Can we talk about uh, because you, uh, Dave, you mentioned Vought. I think we should talk about the elephant in the room as far as the superhero genre because honestly, Gen V is killing it. Well, between the boys, Gen V, and now I haven't watched the new season yet, but Invincible, Invincible, like you have these independent projects that are tackling the stuff that the MCU or or what the DCEU would have been at one point, like that they should be tackling these things to a degree and they're kind of not. And like, I'm getting more entertainment from, I mean, Gen, I mean, I'm assuming you guys are caught up in Gen V that show. Yes. No, nope, uh, I'm seen only that like three episodes in. Sadly. All right. so, yeah. I won't spoil, I won't spoil anything, but okay. to say, to say that the character stuff and even, even turn the fact that it's, that is, it is a legit, the boy spinoff. Like, it's, yeah. like, I mean, they, and they, they, they play with that and it's, and it's well-written and well-crafted. Like this independent stuff, you, you can tell, like they have, they have their shit locked down. Like they know what they're doing, you know? It's probably, I mean, it's gotta be a lot easier. Oh, it's a lot easier. Oh no, it's easier for sure. Yeah. yeah I I'm mean, not... so they could push those boundaries and they could be like, well, this is what some people, I mean, I mean, yeah. I think like, like when it comes to like, you know, somebody like Zach, Zack Snyder is like the fact that he was just, he really wanted to break down the characters as much as possible. But of course he can only do it so much. I mean, I mean, obviously when we hear about his Wonder Woman pitch that he had for Wonder Woman 1858 or whatever the hell that, yeah, I mean, shit, she was like, uh, I mean, there's more to it too. Um, just the fact that she was like, oh yeah, she was like helping fight these bloody wars and she's holding a bag of heads and she was ruthless killer and <laughs> god knows when it comes to like all this other stuff it's like yeah he's like yeah i want it but then of course they're like all right but then we're gonna have a wonder woman spinoff patty jenkins is gonna do it so we're gonna do it like this where it's a little more lighthearted, but still you know she's still the warrior but it's not what 
Zack Snyder placed as a backstory initially when we see, of course, that Wonder Woman image. And it, and it kind of sucks that we, I mean, eventually maybe, you know, it'll get to a point where they go, fuck it, everything's R-rated, Marvel, you're yeah. going to see Iron Man just well, killing I wanna, people, bloody. I want to preface, I want to preface on two things, because on one hand, I'm I'm very... I'm very happy and excited that the Echo show is is TVMA. I think that's a good move. I, I know. Fact, I was surprised. I, I was also shocked. Um, but if they're going from the David Mack and you know that Bendis Brubaker era of Daredevil, then good. Like that's that's what they should be doing, honestly, because that's I think what what you want to lean into, especially if you're dealing with like Kingpin. I want to see. I want to see Netflix Kingpin. I don't want to see whatever Kingpin I saw at the end of Hawkeye where he like rips a door off and I'm like, Kingpin would have sent somebody. He wouldn't have done it himself. Like, even if he knew the person, like, I just, I, I don't know that, that, that irked me for some reason. But <laughs> the, I mean, and again, I'm not, when I'm saying the boys have these things locked down or invincible, I'm not saying necessarily that they have to get to this gratuitous, like crazy violence that are in, that are in those, those shows. I'm just talking about the structure and the characters and the well-written like you know, like control of their of their narrative. Essentially, I I, sh I should preface that. Don't get me wrong. Like if Deadpool three doesn't take advantage of its R rating, I'm going to be very very upset. You oh, know? I like, think it like, will. Yeah, like do that. Like go nuts. You know, like in like if if your project is MA or R, please use that advantage and and go go with it. Because honestly, in my opinion, like Marvel does need to. Well, more so, Disney needs to. I embrace that going forward because I've been saying that for years. Yeah, I've been right. saying that. I'm like, I'm like, if you're going to own like what? 31% of the fucking film industry, you got to embrace the R rating. You got to embrace this adult, adult content. And you know, somebody like Ryan Reynolds going into this, you better believe he's going to take advantage of every little nook and cranny because I mean, it just seems like anytime you see a mint mobile, you know, commercial or whatever, I mean, the recent one that he did with Grant Gustin, or whatever yeah. the hell, I don't know, it wasn't for Mint Mobile, it was for Mountain, something else. Yeah, something. but at the yeah. same time, it was fucking awesome. Like, just the fact that they, like, he kept on, like, making flash puns. And then he's all, you'll always be my Barry. And then he says, you'll always be my Hal. And he's all, that hurts. You know, it's like, just stuff like, like, Ryan Reynolds, it just seems like he has his finger on the pulse when it comes to a lot of things. And I'm just I'm I I can't wait for the marketing for Deadpool three because that's gonna yeah. be I mean just even the way that they announced it was so perfect, yeah. you know, and it's like I mean and I just really hope that like Feige and everybody Disney is just like let him do his thing. You know, he's got a obviously he's got a whole crew and you know, just let him do his thing and really embrace, embrace what I want you're, to you're do. tapping into another audience here that you might that you guys did not have you know you didn't have them before and now you yeah. have them. i want a marketing piece where ryan is going to different fox x-men cast houses and asking if they'll be in this movie <laughs> they keep shutting <laughs> the door on him or something it, he, he goes up to you know, Halle berry's like hey you want to be stormy she's like just slams the door in her face. Yeah. Then goes up just other people's houses. Ian McKellen, he like, I'm too damn old. Shut the door. I just <laughs> have to like, be really. <laughs> to even add on to that, like, what if he walks onto the set of the Frasier reboot and says, hey, do you want to come back as Beast? And he's just like, dude, I'm fucking Frasier right now. What are you talking about? <laughs> and, 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 no, he, and then he starts going up to other people that are not in like the Marvel stuff, like just other Disney projects or whatever. And they start asking people like, hey, you want to be in Deadpool 3? It's like, I'm not even in Marvel. It's like, oh, sorry. And then he's just going around asking people. He goes to Kevin Feige. Hey, you want to be a Deadpool 3? 
get back to work. Okay, Ryan, seriously. <laughs> He's like, yeah. I'm sorry. Dude, I'm telling you, I mean, there's, yeah, it's, there's so much that, and it sucks that, I mean, I, I, when when they were talking about oh yeah it'll still make that May second release no. date everybody went, no okay. no <laughs> okay no. sadly it's not going to but hopefully you know it's only going to be a couple of months it's not going to be you know pushed a year like Snow White uh, you know it's not going to be something like that well that's a whole different story but you know I wonder what uh, that's hopefully about. if they can if if things go well and they resume production you know in January. And they what they said like what thirty days more or something like that they needed to shoot. Oh, yeah. it's gonna be more than that. They're realistically yeah, gonna have to. Okay, thank you, Rob. <laughs> it's it's more than that, guys. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we spoke yeah. to Sean a lot. He came to our tips. To, yeah, so it that's gonna be a twenty. What is the date now? Still on record? Is it still twenty twenty four something summer? They 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 don't. It's not even on. Uh, like even Brandon said, like Deadpool is not even on a. Doesn't even have a date now, right? I don't think wow. it has a date. I just Check got a slate this week. I'll, I'll look it up for you. But yeah, yeah it's going to be yeah, summer you, 2025, you, you, I think. You wow. what? Does it what? Really? Uh, oh. Sorry, it's just, I, mean, I, I was kind of. I was kind of hoping. Should I be saying this? Yeah. Wait, hang on a second. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was kind of hoping he'd be able to make like December 2024 and take the Thunderbolt slot. But yeah, if they have a lot more to do than you know 30 days worth of shooting, yeah, I could see them pushing it oh, to 2025. Man. Definitely, it'll be, it'll be two three months of shooting and reshoots, and it needs a year for BFX. Uh, yeah, so. you're right. So yeah. I, oh. I entirely forgot about the Thunderbolts, even with the new order stuff coming coming soon. I just completely well that's that's that might be where we see the the big old titan thing coming out of the planet apparently (laughs) (laughs) finally get that answer from the turtles maybe (laughs) yeah okay uh so the slate that marvel updated last week disney updated has it still is this may of next summer but it's not obviously um right and captain america thunderbolts are still there it's gonna take oh it, it's got, it could come spring 2025. Oh, if not, it'll switch yeah. with Fantastic Four. Oh, God, you're killing right. me. Yeah. You're killing yeah. me, Smalls. But ah. it's not a bad idea to have Deadpool with Fantastic Four in the same summer. I get it. For I get very it. obvious get it. reasons. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, I mean, true. just like what we talked about before is like, you know what? I You know, as much as it hurts my heart, take your time. Don't rush it like we've been hearing about, you know, things when it comes to these movies. Don't rush it. Don't yeah, it don't. It's, there's no point in having this now and having to wait three years to see Hugh come back in Secret Wars. It doesn't make any sense. Like if, if everything's yeah. being pushed back, you got to push back the flagship with it. So it's it's yeah. you know what I mean. So there's there's no point in having it come out end of next. <laughs> the, the soonest it can possibly come is fall or holiday season next year. Yeah, yeah. Not, but also, but also, why why even rush when one of your biggest things is you have the VFX people unionizing for one, and then two, you're getting consistent complaints about your movies being semi-rushed to begin with so exactly yeah you'd want that movie to look good and you want it to be good so didn't sean levy say that they were also working on vfx at the very moment for what they have yeah of course yeah Yeah, but they didn't they didn't prioritize the vfx heavy shots up front fair enough which is what he told us yeah so so he wasn't thinking about that at the time because we asked him like hey i say we collider asked him at our tiff studio um but when Steve asked him, he says, did you prioritize your VFX heavy shots for the first half of production, knowing a strike could, could happen? And he's like, you know what? I really wish I did think of that. Uh, and they did not at all. So a lot of big, heavy things need to be done. Um, and of course, they can they can build assets. They know what the script demands and, and the production design. But you still got to do the superhero stuff. So um, yep. it's... It's 2025 spring yeah. summer. Yeah, Jeez. probably. Yeah, got it. Studios, I'm, studios are to blame. 
I'm, I'm perfectly I'm perfectly fine with just catching up on reading and watching some like small independent <laughs> movies in take 2024. You know, yeah. letting my brain take a break. We still yeah. got Dude, streaming. There's so much streaming content. There's like banger no. shows every week across the networks. We don't need movies right now being I mean, rushed. Two weeks from now, we got Monarch coming for from Ooh, Apple TV. You know? yeah. I it is actually oh. pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I'm like saying, Rob, you've seen some of that. I just got the final three episodes today, oh. but I watched the first nice. five. Yeah, nice. and it's it's cool. I will say this. I'm allowed to say this. It's um. <laughs> Wait, did you say final three? I thought it had ten episodes. So did you only get eight? I think it's. Oh, I thought it was yeah. ten. Is it ten? I thought, I thought it was I, eight. I'm pretty sure it's ten. I could In that be case, wrong, but I am I'm pretty sure eight. So if it's okay. like, there's still two more, um, that makes me upset now. But um, <laughs> you ruined it for me. I was that was my night plan. My bad. Um, <laughs> what was I gonna say? So Apple, I think, has on average highest quality television. You look yeah. at like Foundation for All Mankind. It's just like super peak quality. Um, I think Monarch isn't at that level when it comes to quality of the acting and writing. But it, they, 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 they do not spare their expense on, like, the monsters and VFX at all. So it is a high production show. It's just not on the level. It's not like that 9 out of 10 level Apple TV show. It's like a seven and a half, eight, But certainly miles ahead of what Godzilla 2 and Godzilla versus Kong were. So mm. um, it's very okay. smartly ignoring all those sequels. Like, cause the, wow. cause the time timeline. So okay. um, Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I, I mean, they're, they're – those movies. <laughs> it's, it's building off of – Kong Skull Island and Godzilla One. It's t- okay. takes place a year after Godzilla, so it's forget the rest. I so. love the fact that it's referencing Kong Skull Island because it's like, oh my god! Like I thought that we wouldn't really touch that movie much. Besides, you know, the introduction of Kong, I just didn't think we'd ever go back to that like kind because uh, uh, John the Goodman's character is somehow involved because yes, he's in the marketing. Okay. I love John yeah. Goodman. Yeah, that's know. that's kind of how the show opens. Um, and, oh, okay. and uh, well, you know, like in Kong Skull Island, it ends with that tease of like the monarch being being a thing. Yeah, right. we never. Yeah, I, never I, really I just didn't think we would that, ever so. go back to like that era of Kong Skull Island after we introduced Kong and we've moved forward. I just didn't think we'd ever. Yeah, do so it, the, the, it's 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 the whole the whole show is two timelines, right? It, yeah, it's yeah. A year after Godzilla, and then it's like in the fifties, starting Monarch mm. how it started, and like you kind of yeah. get to see why. Remember, like the beginning, kind of like you see that footage of like Godzilla being nuked in the fifties or forties, yes. whatever. Yeah. You see like why that happened and how it oh, started wow. and stuff yeah, like that's that. Cool. So, that's yeah, nice. yeah. So nice. I like that. It, it's neat. It plays with that, and and there's references in the Godzilla movie, like little tiny things about like a ship that was lost in World War II here, and like that kind of stuff like appears in the show. You know what I mean? So it's it's I like how they kind of fit it in with that. Um, Very interesting. Yeah, it's refreshing after what. My feelings in the front of the franchise as a yeah, so, I mean, let's it, like I mean, like Godzilla twenty fourteen was, I love that movie. Gareth Edwards, right? Did that? Yes, yeah, yes, yes. And yeah, most of it. <laughs> but you know, I just love how I mean that 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 the, the skydiving scene was like, Jesus oh yeah, Christ. beautiful. I mean, film. especially when they put that in the trailer, they're like, mm-hmm. you know, talk about selling a movie. But even when you watch it within the movie, it's like he nailed like how small we are when it comes to. I mean, I mean, everything's so perspective of like, hey, we're looking up at this whole thing, and uh, you know, obviously there's you know some divisiveness <laughs> when it came to Brian Cranston's character dying so quickly and yeah. and then you got aaron aaron taylor johnson driving the rest of the movie which is like eh, okay yeah i can see why it's but for the movie as a whole great but yeah when it came to king of the monsters it was like that was cool but uh whatever and then i actually like skull island i thought i like that better yeah, good. than king of the monsters and then of course when it came to godzilla vs kong eh, 
I don't see yeah. Just no, a bunch of fighting. Fighting. Fight. Well, yeah. That's sort of Godzilla fight, 2 fight, was fight, as well. Fight. They they lost the quality yeah. of the per, the story of the people on the ground. If you don't care about people, then we don't care about anything that's happening. You can't get invested. Exactly. And if it's just CGI team, monsters fighting, people, yeah. you can get that anywhere. That's not exciting. You have to have a reason. Yeah. It has to be stakes. It has to be impactful. And one of the big complaints with Godzilla 2014 is that there wasn't enough monsters. Right. But when you saw them, it was insane. And that's what matters. Yeah. And you remembered it, like, and the yeah. and the score that went along when he saw Godzilla, like the, the music, yeah. is so impactful. Especially yeah. like when like the airport sequence and he steps yeah. and sure. like that that's like swell, like oh my god, dude. And then the fact girl. that he kept like teasing the reveal. I mean, there was like that yeah. spot where like go, you actually see Godzilla and he's about to scream and like the doors close. It's like oh my god. You're just like you have like blue balls all the way to like that final act, pretty much. And then when he like when he's about to like you know just light up um, nuclear breath, fire yeah. breath, and you see like the tail just go and it starts yeah, lighting cool. up, and then he just ah, and it's like oh my god, it was so freaking well. yeah, so they, yeah. I think that was all intentional, obviously. Yeah, oh yeah, of course. And oh, that's yeah, the it thing. So it's like it kind of reminds me of like Pacific Rim to Pacific Rim. Two, I don't even remember what the subtitle was. It was uprising, like, uprising, yeah, uprising, yeah, yeah. like a hair like because it was it, it went from like oh Del Toro just gave us something just so so oh, really cool, that. yeah. So cool. Look at like the details and like you cared about the characters too. What the fuck is this Power Rangers shit? Like it, it, <laughs> like, it, it really just it took like a dive. It took a dive, and I like John Boyega, I do, but. It was just like I remember watching that, going, "All right, well, the quality of this fucking, you know, thing just like yeah, this story, everything." Went I'm glad down. I never watched it. I saw oh, the yeah. trailers and I'm like, "This is not. This is not Pacific Rim to me. This is I mean, not Pacific like, Rim." Toro took. The, I mean, there's literally a part in the first Pacific Rim where, where like the one of the big robots is like punching and it like goes through like a building and you see like that little like you know like the five balls things that yeah. Yeah. It like touches that, that. It's so like zooms in and so detailed, and the VFX <laughs> looks so crisp. Like it, you see that. And it's like just shit like that. Shit like that, where a filmmaker goes, "We got to do something like crazy." And like, yeah, but then you watch, you watch Pacific Rim Uprising. Everything feels so fast and so just like, it's like they didn't care about the details or anything. It was just like, hey, they're fighting monsters. Look Question. at them go. Did uh, it did it feel like at times that it was like Transformers, like yeah. Michael Bay, like where it just like shit just happened? No, worse. Yeah, but even Michael Bay does good. Okay, stuff. well, I just like, didn't know because like yeah. based on the trailers, okay, just a bunch of Jaegers fighting giant creatures, and there's no real rhyme or reason to it. It's just yeah, it's too polished and too yeah. bright. There's no style gotcha. to it. So it, there's it no. Does feel it was very. It was very generic. It was very. Yeah, okay. very yeah. Generic. I'll, yeah, I'm not I, gonna say it. <laughs> I, I do want to say this because, like, I had I had mixed. I, I now, to be fair, I haven't seen the original uh, American Godzilla since I saw it in theaters. I was thrown off because I thought they they teased Brian Cranston and they teased um, the other actor, the uh, great uh, J- Japanese actor from Inception. I always forget his name. Uh, Ken Watanabe. Yes. I thought that the focus was going to be on those those particular characters, and I was excited. I was so pumped, and then it's just Aaron Taylor Johnson mostly, and I was like, okay. And and I wanted to see more of the fighting, and then we got it mostly in the third act, but it was like it was a slow buildup. Um, so I guess for me, when I saw King of Monsters, it was like now it's like okay, now we're going to go full throttle, and I and I enjoyed King of Monsters, and I and I liked Kong Skull Island because I. I remembered seeing Peter Jackson's King Kong way back, and I felt yeah. that that was just so so long, and like it was 
kind of relentless and i i had a harder time with that movie as, as like when i was a kid i think i saw it because it came out when i was in high school so i liked kong skull island because it was a bit different it was almost like vietnam meets king kong and i like sam jackson and john goodman you know i liked their characters on the ground i thought that that was like a cool focus and then even john c riley you uh characters in there yeah how many yeah. MCU actors are in that movie anyway yeah. uh, free larson jackson yeah but but no i i thought those characters were cool or at least there was an interesting focus there and then but yeah when we got to godzilla versus kong like whatever whatever enjoyment i had it just kind of fell flat at that point because even with godzilla versus kong you're like okay here we go and it just like it didn't it didn't work for me and again it just kind of lost steam but yeah i, I get now why apple is doing the monarch and trying to rebuild that that miss mystique and i i like that and i'm glad that they're that they're doing all those doing all those yeah, that's the thing like like yeah. mr colbert right here i mean yeah, we've actually talked about it too it's like yeah. aaron taylor johnson i mean this is what um, you know i'm curious about when it comes to craven it's like he he doesn't really carry i mean like obviously the kick-ass i guess you could say the kick-ass movies but even that had like kind of an ensemble but it's just yeah it, it seemed like when his you know the father dies which is brian cranston and they all of a sudden like oh okay now we're just gonna follow the son and yeah. it just that's where i think that's my problem with it also it, it just didn't feel like it had a like when it came to the narrative of of like who we're supposed to be following i mean everything else is so great and polished and it's and like i said that skydiving sequence is all great but it just yeah once brian cranston dies you kind of go like do we have a lead? Yeah. <laughs> we don't really have a lead yeah. right now, you know? Because Aaron Taylor Johnson just doesn't feel those shoes. His character doesn't. And I, I really agree with Steven right there, where I think that's where it kind of, that's where my gripes with it. But overall, still, I really, everything else is just so great that it's, I just, I still love that movie. To me, it's still miles ahead of whatever the hell the characters are doing in Godzilla 2 and 3. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, I don't even remember. tell you what the story was in 2. I that's just remember there's some more stuff and then monsters. Did it have, the, they yeah. had the girl from Stranger Things. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah and look what he did with that in the follow-up. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Just yeah. Look, God, look, so. yeah, in the in Godzilla vs. Kong, like, I think the only good thing was probably just the action between the two of them and then yeah, the, even the Mechagodzilla was kind of questionable, but like, sure, whatever, go crazy. They're working together, but like, yeah, yeah the, the the human side, I could give a shit. I was just waiting for the monsters to come back. I'm like, come on, wait, let's wait, get back. Is to that it. enough yeah. for you though? Do you like just seeing CGI monsters with colorful skies? Just going like, is that like, to me? It's like it's just like it's like playing a video game to me. It's well, meaningless. I grew yeah, up, so. I grew up loving Godzilla and King Same. Kong, and so for me, it's like. Yeah, like the idea about investing in the human element, like that you need to have that. Because I think that's some of the better Godzilla films you actually cared about, some of the human element And stuff. even if there's no main characters or main characters you don't care about, yeah. what you just referenced, the old Toho film or any of the old films, mm -hmm. almost all of it is like humans looking up and like, oh my God. And yeah. And, 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 and feel for that. Yeah. So, even in the camping ones. So, yeah. So, yes. Do I do I wish Godzilla vs. Kong was better because the human stuff was just complete crap? I just don't care. Yes. But I do love the the fact that they the King Kong and Godzilla look great, and they're actually this really in, in the fighting. It seemed like they're making a grand, like how they're destroying everything. But yes, the other elements just didn't work. It's like yeah, that one thing worked. Everything else, not so much. And Are that's, you trying to tell me that you didn't care about uh, Matthew Broderick and Hank Azaria in 1997? <laughs> Dude, I'll take that movie over most of these any day. That, wow. that's, just, that's just like that's, that, that's just like a I weird just... amalgamation. Of just, like, what <laughs> My... the fuck? 
my my favorite my favorite trivia fact about the Godzilla movie by Roland Emmerich in the '90s is that he hated Siskel and Ebert, and he named the mayor and the mayor's aide after them. And for whatever reason, he doesn't have them killed by Godzilla. Yeah. And even Siskel and Ebert were like, "Not only is this movie terrible, he doesn't even have us killed in this movie. Like like any <laughs> other like good blooded American would do in their movie. Like we we just get away scot free." And so I was like, "Yeah." But I don't know. I thought that was. Oh, hilarious. when that movie came out, though, I loved it. And of course, I, it. I mean, it's not. It's, and the it, soundtrack, it, it, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, cool. it was typical '90s, like big, huge event movie. I mean, I mean, you have Godzilla showing up in New York. I mean, come on, you have to do. It. I mean, obviously, there was like when you watch it, and it's very Jurassic Park when it comes to that final act with all the eggs, and when they're mm. in the Mad what Madison Square oh, yeah. Garden, whatever, oh, and yeah. like all the mini Godzillas are like coming out. I mean, they really pulled. I mean, but it is like when you watch it again, you go like, oh my god, they really just um, like they they Matthew Broderick just uh, gave a pregnancy test to Godzilla, <laughs> and determined that oh my god, Godzilla. I think that movie would have been better if it wasn't <laughs> called Godzilla, and maybe the design was changed a little bit more. Yeah. So that's oh, just sure, a dinosaur. Yeah. Uh, yeah, from know. what I know, and I, and again, I'm not a hardcore Godzilla guy, but I think Toho and the Japanese hate that version so much they yes. actually made a Godzilla movie where they kill. They have real Godzilla kill yes. that Godzilla, Godzilla. Final Godzilla Wars. Final yes. Wars. Yes. 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 Yeah, I mean, because Godzilla's always been a hefty dude, you know, yeah. bottom heavy, and right. and when it comes to 19, uh, uh, Roland Emmerich's, I mean, he was like it was very dinosaur. He mm -hmm. was slim. He was a pretty yeah, yeah, more was real a, lizard, lizard, lizard thing. Yeah, yeah, more yeah. lizard esque as opposed to like the heavy like, eh, eh, you know, it was like a Godzilla that could fucking move. <laughs> So much you so know? that in Final Wars, it's named Zilla. It's not even. Yeah, called it's called Zilla. Zilla. <laughs> it's called Zilla. And I think yeah, it dies in like the big. first like ten seconds after oh, it's yeah. showcased. It's not. Like, a, it's, he it's tells not swipes him, and then yeah. he falls into the what is it? The um, I forget what the building is called, but he falls into a building and then just atomic breath, and he dies. It explodes. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's the equivalent of Deadpool too, where Ryan kills. Yes. X Men Origins Wolverine Deadpool mm -hmm. and yep. like from real yeah that's yeah. that's yep. pretty much what happened that that was yeah because I think they had some I think the design was submitted to them for Zilla and they were like no and they distanced themselves from it because they were supposed to be like a yeah. collaboration effort and they're like we don't know this is not yeah. Godzilla <laughs> no, and then the right. next year we had Godzilla two thousand that released in nineteen ninety nine that was Ooh, that's right yeah. yeah Japan but then it was it got a North America release because I remember seeing it in theaters. And I'm like, this is a year later, and this is really good. Yeah, it was wild. better than. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's you know, wild. You know, it's like, at the time. did mm. any of did anyone here on the panel see the new trailer for Godzilla minus one? Oh my god! No, Holy shit! Okay, oh. yes, it is phenomenal. It looks so, so good. It's gonna so be something pretty good. Godzilla yeah. is okay. so angry. He's so angry. <laughs> it's literally taking Godzilla back to its Toho roots. They make him the monster. They make him the threat. You get the POV of the people in Japan, Toho, mm -hmm. whatever, and it's like he's just a straight up destructive force, and it is immaculate. Okay. Oh, it's, what do you what do you think so of good. what do you think of the spikes elongating as oh, he's powering dude. up his atomic breath? Okay, so the first that half shot. of my day at work, I was doing literally shit fuck all because I had nothing to do. And when I saw that trailer, when I saw that point, my mouth just fucking dropped. My jaw dropped. I was so happy to see that because it was like it was like Godzilla 2014, but almost better. Because it was like a slow up yep. his back and then 
as it's building up and then yep. they try and then they're about to like show it and then it cuts i'm like oh yep. that's perfect yep it was perfect it's, yeah oh i love it, it. it oh i just you, yeah i mean right adding I a it. unique you know you gotta you know just it's it's like mainly everybody wants like you know they want a similar a, a same thing when it comes to these movies it's like monster city buildings falling people looking up ah but there's got to be something that i like i mean again it's just like just goes back to like how do you make superman you know you know bring him into modern day and how do you yeah. differentiate like like to from the previous versions it's like it, it can be hard i guess you could say even for like you know a godzilla type it's like you know because godzilla is always like you know we just think about you know those old movies where you got a dude in a fucking late you know a rubber costume that is just like tearing down like a miniature city we've seen that a thousand times and it's like how do you modernize you know and, you know, because it's just like there's only so much you could do. I mean, I, I can almost say like, you know, same thing with Superman is like, what else can you do and everything like that? And it's like, uh, it's like it's hard. It's hard to write for Superman. It seems like Batman's pretty easy, you know, because they keep on pumping out Batman versions for sure. But Superman seems like he is always he's more successful on TV than he is on. You mm, know, yeah. Well, for sure. I, I think with Superman, I think one, he's he's a little bit better with long form storytelling because his his. His stories tend to be more kind of almost fantasy in, in a sense, if we're being honest. But yeah. uh, Grant Morrison always had a good quote about Superman, about writing him and stuff. He says, basically, what you do is you take an ordinary problem and you and you Superman size it, essentially. Like, I'm 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 paraphrasing, but like, you know, a normal person, they'd wake up, they take their dog for a walk. They take the dog around the neighborhood. You know, maybe they run into a neighbor that they didn't want to talk to and they have to deal with that while making sure the dog doesn't run off and. You know, and then bring the dog back home. And then that's that's the day. Superman has crypto. So he would bring crypto and crypto needs to go around, you know, the solar system to, you know, get tired. So like he takes crypto around. Maybe when he's out doing crypto, he runs into Lobo and then he has to fight Lobo and then and then <laughs> grab crypto and then get crypto back to Earth in time. Or, you know, like like but like that's just one primary example. But that's basically what he would say is that you have Superman have his problems, but you just have to basically make him Superman size, you know? Yeah. So like, that's, you know, that's kind of it, but that's why I've always found the Clark Kent stuff always more fascinating to a degree too, because, um, you know, uh, juxtaposing that with Superman, I've always found that to be like way more like one of the, one of the best, uh, I know you and, um, God damn, oh, I can't remember his name. Uh, Brandon, uh, or was who, uh, Scott, you and Scott are going Scott. to the Superman oh, yeah. series right now. Uh, one of my favorite episodes is when um, he is he he finds some information out as Clark Kent and he chooses to go uh, give the information as Clark Kent so he can give a win for Clark Kent. And then his car explodes and he goes into the river and then he has to basically he thinks he has to basically have Clark Kent yes. um, like erased essentially like or Clark has to die. I remember this and, episode, yeah. Yeah, and it's a great episode, but it's 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 Superman having to juggle like this Clark Kent problem, and I always thought that that was like you know more interesting than even like you know like Mister Mixapitalik showing up sometimes. You know, granted those are great episodes too, but like you know it was it was a good change of pace. Well, so, I mean, you know, like, like even the recent episode we talked about, we talked about uh, the episode Identity Crisis, which is the introduction to Bizarro. Yeah. And, you know, it was just kind of funny because if you're watching it fresh, I mean, obviously we've seen this stuff. It's been around for, you know, 25 years or whatever. But it's just like this is an episode that has a Superman that's flying around. And then, you know, something happens where Clark and Lois like they have to like, you know, she kind of crashes and Clark goes flying 
out of the car over into the ocean and Superman swoops him up and saves him. And he's like, uh, <laughs> like what? And then they're like all three talking yeah. and like, you're finally seeing a Clark Kent and a Superman. And yeah. then she, and then Superman's acting all like, you know, the boy scout. And then it goes, Hey, how, well, how about dinner tonight, Lois and blah, blah, blah. And he's just like, what? And then he goes, and then he just basically goes, I'm going to go ahead and like go for a walk. And Lois is like, what are you talking about? There's like, it's, there's no civilization for like 10 miles. And he's like, well, you know, it's us country folk because it's like, he has to like go, he is so like, what the fuck did I just see? I just saw myself in front of me and I'm trying to process it while trying to be Clark Kent and being like, oh yeah, this is Superman guys. But I'm going to like, I have to figure this out. So he has to tell Lois, I'm going to go for a walk down this highway of, you know, that has no, no city, you know, the metropolis is like, like, you know, 20 miles away, but he's just like, I'm going to do it. And then of course he, you know, turns into Superman and tries to figure it out, but it's just yeah. kind of like those moments that, you know, where, yeah, those are moments that we, that we like when it comes to, especially the animated series, you know? Yeah. And it's that, but it's that whole, um, but it, it, it harkens back to that relatability factor with, yeah. with Batman. You can, you can have almost any story fall into his lap and Batman has now be, he's because he's been around for so long, he can be, a team member of a of a giant global organization that has to stop aliens, or he can be a guy who's, you know, looking over a murder case. It can be, you know, it's all over the map basically with what Batman can basically do. And Superman can do the kind of the same thing, but because he has this, um, I honestly, the silver age has probably done more, more damage than good to some degree, because even to this day, people have that image of him being invulnerable to everything. When in reality, it's like, no magic kryptonite. There's a lot of different things that can, fuck him up and the post-crisis superman is a lot more vulnerable to many different things and he has a lot more different types of problems that he can that he has to deal with basically so it's like you know i i like i like the idea of um of uh superman i i think if you want to do we've talked about this to death but if you want to do a relatable superman you have to have it be in a sense where he's interacting with um people on the ground more more than more than anything else and i think i think that's how you do it if you want to do the big invasion you you can do that but like make i make the stories kind of smaller and more intimate and like that's i think that's the way that you do that you that you write them or whatever sorry we're going up on wild tangents but that's 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 my my two my two cents that's fine but I, I did want to uh, uh, I wanted to ask Rob, like, you know, because uh, it's been a while since we talked. I mean, what are your thoughts when it comes to James Gunn and the DCU and everything? I just want to like get kind of like your opinion on that. But uh, before we do that, I know Jordan, Phil, you guys got to go. Yeah. So, yeah, I got to get some All sleep. Right. I shouldn't have come on, but I wanted to hang out. So and my wife, <laughs> my wife passed out. We're, we still have not yet to finish the fall of House of Usher. We're still oh. Man, we, good. We're, good we're at the finale, and we finally got to this so. point. Yeah, yeah she's I like, I can't, I can't do the finale. I'm like, whatever. She passed out. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> so whatever. We're gonna hopefully watch it tomorrow. But yeah, so it's a good time. It's a good, nice. good show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was awesome. All right, yeah, plug, yeah, plug whatever you guys want to plug and yeah. uh, chainsaw reacts everywhere. Council of Creators every Wednesday on the channel. Hopefully, we'll get Dave on at some point. Phil's been on. It's been nice having Phil on. It's always cool to have him on. Uh, but yeah, Chainsaw Reacts everywhere. That's where I am. And uh, you guys can find me anywhere just at Unfiltered, Twitter, Vero, Blue Sky, Instagram. Yeah, and uh, I'm on the Four Nerds every Wednesday. I got the Eternal Night. Even though me and Craig haven't done an episode in weeks, we kind of need to get back into that. And I want to try. I'm hoping to get the DC United show up and running by uh, November 17th. That's the launch date. 
as of right now. Nice. Yeah, that's that's about it. All right. Well, thank thank you guys for joining. Thank you so much, guys. Good night. Much love. Take care. All right. Bye, everybody. Take care, guys. But yeah, before we, you know, we'll probably wrap this up in a little bit. But uh, I'm just like, you know, saying like, you know, Rob, what are what are your thoughts when it comes to James Gunn and DCU? Uh, Because it is kind of interesting right now because we have the we have Marvel and we have DC just kind of just trying to, you know. I don't know. I mean, DC is, of course, like always, like recently have have been, you know, struggling. Even though when it comes to the Snyder stuff, it's it's been it turned into something completely different. But Marvel was like the dominant one for a decade, and then all of a sudden now it's like you know, so they're both you know. Yeah, but anyway. Marvel Studios, the ragtag group that got pulled into a big giant corporate, yeah, stringent structure, and then. uh but you're right. It was a hitting home run. So DC tried to fast track a copycat and failed miserably and it all fell apart and layers and layers of turnover at executive committee exactly. level and it all caused more mess. And now they hit the reset button first before <laughs> Marvel did. So nah, they're, they're finally leading the charge on the reset. Um, there you go. <laughs> like this, what they did with gun is happening way before secret wars comes out. So, um, I say that knowing Secret Wars is not actually a true reset. It's going to be a lot of actors still around, obviously. But um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the James Gunn thing's interesting. I think him and Safran are a good combo, assuming, disclaimer, that they actually can run it the way they want to for five years at least, right? Um, Safran's a good money man. He knows the business. He knows the people. James Gunn, everyone listens to him. He's very talent-friendly. He just knows how to make movies. And we talked about this before in the show. Like The thing about him as a filmmaker is like he's one of the few guys who – doesn't really miss in terms of like completing a product, right? He delivers on time. He's always under budget. He gets everything done. Always, always, always. And it's thinking back, I don't really think of any misses. He doesn't really fail. Like I love Peacemaker. The Suicide Squad was great. Like he, he does Guardians three was better than I expected. And I appreciate Jeez, it even Chris, more if I yeah. rewatch. Um, right. He doesn't miss. And these are sometimes complicated things, right? Or, or in the case of Guardians three, he came back to a studio that fired him. It's, um, but again, the actors and the crew rallied behind him. And there's a reason why all of his products have the same crew and the same cast. They all want to work with him and they all stood up for him behind and in front of the scenes. So that counts for a lot in this disgusting industry we call Hollywood. Right? So despite all the weirdness and the weirdness right now for me is like what they're saying to the public. And it's this weird, awkward PR dance of like, what's going to be, which actors and which films matter, which ones are continuing, which ones are not. Aquaman 3 is the start, it's the end. Is Momo back as Aquaman or is he playing a new character? Like they've not been truthful or clear on that since they were announced as um, the spearheads of this new DCU. Uh, that's the tricky part, but I think everything will be gravy once Aquaman just disappears and they can start fresh proper. I think once he's, they start delivering products, and once we all see what they actually are, because some of the ones they announced are not what we think they are. And once they announce the rest of it, like they have a plan, which is exciting. They have a plan. They only told you bits of it. And the bits they did tell us, they only told you bits of that. It's Again, it's not what we think. Um, but they brought us to the studio and sat down and talked to us. And said, okay. like, here's what we're thinking, guys. What do you think? Like, who does that? Like, before they even started, you know what I mean? Really? Like, that, yeah, well, you know that. That's how, the, yeah. that's how they announced the first 10 films. Like, they, they, they brought us to the lot. Yeah, with the, we, ta- yeah, we, we sat in a little room. They showed us a bunch of logos that were mock-ups. Um, and then we just shot the shit with them. You know what I mean? And like that does not happen. Uh they gave us 10 products, which is half of their chapter one or whatever, right? Um the gods and monsters. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. And and um yeah. once you start coming coming out, like if the first two or three are, are bangers, then 
nothing we say now, last year, next year matters at all. Like it's, 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 you know, and the question is, is he going to deliver? Well, the data would suggest <laughs> that they fucking are going to deliver, right? Because they don't miss. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, the way I've always looked at it is like when people are like, oh, it's going to flop. I'm like, no, it's not. Oh, it's going to be a billion dollars. Like, yeah. When's, I know, I'm, I'm like, curious but it's going to be a billion dollar movie. I'm like, no, maybe not that either. But I think all they need to do is make sure that they have, a, I mean, like you said, I mean, and, and Gunn even said that on the, uh, Rosenbaum pop podcast is like he comes in under budget and that's what you want in somebody who's right. I mean, I, I mean, that's the thing is like, if you have a filmmaker that can do that, then that's good. That's good. Under budget, under budget on time, on time. His yeah. crew and cash are happy and want to keep going. Yeah. Always profitable. But the biggest thing, and I've said this before with you as well, is he mm-hmm. pre plans every detail meticulously his scripts note the music cues. He storyboards himself every fucking sequence and the angle of the camera. It's all done, like before yeah. they even start. He knows exactly what he wants. And if he doesn't, if, if something's not working, they, they will change it. And he said this again in his meeting with us. If a product comes, we, we finish a movie or a TV show and it's not good enough, we're not putting it out. We're going to keep working on it until it's good enough. Could you imagine if Hollywood operated that way? It's everything we talked about it's Marvel is doing. It's like, so <laughs> imagine he, he's pitched the dream scenario. Now, would they deliver? It depends on the other filmmakers they bring in. But if he has full control, they're just going to move people if it doesn't work, right? So um, I'm not worried about Guns products. I'm worried about the others, right? So, mm. um, yeah. But if he's the mastermind behind it all and has full creative control, like he'll just replace people. We'll get it See, done. That's the thing is, like, I mean, like one of the things I always say is, like, he's seen the Marvel machine you know, working like he was like Feige's like, Hey, give me notes on this. Give me notes on this. And then of course, when it came to guardians, he helped pave the uh, infinity war saga with all the infinity stone stuff and, you know, incorporating that and guardians of the galaxy, which is a movie that should not have worked. If you think right. about it, you know, and that, I mean, that's why I like the fact that he's all about bringing in these obscure you know, characters that, and we have a Superman that is already established. We don't need an origin story. I'm sure there's going to be references to the origin story. Sure, he's still young Superman, so the reference. Yeah, yeah. he's only going to be a couple, you know, a couple years in or a few years in, whatever the hell. But I just like the fact that he has. There's other heroes that are involved, and I know, like, I mean, I love it. You know, the hyperbole that I see like online, where like people are just like, I thought this was supposed to be a Superman film. I was like, yeah, it is. I mean, do you think like these characters are going to be in like the whole time? They probably just show up. And then that's it. It's like there's going to be like, you know, little scenes, of course. But I do like the fact that we have these characters and not characters, you know, that are like, you know, super known. Yeah, we have a Green Lantern, but it's not Hal Jordan Green Lantern. You know, we have Hawkgirl, you know, and everything like that. It's like I do like and I'm curious to see, like, what are these scenes that they are going to be involved in? What is like what is that? You know, so, yeah, I am very curious. Those pieces will set up the iconic versions of these characters, right? I imagine yeah. you're going to meet Hal and John, and when when they get to, to get to that point or whatever, right? So, uh, yeah, of course, um, which makes sense. And I, he he's a master a master with small characters. That that is the blueprint of Guardians and the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker, right? And it works. But the, if you listen to the same Michael Rosenbaum podcast I'm thinking of, he said this yeah. there and in many other interviews that his criticism of he's being pretty direct about it as well, about Marvel and all these studios making blockbuster films, but specifically superhero films is that they're making products based on IP. They think is valuable and they just deliver the thing. And that's what's happening with Marvel so much. But in the, in the conversation that we all have and they all have, they're not talking about building it based on a character story. 
they're building it because it's an IP, right? With him, it's like it only happens if you have a really good character story. If, and then they can wrap it around, throw in all the pieces they want. And that's why it's less relevant about which version of Green Lantern you get. Because whatever they chose, they have a very specific story they want to tell with that character. And it weaves yeah. into a larger character character story, right? And the whole movie is built around that arc. Nothing. If that doesn't work, nothing else happens. Everything else doesn't matter. And that's the blueprint from the beginning, from a guy who meticulously plans everything, who always comes under budget, always delivers on time. And has like one of the best track records in terms of the critical acclaim and box office performance now in, in this in this arena. So, I mean, it's hard to knock it. I mean, it, it, it's and also like the, the look at the status we are now. And I know you know we've had many conversations with DC and Snyder and everything. And it, but the truth yeah. of it is, like people talk online, the talk, the, what we see on YouTube and social media, it is absolutely irrelevant to what people will go to the box office to see. Right? Well, I know this because yeah. I have the greatest access to data online on planet earth when it comes to <laughs> entertainment. I know this because we have like nine of the biggest entertainment sites in the planet. And I work with two data analytics companies. One of them I can't even announce, but it's like, so I, I see exactly what people are actually searching for, clicking, reading, and I see what they're doing next. You know what I mean? And then we know the box office results. So people say, oh my God, Avatar 2 is going to bomb. I was laughing in their fucking faces. They have so no that. idea. And it's well, I mean, I'm, I'm also <laughs> friends with Stephen Colbert, who's a very analytical oh, person. Exactly. Steve's very smart. Yeah. He gets it. He understands, yeah. right? He, he does. You have to have that perspective. But what people say, like the, the questions people ask, like who's going to care about this? Or are people really going to go see Superman? It's like, you don't know anything until that first trailer comes out. And then yeah. what happens when people see footage and talk about it online? And does that talk spread to the morning talk shows? Right? Mm. Like, the, you know what I mean? The morning talk shows. Or anything like that. Any sort of no, no. You bring an go. interesting point. I just didn't even think about that because, you know, what's kind of funny is like, uh, I, you know, I live in Ca Southern California, L.A., of course, one of the biggest markets, obviously. And uh, I listen to Heidi and Frank, you know, they're the morning show. It's from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. But it's kind of funny when um, because they have like a, a dude that like handles like the movie stuff. And in between like, you know, segments, you'll hear like something and he'll talk about things that I'm talking about you know, on my channel, like all this kind of shit. And I'll hear it from him. I'm like, why the fuck are they, they're talking about that too. Like but you'll notice it's like, very basic. Yeah. Surface level analysis. When you hear the morning radio shows or talk shows or other things, like, it's not like you know, everything yeah. you know, us here, uh, YouTube, like Paul, like we know we're talking, about. we read the comics, you know, the shows, you know, the history, you know, the oh, whatever. Yeah. but the people on the morning talk shows, they're just like, Oh, whatever. Hey, new Batman's coming out. Ben Affleck's in it. You know, is he, is he still with JLo or is it Jennifer Garner? What's going on? It's like, but it gets people thinking that's those yeah. people that buy the tickets. People that buy the tickets are not on Twitter. Like Twitter's is 1% of that. It's meaningless. So you got to, the, the, and that analytics I'm looking at are every, every platform. Right. Um, so that, that's kind of, what I gauge real interest in. So, um, yeah, I, I was going to say something I really shouldn't, but, uh, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, but, but, um, <laughs> yeah. So, so like, you know, uh, it's, it's hard. DC's always been in a weird spot. They can never get it off the ground since Nolan kind of delivered something huge, but also kind of tied their hands behind their back in a way a little bit. Um, so now that they can have a, a universe starting from a clear starting point with clear, I don't use the visionaries, but people, two people have a vision that are in control. Like that's, that's the ultimate 
ultimate best case scenario after years and years of tumultuous craziness and, and financial woes yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard not to be positive because you look at the industry blueprint, any other major motion picture house or any streamer, where, where is it? Where does this help happen anywhere else? Like there's no, there's nowhere. There's, yeah. there's, there's no sub film like studio with this much IP and value that has full control like that and can start from scratch. No, I mean, it is interesting because like, I mean, obviously when, when Marvel studios, you know, when, when the first Iron Man came out, I mean, a lot of, I remember even thinking at the time, I'm like, Oh wow, they're going to do an Iron Man movie. That's interesting when it comes to Marvel, like, okay, you think they would start, you know, with some, something more like, you know, that people were like, Oh, I don't, but the fact of the matter is, is like they nailed it. And then of course DC tried to be like, Oh, we're going to do green lantern. Maybe that's going to be our Iron Man. And of course that was a shit show, even though like the pieces were there, but you know, the, the script was not studio uh, nightmare. I mean, you, yeah. you, you know, like the, the writers that came in and replaced in this and that, even oh, just yeah. John's got involved. It's just craziness. It was a disaster behind the scenes. So I feel sorry for Martin Campbell because I think, I think legit director got screwed. Yeah. Yeah. He yep. got screwed over when it came to that too. Um, so, but I mean, it's just like, it's, it's, you know, when, when I, and what I, what I, what I, what I'm excited about when it comes to James Gunn, it's like it, the fact that DC has always been trying to, to uh, capture the Marvel machine. It's like, he's been part of the Marvel machine. So he goes, yeah, okay, you could do that. Or we can, I know what we could do something different from the Marvel machine that might work, you know? Yeah. And the beauty is, he's not the thing about Marvel anymore. He's like, I'm doing my own thing. Like I've seen yeah. that. That's whatever. This is my own thing, my own story, my own way, starting from scratch. And it, the best part is like you're saying, he has all the learnings from that. And now the learnings from their mistakes as they try to recover themselves and all the issues with Disney and all the previous issues with, with Warner Brothers. This only started because they have a deal with whoever, Zaslav or whatever's going on at WVD, like to do everything their way for X amount of time. And I think that's brilliant. And, and while I'm, I'm certainly curious about the selection of the first 10 products for sure, um, I think when the, when the marketing hits for that first thing, and then of course Superman Legacy, I think people are going to lose their minds. And I bet it'll have better box office performance than the last time Superman had a solo outing. So, think so. you really think so? All right. Yeah. It's hard not yeah. to. I mean, of course, and this is another COVID and we've just yeah. given up on theatrical and half the theater shut down because of the strikes. I mean, that's possible. Yeah, too. that's really true. I mean, yeah. exhibition is not doing too gravy right now, but so, uh, I mean, like, I mean, I, 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 that's the thing is like when it comes to Superman legacy, I mean, if once everything is done, with the strikes which hopefully that happens soon but obviously like nothing's going to be like kicking in the gear till next year um uh because we're just in the holiday season right now but i mean the first reveal of the costume is going to blow up the internet let's face it you i mean anytime that they show something from this movie it will blow up the internet yeah. i mean obviously there's going to be you know we're all you know there's going to be fans now, that are can i stop you right there we yeah. say internet you're right the superman, superman costume is always an iconic drop right yeah but everything else the, all the uh, supporting characters and costume reveals and character reveals we are going to talk about that but not the general but 95 percent of people that buy box office tickets will give a shit about that unless yeah. it's one of the main main like if it's batman or superman yes but if it's Mr. Terrific or whoever, no one, no one's going to care about that. I but I'm going to write a ton of articles about it because like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm fine if 50,000 people <laughs> read an article about it, but you need a hundred million people buying tickets to make a billion dollars. You know what I mean? So it's like, there's a huge difference and that audience is not on Twitter. So, uh, you know what I mean? That's the, that's always the thing we have to keep in mind. Um, when it comes to it's just the financials of it all. It's going to be an interesting 2024 with everything pushed back 
And, you know, I mean, I don't know if like how much this is going to affect like Superman legacy. I mean, obviously, if they don't come up with a deal, they can't shoot in January like he was wanting to shoot. But yeah. Yeah. So that's going to, of course, have an effect. I mean, I I think it was just revealed like the other day that Creature Commandos is not going to come out next year either. It's going to come out in 2025. Uh, There was like a video of somebody like an animator talking about that who's working on the movie said like, oh, yeah, this is going to come out in 2025. But I mean, so I 2024 is going to be interesting because of how many things have got pushed or whatever the hell with all this stuff that it, it makes sense. A lot of things need to get pushed back and yeah. for these big franchises that have multiple components coming out each year, it makes sense to move the whole group back instead of having like yeah. one thing by itself and waiting. That's the same thing with the whole Deadpool situation. I'm like, just push it back, yeah. push it back with the other stuff. All the other big things are pushed back, push it back too. There's no, there's no rush. I mean, they're not shooting a sequel to that right away anyways. Right. So it's, there's no point. Um, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, all the films got delayed out of Q4 this year or coming next year anyways to replace the ones that will get delayed. You know, it's just sure. a domino effect. So it's not the biggest thing. We have Dune, right? And and by the way, Dune speaks to my previous point too. The reason Dune's not coming out now is because they couldn't roll out that cast of Comic-Con. They couldn't bring him on the circuit right now. They want Timothy Chalabay and that whole cast of stars everywhere. They need Zendaya out there. You know what I mean? Dude, that's, uh, that, isn't that crazy how like, I mean, I mean, man, I mean, when you have an ensemble cast, I could totally get that. But when it comes to the Marvels, you would have thought like, man, you have those, that, that three just like, you know. I, I think the secret sauce, I, you know, it, it, it was, again, I got to be careful here. Uh, <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> I'm almost surprised the Marvels is coming out now. I'll say that. Um, yeah. Given what discussions that are happening in the spring i'll say um but i, I think one of the secret sauces of this what? what should have been uh is having iman Vellani out there in the circuit i think she's the the star you put out there on the, on the night shows i think she's the one that gets viral clips i think she's yes. the one everyone loves yeah. i think i think she's a star for the future of the mc that's why i'm um, watching the movie i don't you know yeah 100 and everything i said about miss marvel is true like, for, yes. like her and her family and friends is the show the moment yeah. they had an episode about time travel and these awful villains it was like ah, you've ruined it yeah. i could have had six yeah. episodes of her hanging out with her family i mean that's one of the greatest shows that marvel's done and the style of it her just walking home from school and you see her thoughts in the windows Dude. of the shops it's like, yes or the camera angles of the, of the it's just like it's genius and it's it seems simple in the grand that scheme the, of marvel spectacle of, uh, but it's Batgirl, beautiful right? and it's a, yeah. an amazing character um so yeah anyways i'm, I'm bummed by that but yes no. um I, th- I think you need her and uh is it tana paris plays monica rumbo i think yeah you need her out there too so um you know so without them that's not helping their downtrend well, i just i just i i i think that you know when it comes to marketing if they could have those three doing you know junkets and uh and of course you know just interacting with each other doing like funny bits and doing all that stuff would have really helped the marketing of this movie and i think like not not having those three do that I mean, obviously, yes, they would have gotten the hate from, you know, as as much as they do. But at the, at the same time, it's like there would have been a, more praise, to be honest, in, in everything. So I think they just they could have done something, you know, they could have just like the, the marketing like the, the, the next two weeks. Well, now we're like a week away. But like yeah. if they, they could have just been doing all kinds of just things like the three of them. And, you know, nobody really, I mean, obviously Brie Larson's more of the name, sure. But at the same time, just having the three of them and, you know, obviously in this world of like, hey, we got to be diverse. I got to do all this. I mean, and that's a diverse cast right there. Diverse three leads right there. Sure. 
Um, but it, like they they could have really done something really cool when it comes to the marketing of the three of them. And the fact that they don't have that, it's just gonna it's 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 hurting the movie a little bit, you know. Sadly, yeah. I think I think oh sorry, Rob. No, I was gonna say to your point that Disney agrees with you because we were pitching yeah. on like fun creative. Not your standard well, sure. stuff. Right? Yeah, like, exactly. The three of them. Oh, I know that that yeah, was in. So. I, I'm sure that that was in the works. Go ahead, Paul. No, I was just going to say I think Brie Larson kind of benefited the most in terms of the MCU stuff because, um, I mean, obviously in real life as a person she has a vibrant personality as shown in other movies that she's done. But if we're being truly honest, Captain Marvel, I don't think has any real personality until that one cameo in Shang Chi at the very end. That's where she actually starts to show more of like an actual personality and you could have like pivoted that with i mean obviously i'm assuming it's going to be in the marvels but in terms of the uh advertising campaign they could have had her you know working off the other two and kind of making that an ensemble thing and showing you know more of like the carol danvers character kind yeah. of you know this is a different take than captain marvel so to yeah. speak you're, you're so. right and it's so needed for the character because like the mm -hmm. character is super underserved obviously in the avengers just shows up as a, a powerhouse and the inconsistent designs and all this kind of weird stuff and then like was completely thrown under the bus with secret invasion where they just they set her up as a character who just didn't care and left these refugees alone and they never came back to help or check right. on these scrolls and it's like what like i have yeah. thought for sure the finale had captain marvel showing up like nope, yeah, nope I you're think getting a, lot a of cgi it, yeah. abomination thing <laughs> yeah. the way carol has been handled as far as the mcu goes it's it's really a disaster because Not on top good. of well on top of the fact that thanos was allowed to happen the fact that like the scroll stuff has gone completely off the rails, you know, and not even counting the eternal. I'm talking in terms of like, you know, her power set, but also kind of like what she has command over or at least kind of can interfere with. Like Carol's not really doing her job, like or at least as far as Earth is concerned. So it's like, yeah, I'm I'm waiting for the, I'm waiting for the uh, the, uh, the 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 pushback on that or or someone to respond and instead, well, just from the trailers anyway, it just seems like we're just going to have, you know, Camilla fangirling out. But I'm also wondering, like, if Camilla was being realistic, wouldn't she be kind of also complaining a lot more towards Carol? <laughs> you know, I hope so. There's a lot of yeah. conversations need to happen. Also, like with the way Secret Invasion ended, it's like the way, all these scroll stuff. Like, they're just going to. Is he just going to be happy Nick Fury ignoring all that? You can't, you can't That's do that. That's what I'm wondering like, too when it comes uh, to the Marvels. Like, where's this yeah. supposed to be? Is this supposed to be after? Yeah, or before it's supposed to be after. Yeah, well, British after. Does okay. he go back to space at the end of? Yes. This? Okay. Okay. I couldn't. I couldn't. That's he does yeah. go back. Yeah, because we see him yeah. like give him give. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think we figured yeah. that out because the, the timeline of something when Miss Marvel happened, we were able to confirm that this is after or something. I forget. This is like right. I just no, yeah, because times, yeah. she has the <laughs> she has the wristband. She goes into a closet and then Carol pops out. Right. And yeah, and there's a thing in the calendar of when that takes place versus something something. I don't know. It's all. It's all. Right. Oh, that's probably in the book too, right? The time. Yeah, even the book doesn't fully explain dates because you remember everyone was saying this. Today's the day the Battle of Earth happened and Iron Man died, and it's like that's not. We don't know that's yeah. the actual date. It's not October seventeenth. The book doesn't <laughs> even say that. But everyone's on yeah. Twitter, and I asked. Like every right. single person, <laughs> like, where do you get this information from? Because they all quote the official timeline. Like, there's no official timeline that says this. Yeah. I asked people at Marvel and Disney, that is not a real thing. So not yet. Anyways, I'm sure they'll work on that. I but, think like the uh, only thing that they like fixed with the timeline was like the, uh, uh, when it came to eight years late or like, it was like, uh, the timeline of Spider-Man homecoming where you saw the beginning with, uh, oh, eight year gap. Oh, eight years later. Yeah, the eight year gap. Yeah. They said like that was actually a mistake or something like that. They actually, for sure it was. That. that was absurd. 
Yeah, that was uh, like what everyone was like eight years. What? Yeah. Well, um, I haven't read the book, but I had a friend of mine who works at Newberry Comics, and so he has access to those things uh, more often. He looked through it, and he has told me that there are one or two pages or so that have Miss Minutes show up on it and says, huh. we're not sure about this just yet, or this may change according. I don't know if that's supposed to be a Loki tie-in or whatever, or something I mean, that's going to be happening. Yeah. But I don't know. If you have any information, Rob, feel free to share. <laughs> no, I, I don't know that. I didn't I didn't know Miss Minutes was in the book. I just uh, okay. I, I asked for very specific dates, and no one gave me right answers. Um, <laughs> okay. But uh, no, I mean, why not? I mean, it, that is the time travel show that's answering the multiverse and time travel issues, and if they're going to be changing things yeah. and retconning things potentially, then yeah, that, that that's a smart way to do it in the book. I'll say that much. But yeah. Um, just, um, yeah, just put Miss Minutes in there. But, <laughs> Paul, to, to your point about like, uh, like Carol Danvers is kind of like not being there on Earth. The other, yeah. my biggest gripe, I say biggest, one of my major gripes from the get-go since Guardians with the MCU is like the lack of focus on the cosmic side. Oh, uh, the yeah. whole plan was to keep growing that and we haven't seen any cosmic focus stories and even Guardians itself as a trilogy, as much as I love it, it is very self-contained. It's its own yeah. thing. It doesn't really yep. expand the universe, minimal impact on Earth. Uh, it's just, I, I love it for being character focused, yeah. but like we haven't seen any of the cosmic factions or you, wars. You or... get, you, you get snippets, you get like the Nova Corps, or you get Adam Warlock and it's all kind of like, I, I want to say well, it's Guardian the Eyes. The Colonel's a little bit too. Right? Yeah. like teases in the Guardians movies that I've never expanded yeah. upon. And even in Infinity yeah. War, when we meet Thanos, he already has the Purple Stone. So he already right. went to Xandar and blew everyone up. Like, where's that yeah. movie? I'm sure that's the I for feel, a lot for Nova. But um, I almost feel like that's their plan is that when we get to Nova, they're going to do like, I don't know if they're going to do Ryan Ryder or whatever his name is. Cause I, I'm not as Richard familiar Ryder, with, yeah. sorry, excuse me, Richard Ryder. I'm not as yeah. familiar with the cosmic side as much as I, as I'd like to be with Marvel. But the, uh, my thought was when that happened or when I saw the movie, I was like, Oh, well, I know they're planning Nova down the line anyway. And then when they open Nova, they'll probably open with Thanos killing everybody on, on that, uh, you know, to get the stone. And then like the remnants of Nova and like where that goes, but yeah. we haven't heard Jack, jack anything no no it wasn't mentioned that. a bunch of times by kevin we always ask him for fun he's like yeah you know maybe yeah. it's coming down the road it's like okay sure. yeah <laughs> uh but yeah they have to explain because nova is such a that's a problem with the first guardians movie is that the background of that is that there's a kree xandar war or whatever right and right and, but we never see any it doesn't seem like a planet in war because there's zero defense systems it seems like this beautiful yeah utopia. and when they get attacked by what is essentially a dropping brick that has no weapons on it they can't stop it. The only thing they have to defend themselves are these little like, mosquitoes they fly up there and make a web. And it's like, that's you're at war and this is what you have? Because the yeah. concept art I saw on set had like space battleships and all this kind of stuff that never made it into the movie. But I would imagine that Nova got so embarrassed by Thanos, who didn't have a stone at the time, destroying that planet probably or most of Xandar. I think Nova Corps and the World Mind probably were like, okay, now we need our own version of the Avengers. We'll build the superpower Nova Corps, as you know them yeah. from the comics, and that would be the origin of Richard Ryder. That's how I would write it. Hire me. I'm, I'm interested too if they're gonna do because I know Al Al Ewing did because they had to keep the Ultimates name before they revived the Ultimate Universe, but yeah. they did essentially Avengers in Space, which was the Ultimates. I'm wondering if they right. want to build up to, to that at some point. I think they are. Know? I think that's why the space station exists. So that's their okay. base. Okay. I think that's okay. you're gonna get the Alpha Flight Ultimates version. It's gonna have you right. already have Monica Rumbo now. Right. Uh, you introduced Blue Marvel in there, and the, I mean, ideally, you would have had a version of Black Panther in there as well, and then get some Alpha Flight members or whatever version of that in the MCU. And it's like, boom, yeah, right. that's Carol Danvers' team. They're the Cosmic Avengers. 
are the ultimates located within sword is that are they connected or is that or are they separate entities or i'm, I'm going uh, off comics i'm not going off necessarily mcu but well in the co comics as i read them they were on that what's the name is i keep saying what's the name of the, the space station well i'm a hammer sword. sword yeah sword. sword right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um when well, the comics you and i have read then like e even the comics were like they go help galactus and galactus becomes a good god or whatever like um they were kind of their own team working from that station with, okay what's the faction you were saying well the well the avengers of space eventually became the ultimates for for 616 because they yes. didn't want to lose the name or the title but they but they hadn't revived the ultimate universe yet at that point. i see what you so, mean yes i, I do I'll, think yeah. i think that's okay. what you're gonna get essentially. i would imagine that team would be called that yeah okay that'd be interesting to see yeah. if that if that's what they end up doing but yeah i mean you could do a lot of this you could set up a lot of this in the marvels and i'm hoping that that's there yeah, somewhere, I, I think so. I think I think these are your characters. This is the starting of that. You have the space station. You have Fury, and which is Shield has evolved into this, and now you have the beginnings of your cosmic team. I th I, th I honestly think that's what this is setting up. I mean, obviously okay. they have to deal with two Avengers movies in between that. So, um, but hmm. yeah, this is yeah. this is they now have insane technology apparently up there. <laughs> so yeah. with a, an army of scrolls. So uh, yeah, they they have to have some version of that, whether they call it the Ultimates or not. But I think Ultimates makes sense. Yeah, I mean, at least at least for the MCU and keeping that title and and utilizing that franchise, so so to speak. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I want to we'll talk just very briefly uh, the James yeah. Gunn stuff. Um, and again, I I don't disagree with a lot of your points. I I think and and obviously you know more about the business than I do. You you have a lot more behind the scenes stuff and and whatnot. Uh, and and frankly, like I don't hate James Gunn as a as a filmmaker. I I don't always agree with his like a lot of his movies, but I, but I understand like why people like them and like, you know, and I, and I enjoy one or two of them myself, but uh, I feel that regardless um, of what his plan is or how meticulously is or how everything is put out, you know, the whole, you know, the whole board that he showed you and everything. Uh, I've talked with Dave about this multiple times and Phil with Phil as well. Uh, I don't trust Warner brothers. Like I don't trust yeah. Warner brothers discovery in general. And not oh, to say that Zappa sure. does not, does not want to be, you know, not that he doesn't want to make profit, but, between the uh, between the pandemic doing their own things and then on top of that with the strikes, I mean, let's be realistic. We're probably not going to get Superman Legacy until most likely mid or late 2025, right? Yeah, it'll and, probably get pushed, yeah. Yeah, and on top of that, we, we aren't even fully confirmed how much control James Gunn does have. As you've mentioned, you're hoping that he and Saffron have as much control as I can as tell you what he told us. Yeah, but again, there's what they tell <laughs> you, and there's what, what they what tell the you. Is. Well, I, I can also. I mean, what's the reality of that? Imagine if James Gunn doesn't get what he wants. What do you think happens then? Well, I think well, I was telling Dave, and I was telling Phil, and and we keep bringing up over and over again. And again, just just to make a, it's it's more, it, it's coming from a place of me just being like prepared. It's kind of like when you have an alcoholic parent, and <laughs> you know you're you're hoping dad shows up to the baseball game, but if he doesn't, you know. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, okay, I should have expected that. Like, you had to prep yourself. You're like, that's where that's where <laughs> yeah. I'm at with with DC movies at this point. You know, I get it. What, whether you're pro yeah. Snyder or pro Gun or whatever. And I've said to my friends, I was like, guys, because I've seen them, they get excited about guns and monsters, and I'm like, guys, let's just remember in the background this is happening. Mm -hmm. And it's more of like, I'm like, it doesn't matter to me necessarily how how much you know james preps whether he's you know got all these great ideas or not to me frankly you know uh there could be a million things that could be happening because if say superman legacy because let's be honest that's the that's the that's the film that's going to be the one that's going to decide everything else if superman legacy underperforms i'm not saying bombs i'm just saying just underperforms that might be it 
and that might be the catalyst to not follow through with any of the other things or they just rework everything That's but fair. not not even that this is more this is more rumor based but like it's it's not a secret that universal wants to buy warner brothers or at the very least their ips or whatever the case is if that happens that is likely to happen in 2025 now yeah. james may have his movie he may he may fully make it and it may be ready to go and he's ready to put it out and it may get put out but if it's not what universal wants to move forward with if they end up becoming the new guys you know running the ship again like with warner brothers we've had like a new head of whatever every couple of years now that they may look at james's plan and be like no we're good we're gonna go somewhere else and then that's that's now the new plan or whatever that whatever that may be whatever they're gonna have vin diesel as lex luther (laughs) no i i'm not trying to put a curse on anybody here but let's just i'm just trying to be i want to be realistic i guess is the best way i get it i get i get what you're saying yeah but again i I think Rob has every reason to be optimistic. I'm, I'm sort of playing the devil's, the devil's. Ass. No, you're right. No, you're, you know? you're right. No one should trust, trust WB or discovery or Zaslav. No one. That'd be insane. Yeah. That would, that would yeah. be absolutely insane, but you got to consider the alternative. They had to like, virtually beg to make this happen. Right. Gun James Gunn did not have to take this. No, and it's only they, happening because him and Saffron are doing it their own way. It only yeah. exists because of that. And there's no better alternative because no one else will do it. No one else can. No one has that has a combination of the the filming, creative knowledge, all this stuff. Like, who, what other filmmaker has that much knowledge about DC Comics and also makes films, also writes them, also could run the business? You know what I mean? And all the things I talked about earlier. And so, yeah. so, and if he got pushed out, or if he says, even if it's diplomatic and he, he creative differences, whatever, there's mm-hmm. no one else of that stature going to come in and take that job in the same way. It will not exist anymore. And 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 can Warner Brothers afford to mess with the DCIP again? after all of these steps of failures and now we finally have a solution and they're going to fuck up the solution. And as for universal, what does, do they interfere with Blumhouse films? Ooh, they do not. No. Stone house. If they, if they won the lottery and got the DC universe, it would just be its own house under universal. And boy, wouldn't they like that for their theme parks? They wouldn't touch shit. <laughs> do you know who else makes theme park rides? James Gunn. <laughs> He's made two, one for each Disney park. I'm sure they'd love him to make DC ones at Universal Parks. So uh, that's okay. a whole different story. But yeah, the, I do think it's not an issue because even if – not yet anyways, because even if something happens and, and Superman Legacy underperforms, I know for – you know we can say very safely it's not going to be a bad movie, right? It's going to be – it's not going to come out until it's good enough to come out. They can't afford to otherwise. So it has to be very good as a baseline. And if it underperforms, if it's very good, it doesn't matter. They want quality to start. They have to get quality to start. I do think it'll, if it's word of mouth and the, the hype of it all and this new start. And, but keep in mind, by the time Legacy comes out, other projects are already happening and other projects that haven't been announced yet will have been announced. It's going to be a very different situation on opening weekend okay. for Legacy than what we know now. So, But even if they said that came out underperformed, well, there's four other projects, six other projects already in development under James Gunn. What are they going to do? Like not... See that through? Or are they going to fuck with six different projects? It's, it's and and again, I'm not saying like you're not right. I'm just saying I have seen crazier things happen where a lot of money was involved, and it's just again, I'm I'm being you're cautious. Right. I'm being they cautious. Can, one of those yeah. can absolutely pull the rug out. Some crazy merger that goes wrong where it doesn't not everything gets acquired by Universal could change everything. You're totally right. 
gun may just lose interest. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, well, yeah, uh, I'm going to make a Westerns now or something. Yeah. He's like, eh, yeah, I'm going Fuck back it. to Marvel. <laughs> I'm uh, Yeah. I'm tired of all this shit. I'm going to make. No, I, I don't know. Ride. I mean, right now, given everything we know, I, I think it's, it's too big of a thing to not let them. You got to let them cook. This is the last yeah. sort of chance that DC work. It's, yeah, it's, I think that's what, I mean, yeah. I mean, one of the things is what we want Zach to do when he was let him cook, but yeah. of course they didn't let him cook. I mean, of course oh. we got, you know, what he was cooking before, but we didn't get the rest of what he was, you know, we didn't get the 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 uh what the 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 final the, the final two and three. Yeah, and we didn't get those dishes and then the yeah the dessert. Yeah. But you know, I I should say before I forget because I was talking to Phil about it, I texted him and stuff. I, I I don't know if it's confirmed, but it looks like that they are going to lead with the Rebel Moon getting a theatrical like or uh, a th theatrical release, I believe. Yeah, there was something that was mentioned. Uh, we don't know. We were actually kind of talking about that. I think uh, okay. I even talked about it with Brandon because I even, you know, I I was like, because <laughs> he even so like uh, he you know of course he held back. And I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah. You could say what you wanted to say, Brandon. I know, I know. You might have showed up uh, at something. You might have showed up at something and uh, did a little Q and A. But, uh, but I was like, but of course, you know, he couldn't say what he wanted to say. And I think Rob yeah. even knows probably some things too. But you know, it's just like, uh, it's just like one of those things where it's like, I mean, obviously, Zach. It's been quoted from Zach that he was very much selling it as like, oh, it's streaming and blah blah blah. But it's like, I am always like, yeah, he's being a good company man because mm -hmm. they gave him free range to do what he wanted to do with this passion project that he's been thinking about for over 20 years you know this is his star wars for sure so it's mm -hmm. like you know when it comes to theatrical and way things are right now i'm sure netflix is like we're not gonna give it to you but i'm hoping now that that with everything that's happening with the strikes and everything and pe things getting pushed back it's like why not throw it out there see what happens put it out there i mean obviously right. It's not just to throw it out there and see what happens. There's a whole logistics of business and everything like that. But I just hope they give him some kind of, I want to see it on the big screen. I don't want to see it on my TV. Same. I mean, it will, but I want to see it on the big screen. Just like I saw Army uh, of the Dead. I saw it on the big screen before I saw it, you know, watched it a couple more times on my TV. So hopefully that is true. And no matter what, you know, Zach says, it's like, yeah, he's just, he, he wants you to see it on the big screen course he does you know yeah that's, that's um, he's a he's an old school filmmaker he wants to see on the big screen so. where, where i'm at right now um i was able to see because what netflix t or at least from what i've seen netflix does very limited releases so i was able to see the irishman i was able to yeah. see army of the dead and i was able, and i just recently saw david fincher's the killer before it came up oh. to netflix oh wow I, you saw that nice oh guys How was it? If you, uh if you love david fincher 10 okay. out of 10 that's all you gotta say yep Go see it. All Just you gotta say, I go love David Fincher. So yeah. But if okay, you, if cool. you don't, if you miss it in theaters, it will be out November tenth in Netflix. But it is, uh, it is can't great, it huh? can't miss. It was it was pretty much perfect. Like that's yeah. I I, I I'm gonna leave it at that. No spoilers. Great movie. But that's what I want. Like um, where I'm at right now in Cape Cod, uh, there's a theater in Brookline, Mass called the Coolidge Theater. I recommend it to anyone in the area to go to it. They have a massive old school theater and they play. Um, you know, they, they, they play old, old movies. They play current movies. They play the Netflix stuff. Um, cause I, that's where I went to go see the Irishman. And, uh, that's where I went to go see the killer. Uh, army of the dead was, a was a different thing for some reason, but anyway, I, it was a I, certain theater chain. Yeah. Yeah. Certain theater chain, but regardless, like uh very, very nice theater. And, um, I lost my, uh, train of thought, but, but, uh, right. with rebel moon, 
what I hope is the case, uh, if it's if it's if it's in Coolidge or if it's in a theater chain, I hope that they can give you the option to see either the. Um, well, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what Netflix's model wants to be, but I, I'm hoping that I have access to see the director's cut on a big I don't, screen. I don't think if, that's going to be the case. I think, right, I think well, if they do a theatrical release, it's going to be this two hour and 17 minute fucking, you know, right. PG-13. Yeah. That's fine. They, they, they wouldn't. I don't think they would release the R-rated uh, three hour cut in theaters. I, I, I don't see that happening. I don't. See no, that not. Yeah. Not with any real distribution anyways. No. Um, okay. Well, that's a private Zack Snyder type event right there. But, uh, yeah, that'll be the next full circle right there. But uh, I wanted to uh, bring up, uh, you know, Ben you know, submitted a super chat and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up after this. He said, okay, what if, oh, no. if it makes a billion? I yeah. mean, yeah. Yeah. And then no one ever questions it again at that point. Yeah. 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 I was saying that I was saying. If it makes 350 million or 400 million, that's when the yeah, discussions happen. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah. honestly, if it's ninety percent of Rotten Tomatoes and people are hyping it, word of mouth, it's going to carry once it hits home video. Uh, it's going to carry that streaming service, and then you have all the building blocks you need. It doesn't the first these are it's these, it can be lost leaders as long as it's quality. You the, the worst thing that can happen is people don't like it. If people who do see it love it, then you can build on that. That's positive word of mouth. You can stream on that. You can build on that. You can do home video. You can do re-releases, and you can your then your other chapters are fine. See, I, I've always like, you know, when it came to like, let's go back to the Rami Spider-Man trilogy. It's like the third Spider-Man made a bunch of fucking money. It, it was huge at the box office, but people did not like it, you know? And it was like one of those things where I was like, oh, that was kind of interesting because it made a lot of money, but yet people just were like, well, this is amazing Spidey too, as well. I made 700 million, but mm -hmm. it, it wasn't a billion and people didn't love yeah. it. And people didn't like that. That version of Sinister Six they were setting out. People were like, yeah, exactly. ah, I don't know about that. And you can't do that. You yeah. have to have hype, right? So Exactly. And that's what that's what I was getting to. It's like the same thing. Like, yeah, when it came into my Amazing Spider-Man 2 and they were trying to establish that. And then people were just kind of like, eh, you know. So they it's 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 not so much even like the box office that they're, I mean, like you said, it was like the fact that it's like, what, how are people going to, what's the word of mouth? The word of mouth is so huge when it comes to this kind of stuff. I mean, word of mouth is mm. licensing deals, affiliates and merchandise. Right. Oh, shit. If no one likes your fucking movie, that stuff doesn't sell. And people don't want to buy into your, you think Acura is going to pay you 80 million for the next movie? No. To be at the premiere? No. <laughs> you think you're going to get that? $35 million Google Pixel 8 fucking product oh, placement. Oh my God. In that bad sequel? That's thing. No. That's, no. Things that, that's part of the whole thing that people don't think about when it comes of to Of course, no one thinks about this. Do you know how much no. money Star Wars made before Force Awakens came out? That oh shit was bought God. and paid for before that movie even hit theaters. Oh no shit. With all the toys that came 10 out? 10 billion, oh baby. Like it's, it's, Jesus. it's, yeah. So look, the, the thing is, like, people, you can, we can ask all day, is Superman going to make 400 million, 500 million, 600 million? My question is, how much do the next 30 films make over the next 10 years? Mm. If that movie is good or bad, I don't care about $200 million opening weekend. It, what matters is what happens over the next 10 years, right? How much license, how much of this, how much of that? Do people going to come back for more? Does it get a sequel? Are people hyped for the sequel? Can they grow it? If they can't grow it, you start again. That's what matters. So, and the most important thing is your building blocks have to be fucking pristine and I think Gun and Saffron might be the only ones who can do that under this crazy system right now. So um, people so tend to forget they, that uh, Breaking Bad was not a successful show until about well into season two. But why but do people then, talk about it, Dave? Why do people tell people to watch it? 
Because word of mouth, what? I don't know. It was fucking awesome. People yes, say, you gotta exactly. watch the show. Go, that too, right? yeah. That's but it. it was like oh, one of those things where it was like it, it like word of mouth, word of mouth. Like you know how I mentioned Apple, how like all their shows are bangers. Yes, yes. Look how people are watching for all mankind now and talking about it now versus fucking nobody watching season one, right? Mm-hmm. That yeah. show is like reinventing itself season to season. But maybe you guys haven't seen it, but you should. I'm telling you now, word okay. of mouth, baby, give Apple that money. Like I haven't, I haven't seen it, but my roommate is watching it and he loves it. So exactly, it, it gets better yeah. and better, and it's like it's not. A, it didn't come out and get Game of Thrones numbers. Nobody watched it, but it's fucking awesome. Ted Lasso blew up all word of mouth, baby. Like I mean, yeah. that first first came out, so it's same thing. It's like. You have to have quality. Quality is paramount. If they don't have a banger, and it's, if it's not great, it all crumbles and they have to start again. And they, and they know that. They've done that already. They've had that experiment. Marvel's had that experiment. So that's I, I just game theory and logic dictates that they have to have something amazing to even go forward with this plan. So And if they don't, guess what? They already told us what they're going to do. They're going to keep working on it until they get it right. And it's not going to come out. So you're yeah. delayed to, late 2025, maybe coming a year later. Who knows? But I don't think it's going to happen. Zach's going to come back and save it all. That's what he's already written it, guys. We're, we're already <laughs> past this, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's yeah, it's it, it's it's a crazy thing. It's going to be a crazy thing, but uh, you know, it is interesting. We're in an interesting part. Uh, we're in an interesting time, I guess you could say, right now with all the strikes coming off the pandemic, streaming services, and everything. And uh, we got two studios that are just like, I mean, I really hope, I, I hope that DC can get to that level that they, you know, finally, you know, uh, I'm not saying they have to be like Marvel Studios level back in the 2010s, but I'm just saying just get to that level where, and then I'm rooting for the MCU as well. You know, it's like, yeah. I, 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 I'm not saying like every, did everything that I enjoy from them? No, but most of it I did. It's fun. It's fan. It's popcorn fucking superhero flicks and everything like that. But I mean, and I, and I still, you know, like I said, I enjoyed the multiverse of madness. I was like, yeah, Sam Raimi, give me more kind of thing. Um, but I just, I, I, I'm rooting for both studios with all, I mean, but it's just kind of crazy how, where we're at right now. I, I just didn't think that the, the Mar- Marvel studios would, was going to like be in the, sh- I guess you could say the shambles that they're at, yeah. in right now. But. Best case scenario, like a year from now, we're chatting again and like Superman's going to come out and make a billion and Deadpool three makes a billion and a half and everyone's just happy. Oh, and like they're, no. they're, they're, they're getting 80 nineties and rotten tomatoes. Not that rotten tomatoes is fucking irrelevant, but you know what I mean? Generally <laughs> consensus is positive. And, but, but the reality of that is keep in mind, this Superman movie is like Snyder was telling you his vision for his films. He had an idea. You mentioned the one yeah. woman example. Yeah. That's really cool story. But with our comparisons to the boys in Invincible, they have the freedom to do whatever the fuck they want. And it's all parody of the characters we're talking about from DC and Marvel, right? Mm -hmm. With Zack Snyder, like, if it's not getting a billion dollars, not getting positive reviews, they're not going to let someone have a vision for Wonder Woman being uh, a ruthless killer. And by the way, on the set of Justice League, they literally told us how the armor is designed to look like blood spilled all over her because she's (laughs) destroying people. And then I wrote that in an article. People were like, oh, my God, they made it blood red? They don't get Wonder Woman at all. I'm like, no, she's... She's a warrior. You don't, you don't, you gotta listen. But I understand what they're trying to say because the Wonder Woman from the comics are in their, in their head, that, that trinity of characters. Like Wonder Woman represents this, and they don't want that to be this like ruthless warrior as much as that would make for a great movie. And I hope it can happen as an Elseworld story once they get their main Wonder Woman set up or whatever. Who knows, right? But that's why the Snyder stuff would never work. Unless it was billion dollar hits every single well, time. I was telling, I was, I was telling Dave way back when we, when we first met, and I was, this, this was when I assumed that Warner Brothers had money at the time. Now they don't seem to have as much. But <laughs> regardless, I said, 
as a DC fan, like deep down, like as someone who loves Zack Snyder, I said my my main goal that I would have if I was the guy running things was to be because it's not so much that it's even so much competing with Marvel. It's that DC has been around for even longer than Marvel has. So you have mm. multitude of different fans who view the characters in multiple different ways, like blood spatter or not. You have people that look at Batman and they see only Adam West. It, they exist, but that that is a thing. Or you ha- or you see them and they see only Michael Keaton or Ben Affleck or whatever. And that's just, and that's just Batman. That's the problem, right? What you're describing. Yeah. That's the hurdle. Everyone has this very specific vision. It has to be their vision. Right. But I Not said to Batman. Yeah. But I but I said to Dave, if I was to uh run the thing, I would have it so that everyone thing can kind of coexist to a degree. You know, you have you could do it where you're focused like on, you know, the main movies doing something. You have Elseworlds projects or whatever. But also at the same time, you could have, say, like you bring back Brandon Routh and you have him continue sort of the Chris Reeve story. You bring back Linda Carter, you have her continue like her version of the character. You have these characters come back, but you focus kind of like what Marvel is trying to do right now with their Disney Plus stuff, where they're actually trying to focus on the actual quality. And you do that. And then you let everything kind of exist and have their closure or have their moment in the sun. And you kind of are you're kind of appeasing multiple fan bases and you're and everyone's kind of profiting. And it's not necessarily hurting any particular you know, oh, Superman can only be this or Batman can only be that, you know, and it's like that's I mean, that's what I wanted as a fan. Of course, now it's it's not that easy. It's not that simple. And the money is, you know, more tight these days. So it's all over the map, basically. But Yeah. In yeah. the in the ideal Safran James Gunn scenario, not only do they have to not deal with the Shazams and the Aquaman twos of it all, but they wouldn't have these elsewhere stories at all. I think the ideally what Zaslav wants is like this is Batman. And that's his Batman for the next 10 years. Not Rob Pattinson and this other guy. It's, this is Batman. Those, these things are only still here because they existed beforehand and they're successful. That's why we have Joker part two and the Batman part right. two. But ha- had that not been the case, there would never be an Elseworlds story. It would be one franchise. Okay. TV, so you might have that. so uh, what about Constantine too? You think that's going to happen? Keanu? <sighs> <laughs> I have like an internal conflict about this project. Uh, okay. uh, we just, is it Francis Lawrence? We just speak, we just asked him about this. Yeah. 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 Uh, that we literally just asked quoting. him about this. Um, yeah. Yeah. He talked to, he was talking to somebody about it. Yeah. Yeah. We asked him last week, I think about this. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't even know if I read the transcript yet, so I probably have an answer somewhere. Um, <laughs> well, uh, basically what he told game spot, I guess is, uh, basically like they, they have a script. They've been hashing out a story. It's going to be a yeah. hard R He's been meeting with, of course, um, Akiva Goldsmith, Goldsmith, Goldman, whatever, Goldsman, right? Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, of course, Keanu. And yeah, they've been kind of hashing out and they apparently have a story for like an older John Constantine for Keanu Reeves to play. I think it totally can. Yeah. I don't quite understand Keanu Reeves' schedule, given that he's allegedly has five fucking franchise things, plus his own personal idea. No, no, no. He's, I mean, John Wick's kind of over with. Mm, it's not, though. It's not, though. Yeah, it's not. He's know, coming back. No, wow. but he's got other stuff going on, too. Um, like, like, oh, he's got, like, racing shit? I don't know. What is he, like, I know he races, like, bikes. He's got his band something. back together, man. Ah, that's uh, right. He's got a band. He plays bass in that band. I forgot yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah, uh, he, has to, he has to save the the timeline in the future. You know, no, he's, making, all that. he's uh, making TV shows. They're gonna do a Johnny Mnemonic uh, reboot. I forgot. Uh, I'd watch that. Um, so would I? They uh, no, he's got the Berserker stuff. He's, the, he's got oh the, yeah, the Berserker. That's right. I forgot. Shows about and that. movies they're gonna do live action. He's in that. That's, that's him. Right. Um, 
which is a personal passion project and he's involved with every step of that too yeah so, that awesome. uh that is that is a cool comic by the way i don't know if i finished it but i was picking up the single issues and i was having a lot of fun it was that was good the, 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 I just think, I just think like, I just think like, okay, Keanu, I mean, obviously it seems like John Wick. I mean, obviously they're, they're still, I mean, the the franchise, we still got the ballerina spinoff that's happening. Mm. We could obviously, obviously there could be a return of John Wick. Sure. But Matrix, that's in a lull because obviously. No, that's uh, done. Yeah. that's yeah. Resurrection didn't quite, even though I enjoyed it. Um, But it's just like. If you have if you have the chance to have Keanu, you better just and it just seems like a Constantine movie. They could do a, a small budget, make it R rated, and and they could probably do some business with it. And I'm just really hoping that they can. I don't know. That's you, you're gonna see Keanu on something else in the not too distant uh, future. But we'll talk what? about that in another show. <laughs> but I, I do think it can happen. Tell me it's not I, Marvel. I think, Marvel? Uh, I'm not gonna say anything. Uh, it's, it's not Marvel yet, although he was. He did turn out a role. Yeah, I know. I know he, he did. did. He turn around in Captain Marvel, actually. Yeah, he's supposed to play the Jude Law character. Him. I say supposed to. He was offered it or something. Yeah, <laughs> he made a wise decision. Also, yes, uh, <laughs> I may butcher the name, but Gugu Mbatha Ra, who plays the what's her face in Loki, mm. she was offered the Rambo character in no Captain shit. Marvel oh, said no. oh wow, really? This, yeah, isn't that interesting? Um, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, they probably talk with everyone, but she was on one of the sheets anyways. But um, to, to the Cano uh, Constantine 2 question, um, I think James Gunn would totally fold that in as a character in his new version. Why you not? So? Why, why not? It doesn't, ha- it doesn't have to be Elseworlds, right? Can't he just be picking and choosing? Can't that be the Constantine of that universe if they wanted it? I mean, it could be. I just didn't think. I just uh, just didn't think like he would actually do that since it was already established. And I thought he was yeah. Gonna build something I'm not. New. I'm not. I I I see him letting it be in Elseworlds, as he said. That oh, to, to what end is they going to spend 150 and hope to make 500 million off it? I, I, I'm curious if with well, no sequel. I mean, there's like, yeah, there's always yeah, like the other thing of yeah. like having a John Constantine in that you know an established dark universe. You know, the dark, the Justice League dark. I mean, we already have Swamp Thing that's going to be coming out by Mangold, right? Do they? Yeah. yeah do they want more Elseworld stories? It seems just confusing unnecessarily. And does that I hamper mean, their ability to have another Constantine? Like- I mean, look, I'm I'm fine with Elseworld stories. I don't think it takes that much, honestly. I mean, I think people can tell the difference between different Batman's. I mean, just hear me out. Like, you have literally, you could just open, you could you could open it with a, a title card saying DC Elseworlds, and then and then do the title card for Joker. I'm with you. Whatever. I want Elseworlds. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, I'm totally I, down I'm, for that. I, I'm just saying I don't think general audiences would be that lost if if we're gonna. Indulge. That's where I disagree. Okay. Nah. Yeah. I, I, I think don't they're know. gonna be super lost. I think the biggest complaint about all this crazy shit is how there's Superman on big screen, small screen, Batman here, Batman there. At one point we had Keaton, Affleck, fucking Pattinson, and it's like, and George Clooney showed up, and it's like, what what are we doing here? Like, the people, and, and, and guess what? Nobody saw the Flash. Didn't work at all. So it's like. I really thought that was going to work, but general yeah. audience feedback is not like, wait, is that Iron Man or is this Iron Man? No, it's fucking Robert Downey Jr. Of course it's Iron Man for the next 10 years. It's like Batman's too big to have multiple Batman. Like if that Reeves movie didn't come out, it would never come out under this new regime. So it's, it's they're continuing what they already built because they have something that's working and they're going to continue it. But I, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I'm not positive. Like Dave, I, I think that the Flash movie didn't work because it sucked. <laughs> I, I enjoyed watching people just it. were like oh this is terrible parts, but yeah I, I mean i mean listen there's there's one or two decent scenes there's some decent acting there's one or two good lines i'm not saying the whole movie is awful but the whole movie is awful <laughs> like i i i think that movie didn't didn't 
didn't work with the audience because it just didn't it didn't flow it didn't work you know but like i got the concept of that's a different batman that's a different batman that's a flash you did. i get it yeah. but i'm just saying not like, us i'm not talking about us I know you're talking general audience, but which is 95% of the people I'm talking. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think, I mean, look, if they've watched the other movies, I think that they got the general concept of it, of like what a multiverse means. I mean, it, it's referenced in the flash. I assume that they know that this is a different timeline or this is a different thing. I'm assuming that that concept came across to a general audience. It but, is. Yes. But like, yeah, uh, I think what would have I think what would have made it more confusing is was there was there the whatever Walter Hamada's plan was, which was to have the Batgirl and have Keaton take over as a Nick Fury guy. Yeah, that was, I don't know. That was ridiculous. I, I don't know what the fuck that was. Yeah. But like, yeah, that would have wanted that too. And I was like, what? Why would you want that? Yeah. No, but, they got to start fresh, which is what they're doing. But the, the multiverse thing is, yes, I think a lot of people have been have had that shoved down their throats in every fucking oh, franchise yeah. these days. Yeah. The problem is it's a negative connotation. It is an anti-selling point. If you say, oh, multiverse this, multiverse that, people are like, oh, God, get over it. Nobody wants that shit. Nobody wants – do you know what multiverse means? It means no stakes universe because you yeah. can just bring back Ooh, someone else. But wait it's, a minute. Isn't the Invincible Season 2 tapping into that? Have you watched how they handled that in Invincible Season uh, 2? I have not. So oh, oh, interesting. We haven't seen it. Oh, oh okay. So they're handling it well. They're handling it well. Invincible is awesome. Okay, <laughs> okay, kidding. okay. No, no, no. That's, but, that's, but, that's what I needed to know right there. Yeah, that's yeah. What I'm, I'm just saying the multiverse for me like can be handled well i think the spider-verse movies are proof of that like you want to mm. talk about a multiverse movie those are like the gold standard in terms of like handling multiple different versions of what's supposedly the same character yeah multiple different universes multiple different storylines all like it is it is it is like one of not not just like one of the best animated movies one of the best movies of the year just because of how well it it handles the story it's however just, okay just like invincible that is mm. a very isolated story it is its own story. It is mm. not an Avengers team up with six other spinoffs with other character stories that have to intertwine with that. It's also not built on a history where old actors are coming back. You know what I mean? So it, it's a different thing. Spider-Verse is leading into Spider-Verse 2, which is leading mm. to Spider-Verse 3. Invincible mm. is a niche TV show for adults that's in its own universe. That's it. Okay. It's, it's not the same thing. It's not, it's not, it's not like a franchise with 17 films. Which so old Batman actors and new Batman actors, right? So what? So what are we saying? Are we saying when we get the Secret Wars eventually, it's just it's just not going to be about the multiverse anymore? Or are we just gonna? <laughs> or is it all going to be? You know? Uh, oh, I think they're going to stay the fuck away from the multiverse once they resolve this. Yeah, yeah. No, but I'm saying like the whole point of Secret Wars is to do like everything, right? I mean, I I don't know I don't know what's going to get tackled in Kang Dynasty, and I don't know what's going to get tackled yeah, yeah, yeah. in Secret Wars. But like, what do you? Uh, the, the stories we're seeing now, we're seeing the multiverse, and Loki's trying right. to give an explanation for how that can expand and contract, and how they can control that and make sense of it. I think Secret Wars is the end game of that, where it, the whole thing fucking oh, yeah. implodes, and they pick you know Battle World, they take pick and choose this and that, and the end okay. result is we have the new world, the new the new. In the comics, you'd think six one six and Ultimates are together now, plus the best pieces of the other <laughs> stories. And then you know, Reed Richards and his family will go seed the multiverse elsewhere. But I, I think the last thing people want is like people jumping through through timelines and stuff again after Secret Wars. I think the whole point of Secret Wars is to oh no, is to wrap it up. I was, yeah, I was, yeah. Sorry, I was I was making a joke. By the time we get the Secret Wars, it's just not going to be multiverse. Period. Like it's just there. It's just it's just, it's just <laughs> no. nothing. <laughs> yes. that, that's what that's what I was joking. 
Yeah. Sorry, I thought you were but, asking if they're going to do another multiverse story beyond that, and I think no, 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 no. I, I, yeah. I got the idea that by the time we get the Secret Wars, that's that's it. That's wrapping right. it all up. But like, I was making a joke that it was just like there I wasn't going to be any multiverse period because like, no, it doesn't sell anymore. So, but no, like, um, again, but I think that's why Kang Dynasty and that is so close to one another because they want to. I see Kang Dynasty, or at least my opinion, I, I see Kang Dynasty being a lot of the semi-wrapping up and kind of explaining how all this like works with whatever other explanations we've gotten before then to that point and then and then here's battle world and here's here's what we're gonna do and then that's what secret wars is you know gonna yeah i mean think of infinity ward endgame it's essentially it was built as a two-parter this is this is that for the multiverse so um yeah yeah now do you see that's the question really though too do you see do you see Kang sitting on a throne in uh, in Secret Wars, or do you see it being do you see Doom? Because I mean, mm-hmm. it's more. I mean, I only say it because of the original Secret Wars and Hickman's Secret Wars. I love Doom Hickman's. The, yeah. Oh yeah. That would have been the blueprint had they had the rights to like X Men and had Miles set up and all these characters beforehand. But right, right. Yeah. I'm just, um, I'm just, I'm just saying. It seems like Doom. I mean, again, I'm not saying that there isn't going to be any buildup to Doom before then. It's just, I don't. I would be really weirded out if it's just Doom just shows up and that's just it, and they yeah. have to deal with Doom and they don't know anything about him. I think that'd be kind of weird. I don't think that would be a good way to go about it. But like, it just seems more like that's what they're going to be pointing to. And again, you could have it where you have Kang Dynasty and Kang is on the throne there, and then in Secret Wars, Doom is there instead. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing in Fantastic Four. I don't know if Doom is the primary yeah. in that. Um, no, I think no. I mean, it, the the model seems to be that they hold the big bad now for like the second or the third movie, and the right. first one is you know it might be fucking Mo Man for all we know. That'd be sweet. <laughs> I would pay for that. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I, sorry, I just I just got an um, Incredibles two like flashback because well, there's a really great yeah. moment analog in Invincible as well. It keeps coming back, so Ooh. you'll see him in season two as well. So. Um, yeah, <laughs> cool. yeah. Uh, Moment's a great idea. I totally watched that. Like the full yeah. on costume and everything. Um, when, when you talked about Miles Morales, I was kind of wondering, like, well, how would they bring him into live action? Like, I mean, are they just going to not touch what's well, happening over there? Even though that's already now with uh, the last Across the Spider Verse has tapped into MCU, yeah. and we've seen you know Garfield and and Toby, and then of course yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Donald uh, Glover yeah. Prowler. It's so. it's right there. I mean, Prowler yeah. is Prowler is set. He's ready to go. So yeah. all you need is he gets out of jail for a little time. He meets up with his nephew. Like you make that a side story in one of the. Sp- I see them building up to Miles in this next trilogy, like as a side character. Back. Oh, he got the a question. Side. The question <laughs> is though. What are they going to do with Holland? Is Holland going to die at the end of his next trilogy, or is he going to live, sidestep, and then sometimes jump into mentor Miles while Miles becomes the new Spider-Man? That would be that's that's a financial deal to be had. But I yeah. think the, 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 the vision is to keep him around long term in the background. He, you know, the, the, we actually yeah. had that this conversation about Miles just before you came on, I think. But um, oh, okay, where I was like, you know, that was the the the, the plan, the ultimate. Feige vision is you, you have Tom Holland for 20 years. He's like the extended Harry Potter, yeah. right? He's in for yeah. all these films. And he runs Parker Industries in the background and and and, and Miles becomes Spidey, right? The Spidey. Yeah. So uh and yeah, but you don't do that in four or five. You'd be able to build up to that in the next trilogy. Yeah, that's four. Yeah. You, you need Spider-Man solo films that you don't need, rely you need, on 
You need his college years for... intact. <laughs> you need him to at least meet Harry Osborne at some point, and then maybe because he knows about No Way Home, and then he's like, you know, I don't know, just something. But and like the Osborns and Doom, I think, are the future of the MCU on Earth. Yeah. So, um... dude, I mean, I mean, one of the things I wanted to bring up, like when we were talking about all the Spidey talk, I mean, and how the MCU is just kind of in shambles right now. I mean, I've I've been talking about it all year. It's like lean into the Spider Verse. I mean. The fact that they were leaning so much, I mean, obviously Spider-Verse is multiverse as well, but I'm just like, it just seems like that's what's working. I mean, when it comes to everything, it just seems like anything Spider-Man seems to be like. I think thing. it's just because I think this Spider-Verse will lean on its own and just like, it'll have those cool connective threads and teases. And then the uh -huh. MCU will just pull, it's, it's pull from like it, the prowler of it all yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. But also, do you think the rules of the Spider-Verse are different than how the MCU is handling it? like in terms yeah. of like how you glitch out in the wrong thing you know what i mean like that's it happens a little bit with loki right now but yeah like, i was kind of like i was seeing that one but no one else so yeah. um mm. yeah. do you see any do you see a future for toby and andrew as in there are they going to come back yeah yes okay they will come back okay. i don't know how much though yeah well, obviously yes yeah, but yeah I had this in another live stream. I don't know if you have mm -hmm. watched other streams, Rob, but we were we had a whole like 20 minute combo about just and again, not a lot. It doesn't need to be like it doesn't need to be another franchise, but just one more Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie where it's like it's like 20 years later. He's with MJ. He's teaching at college. Maybe Miles is a student in his universe or something, but like <laughs> all of his villains are on the raft now because it's been 20 years, but we bring Malkovich because he's even older now, so it's even better than the <laughs> Super old you vulture, know? yeah. You have the opening. The opening scene is Mysterio, like, holding up, like, a, a place yeah. or whatever. And then, by Bruce Campbell. Yeah. And Bruce Campbell. And that's it. And it's done. It's like, it's like there's your closure on that. And, like, you do, you do, the, you do like, a fun story. You, and you and, and more, than, more than anything else, you do not make – and I know it's funny because it's Spider-Man, but do not make Spider-Man a old loser – who wants to quit or whatever the case is you make it the opposite you make him like no i'm still spider-man and i'm dealing with stuff now i'm 20 years older and married and trying to figure stuff out basically just one more that's all you need and then lead how to lead into secret wars or something maybe i like, i love it and i, I think this yeah. is when i was talking about sony this is what they should be doing like literally this we should have the amazing spider-man 3 we should have yes. Kobe yeah. spider-man 4 yes. and for fuck's sake we should have way more tom holland films or or, or villains that make more sense than el Morato with bad, bad bunny film that got canceled <laughs> oh. the fuck they were thinking could you imagine announcing that yeah. before oh my god i couldn't even believe when they said i'm like are they really are they serious well, and then we got madam webb i mean that's already filmed yeah. that's in the can that's supposed to be there's something to that film though with the multiverse and all that kind of weirdness so i i don't yeah. know i'm hoping that it's something good and they're I mean, so quiet on it it's i can't get anything out of them so uh, a lot of eye candy in that movie anyways go ahead paul no i was just <laughs> i was just saying like yeah i, I with, with the bad bunny i was only confused because you know it's one thing if you're taking a character that's established like craven or something like that but even el morto had like what like three three issues i think like not oh, even like a not even like a run yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, a big character yeah, it was. I was just really, really like, what's going on with that? Like, and and also you you run into you run into major problems to a degree too, because like, say even even like an established character like uh, Jessica Jones, you know, when she was on the Netflix stuff, her first season, while not perfect, was really good because yeah, it, it it basically just adapted Alias, but yeah. 
after Alias in the comic books was The Pulse, which was her marrying Luke Cage and having a kid. So they couldn't do that. So they had to like, and they had to kind of figure out another story for her and they didn't really know where to go. Even though they still had a great actress playing the character, it like the later Jessica Jones seasons weren't nearly as good because yeah. they didn't have the material to kind of work off of, you know? So it's like, yeah, so you, like, you kind of limit yourself when you take on like such a new character. You got to hope that you know, whoever's working on the show is extremely creative and can, you know, and can work off that, you know, not, not, you're not going to get, um, you know, uh, uh, Bruce, Tim and Paul, Paul Dini, you know, working on the animated series every, every single time, you <laughs> yeah. know? So yeah. If only. If only. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all crazy. It's all crazy, but uh, yeah, I think we should uh, wrap it up on that note right there. A lot of great conversations and uh, yeah, everything's just kind of up in the air. I mean, yeah, my God. I mean, I don't know if the SAG after strike is yeah. going to end, but everything's just going to be pushed. Everything. I don't know. It's all just kind of crazy right now, but um, yeah. Uh, I want to thank, of course, uh, Brandon Davis for being the featured guest tonight, talking, uh, of course, all this stuff and uh, catching up with him. Always great to talk to him. Thank you to Jordan. Thank you to Phil. And of course, thank you to Rob. It's been a bit since you've been on. Always great to see you. Like your, I, I mean, you must've been talking to Steven about your camera setup because my God, your 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 shot looks really good. You're in the clear. Everything else, you have the dream lens almost thing going on. I, right I now. actually I haven't, but I've been thinking about that a lot. I don't have a real DSLR camera for this. I'm using this is an Elgato face cam. It's a webcam. How are you doing the blurred background and everything? Is that like a filter or something, man? It you looks really good. You can just change. Yeah. It. It's very basic. You can choose like the. Okay. As you can tell, I'm washed out. I have the key light like, set to minimum, and it still washes out. So if I had a real camera, I could do like lighting properly. Yeah. Um, I have lighting. That looks really good me, though, dude. I was like, I was like, damn, he must have been talking to Steven. No, I got webcams. I have two more to try, but no, I want to get a real like Sony cam and do it properly at some point. Um, yeah, but uh, before your webcam needs, definitely go to Elgato. I got the they have a prompter <laughs> too. I was gonna set it up for this. I didn't have time, but the prompter is great because I can look at the camera now instead of looking at the monitor. You know what I'm saying? Because you can, it's a, basically a monitor as well that you can put around your camera, so my mm -hmm. eye level can be looking at you as opposed to like looking. I know. I know. I'm I know. Side to side, yeah. Yeah, I'm always looking like this way, and my camera's over here. So. Same. Wish I could like, you know, but my way I, I uh, have everything structured, not going to work that way. But anyways, thank you, Rob. Thank you, Paul. And uh, yeah, feel free to, you know, promote anything that you guys got going on right now. Uh, sure. Yeah. Follow me yeah. on X, Twitter, uh, Rob underscore keys is K-E-Y-E-S. I don't really stream much anymore, but I'm going to be doing some cool stuff coming up soon. Uh, there's the Avatar game coming out. I know I mentioned the Avatar film. Oh, that's like, right. Huh? It's kind of like the last big game of the year, so I'm going to be traveling to check that out. And then uh, uh, I'll, I'll tease something I've been very passionate about. It's more of a personal thing because like Brandon teased his wrestling thing. Yeah. I have been working with National Geographic on something for like five or six years, and I'm finally going to do it next month. So nice. uh, for it's a big week-long thing, so I'm very much looking forward to that. So um, I will share lots of that when it happens. Good. Yeah. And feel free to come back on and talk about it and promote it, man. Cool. Um, yeah. It's, that's going to be interesting. Paul, anything? Uh, I've got nothing to promote. Um, <laughs> I, I, uh, will be in Italy from, uh, the ninth to the Ooh. 19th. Nice. Uh, yeah. I'm just, uh, visiting, visiting an old friend there and, uh, I'm not sure what my availability will be. I don't know what my internet connection is going to be down there or like being able to do this or not so he probably won't see me for a little while but i'll i'll be out of the country but uh, other than that um if you guys want to reach me i'm i'm at p mickey 1988 on instagram and at paul panhook on vero so Very and good. 
Dave, thanks. Thanks again for just having me on, man. Oh, always, man. Always great talking to you. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you to Brandon, Jordan, Phil, Rob, and Paul. This has been another great discussion on the Vox stream. We will talk to you guys later. Paul, it's great meeting you.